be imminently. Yeah, we are now on the second stream. Hi. Back in. Sorry, mate. So being knocked. Hi, Kai. Hello. How's How is everyone? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. How how's it going? Yeah, it's going quite well. We've um, raised close to a grand so far. Oh, nice, nice. That's good. That's good. So we're pretty chuffed with that. How are things down? Because obviously you've got the uh, the marathon weekend. Yeah, um, it's it's literally just quietened off. It's been it's been all go, um, which has been really good. Um, which has been rushed off our feet. There's only two of us. It's me and uh, a lad called John uh, who came in to cover as well. So we don't normally open on a Saturday through winter. So we thought we've moved location. Um, let's let's just have a, a a nice open day ready for Christmas, and it's worked out. So yeah, it's been good. Nice. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm glad it's going well. We're, um, we're just waiting for people to rejoin. That's right. right. We've had to break the segments <laughs> up a little bit. So uh, hopefully we'll have that sorted out soon. Oh, I've got to mute yeah. myself. There we go. That should be better now. Cool. Lance is just jumping back in. <laughs> slowly, slowly. I'm just want wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> So um, while we're waiting for people to join um, yep. and Lance to come back, yeah, here. do you fancy showing us a, a, a little bit around what, what you've got near you? What sort of Yeah. Uh, so so in our sort of surplus area, we, do, we literally do everything you could possibly think of. Um, I don't actually know how to flip my camo, so I'm just going to do this every time. Uh, so this is a Portuguese lizard camo, just why I'm quite next to it. So that's quite a popular item very rare to sort of get hold of we've got your classic dpm that everyone comes in a view like starts airsoft in and then there's your other classic starter airsoft pack yeah yeah mtp everyone comes MTP. in mtp i call it dad dad mtp because there's always the dads that rock up in mtp <laughs> then uh this is my favorite little section so this is the american stuff oh yeah so we've got cookie chip, nice bit of chocolate Be chip. yeah bit of jarhead uh current issue navy aor2 which is one of my nice. favorites at the moment uh we then have us tiger strike from 15 years ago in yeah, a ucp i love a bit of time then digital then a hoorah marines marine <laughs> range we've got uh your woodland and your desert and then uh we've got navpat and then uh just to keep it sweet for your milsim days We've got your OCP Scorpion and any classic desert, desert try. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've got, it's not just camos. We then do like block colors. Like these are getting quite popular. So these are check, check in aligners. Um, these will go in a Parker, but we're just selling just aligners as is because you can button them up Ooh, and it's right. just a little extra overlayer. And they're retailing about, I think, 12, 12 pounds, just under 12. Wow. So there's them. Yeah. But yeah, and again, good extensive range in all your camo trousers. So, so yeah, we got we got loads say, of stuff like, really. Yeah, um, the store down there looks absolutely wicked. It's like a proper I like a nice proper like surplus yeah, shop. Yeah, <laughs> does, yeah. does it have that surplus smell? 
No, well, yeah and no. Uh, a lot. It's not like That's the dingy old shop. Thing, <laughs> no, no, no. I know what you mean. It, we, when we open yeah, up pallet boxes, surplus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you you get that musty sort of like you breathe it in and it like sits on your lungs. But um, no, because we're a bit more open space and it's in a warehouse. It kind of just and it's always on like hung up. The smell dissipates really. So unless you get a real good huff onto it, like nose touching the garment, you'll get it. But yeah, I know what Which you mean. You would. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you yeah, go yeah. run, around. Well, I, I'd quite like to be like, visit the shop one day and have a fresh box arrive that I could open and just bury my face into it straight away. <laughs> have a good sniff on the box. That's it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Actually, that funnily enough leads us on to a, a question I want to mention. Do you get a lot of um? I know that you do like repairs on stuff. Yes, but do you presumably get bits of kit that are just like unrepairable that you throw away? Uh, so what we do that then becomes a grade two item. So we'll sell that as a grade two. Uh, and then it's then down to Joe Public to do what they want with. So most people buy, um, for example, if it's an MTP shirt that we just can't repair, uh, we'll strip it for the buttons, and then someone will buy it to strip for patches. So they'll cut segments out to repair other garments. Uh, the likes of that, we also do it with like sleeping bags and it, anything else really. But we do try to recycle as much as we can. So again, like we'll have like donor items to repair to make something a grade one. But yeah, it's something we won't just throw unless it is genuinely too far gone. But yeah, most things we do try to upcycle or resell so someone else can upcycle. Well, I saw that post you put out the other day, Carl. I've got, I've got someone on the mailing list. I saw the email come out regarding the sleeping bags, the broken zips, making like great yes. base layers for, uh, for camping beds and stuff like that. That's a wicked yeah. idea. Yeah, again, so when we get our sleeping bags, so we, when we buy stuff, it's, it's mixed pallets, really. So um, sometimes if it's not been a graded box, we we will physically grade it ourselves. Um, so anything that's torn or shredded or like a laceration, we'll stitch it up. We've got a little sewing machine. Um, but yeah, zips, it's just that little bit too hard for us. Uh, even even when we go to a proper, proper seamstress person, zips are expensive to put on. So, and then again, rather than throw it away, we'll just drop it down to a reasonable, non-offensive price that someone can make use of it in another way so <laughs> i like how you say non-offensive i love the pricing structure your, your shop yeah <laughs> yeah just it's a flash when i get that email and you just see flash sale in the subject title and you're like oh fuck well no, that's what i said earlier <laughs> <laughs> I, hate your, I hate your flash sales because they come through and you go Ooh, well we had that five. we had that um <laughs> it, it went through a phase didn't it we was, when we used to be live and we'd get a flash sale email about half past eight and like, yeah yeah. That's, yeah, we, we're wondering is that has to have been done on purpose because it was like we had like people. I think it was the Bergens, wasn't it, for like yeah. ten quid? The British yeah, Army Bergens. Bergens. We were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In that in that oh. space of a few minutes, if it was just like oh, Loads. God, everyone went, Loads. Well, the stream emptied. Everyone ordered a burger, then yeah. come back. <laughs> <laughs> I think because yeah. uh, it used to be Wednesdays, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lincoln would aim to get that out as early as he could on a Wednesday. So just because you yeah. knew you guys were doing a live, so it was just like, yeah, we've got to get something in for a Wednesday type thing. So yeah. Yeah. if you do about half eight, half eight, half eight, yeah, half eight we brilliant. can always give it a plug for it. Because all our phones go yeah. off, you all go, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But no, we'd, I think he's got it written down somewhere, little little post-it somewhere to make sure to do it at half eight somewhere. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kai, just because um, there's a few people sort of still joining us from the last stream. Um, yeah. Who are you and who are Prepper Shop? Uh, so I'm Kai, obviously. Um, I run the warehouse. Uh, Prepper Shop is uh, a shop that does 
basically anything to prep for the end of the world um, or just just an outdoor camping weekend. It's it's something that we cater for everyone, whether you realize you're a prepper or not. Um, it's it's just something as simple as having like a bottle of water in your car and a blanket. Uh, for if it, a bl- well, I mean, we had snow in Cornwall for about 10 minutes and everyone panicked the other day. Um, so it's just having something really available to you um, which we would try to cater for. So as I say, it's either camping or apocalyptic end of the world. So you want your basic necessities to survive that, whether it's a water source or water filtration, warmth, i.e. fire, blankets, stuff like that. Um, again, as I say, we, we'll just cater for all of it. And it's not necessarily a zombie apocalypse. It's it's no matter like what I found working here is no matter everyone's point of view of end of the world everyone has the same common aspect of survival mm-hmm. uh, and that's what we what we cater for uh, and as i say even as something as little as if you don't realize you're prepping it's just having an extra few tins in the house um because you can't get down the shops are you like for covid so again we we have options for that uh, so we have um military style rations um we get them from the same company the british military use which is vesti uh, and we offer these in single pouches um one month pa- like packs, three month packs, six months, year, five years, halal menus, vegetarian menus, vegan menus, uh, and then it's branded stuff as well. So you're dehydrated and, and freeze dried food. So it's the, the name is kind of speaks for itself, really. It's preppers. It's it's just again, it's it's what you prepare for, and um, and we've virtually got every product going really. So yeah, you in a nutshell. Because I've been trying to get them on the podcast, and that'd be really helpful if you did. Uh, and that is something that I'm not 100 sure on, because that'll be the office side, and mm-hmm. um, so that'll be uh, an email over. Really, that's above my yeah, pay grade, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tap you guys up for some contacts potentially. Yeah, uh, yeah, really we've been all about that for a while. Actually, yeah. getting the getting the manufacturers of the ration packs on just to discuss how they go about deciding what's what they want to use, how they go about making it. Like, yeah, like. Hmm. quality control of things and not like their packaging and stuff like that I'd be quite interested to see what's got well, behind the that, that's that's the thing so go, going off um off the rations um so they all have a best before um which is usually about four years i think after manufacturing date mm-hmm. but if you saw these correctly you can get 20 years 20 years off a ration pack just a, yeah. as long as it's stored not obviously in baking sunlight or submerged or something like that um yeah 20 years Perfect. Right, Kai, what's the weirdest thing you've sold? Or like you stopped? Because I know I've bought dental equipment from you guys. Uh, I, I, I'm so far in now, nothing's weird. The body um, bags are a bit... <laughs> yeah. I, the body bags are a bit weird. Like, I've yeah, managed I, to get I, older I, one, but I thought that's, that's going to be a good bivy bag. <laughs> yeah, the, but I mean, we've got a, a, another body. I found one uh, about half an hour ago, actually. I went, oh, that will sell. Um, so, yeah, I po- <laughs> probably would say the body bag, to be honest. But then, is it, though? I mean, we've we've sold, like, thermal underwear, like, literally, um, firm, like, not even brand new sort of stuff. Like, it's just come in a mixed palette. So I'd probably say that's a bit weird. Or proper, like, proper second-hand Grundies. Just... Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, like, we've put them up before. And obviously, like, great and obviously, like this. yeah, it's, uh, I'd probably say that's a bit weird. But I don't know. Again, nothing nothing phases me in, in this in this world anymore, especially with preppers. So it's, yeah, 
I'd go down under uh, underwear. Yeah, that's fair play. My, my, my main question is when you get into more Dutch Army formats. Oh, the uh, yeah. self-inflators, yeah. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. So again, it, it's Love just it. it's like an as and when type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just you're on our mailing list. Got one, but I'd buy another one. Yeah, I've already got one for preppers, but I'd get another one just because they are brilliant. Probably one of the best yeah, used. for the price. You can't really, you can't beat it. Yeah, they're, they're not bad at all. I mean, this is the thing. Um, there's a lot of obviously good quality gear in surplus, um, and then getting to know obviously surplus from being through preppers. There's a lot of brands. Mm -hmm. that will make them um like uh i think i found out recently that firmer s actually make the british military raw mats okay, they just no. don't put their name to them so um and it's like gore-tex is in virtually everything anything waterproof so yeah for a fraction of the price you go surplus really rather than a branded nice so where do you get all your stuff from there you say it comes in on pallets or like boxes <clears throat> all over really um i mean we've got we've got contacts like literally all over the world so uh, i mean as we've gone as far as germany um we can get stuff in from germany um i mean we've got um uh, the, again there's obviously there's uk suppliers um we've got it from stateside um so yeah it will just again it's it's just kind of like a, a who you know and it just depends on their location so yeah i, I recently as far as germany I would say the furthest. Do you reckon you could get to China? Because there's menu five. <laughs> yeah. China, that's, menu five is supposed what, to be supplied. phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, um, it's on the cards that we're looking to possibly go out to China next year and have a look around. Um, but yeah, it's it's just sort of, again, it's, it's kind of like a who you know, and it just so happens to be where their location is. So it could just be any part of the world, really. Kai, how did question from me? How did sort of preppers come about? Like, what was it first? Like the, like the founding fathers of preppers. Where, where where did the idea come from? Are you guys all sort of like into your preps and stuff like that? As like a, as a as a group of staff, or some uh, are, some aren't. Yeah. So we, again, it's it's whether you know it or not, you you everyone preps in their own sort of way. Um, it's just obviously how extreme you go to it. Um, preppers basically started with Lincoln uh, up in Cambridgeshire, um, and he was basically the first in Europe to start this business um, and then he he started off small and it was just a few sort of items here and there a few sort of odd rations um, and he used to basically sell knives as well to coincide with that and it was just a little bit of surplus and and it just expands um, and it, it it just takes a, a disaster to have as, as shocking as it sounds it takes a disaster to happen uh, and then it just creates business, really. So COVID really, really impacted the business mm -hmm. um, massively. Um, so we bumped up our rations um, because then it allowed people to store. So it allowed them basically not to go to the supermarkets and stuff like that. So rations then started going through the roof. Uh, the clothing sort of side started obviously boosting again. So the clo like military clothing. Um, last year, uh, obviously Putin in Ukraine. Uh, we, yeah. We've been sat on, so when I started, so I'm on my third year next year, when I first started, we had a load of CBRN stuff, a load of gas masks, um, and obviously Putin went to Ukraine, and then obviously they, they were outside the uh, nuclear power plant, and then overnight, overnight, we sold everything. Every bit of CBRN gear just went overnight. So, yeah, it's just, again, it all depends on the circumstances and the situational awareness of what people are going through at that present time. 
Um, I mean, a funny one. Uh, was it the fuel fuel shortage last November? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah uh, I think we sold some like close to four to five hundred twenty liter jerry cans. And it, and and again, like, yeah, and again, it's it's just it's one of those, isn't it? It's just we can prepare for anything. So again, as preppers, we just try to cater for any situation. So. Mm-hmm. So, and, that's, and that's what just keeps the business going and, and forever evolving and then coincide with that because um we work a lot with the bushcraft community we've started doing a lot of branded outdoor gear as well so like high-end branded outdoor like dd hammocks big agnes and it just goes hand in hand with everything really so you can come in get a 10 pound dpm shirt and also leave with a 15 20 pound sort of tarp or something like that so yeah definitely have you yeah. found so, and, that and, maybe more people are starting to prep um, in regards to, like, since COVID? Have you noticed an increase at all? Or? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a massive increase. There's more communities popping up in local areas. Mm. Uh, and as I say, I mean, you can go to the extreme end of the spectrum and we'll get someone coming in and they'll be like, aliens are trying to take my dog. I need to leave now type thing. Uh, <laughs> and then... And then you'll get like the low end of the spectrum because it's it's just that they, they don't want to be stiffed by the government. So more and more, I'd, as I say, are coming in and it, it's just that basic necessity of I want something where I can literally just bug out out the door uh, and I've got something of water, warmth and food. So and it's again, it's quite a common thing. I mean, when I first started, I wasn't massively aware of it. I, I came into the warehouse and I just saw they do surplus and that's what interested me. And then when I first started like hearing these people, I just think you're like batshit crazy. And now I'm I am I'm down a rabbit hole. You're one of them. You, yeah, I am now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like everyone's a lizard and all this sort of stuff. And but as I say, it's it's how extreme you go and how non-extreme you go. It's it's the same. It's the same calling, isn't it? Is you just need to survive so you get the basic necessities to help you or your family or friends. So with me, I mean, I, I, where I drive to work and at the night time, I listen to an awful lot of podcasts. And one that sort of stood out for me over the last few years has been that uh, Casual Preppers in the US. Yeah. Yeah. So I listen to them an awful lot. And that's sort of what put me on to you guys. Yeah. I listen to like, the, the, the whole casual prepping, like having, a, having a couple of days worth of tin foods that you for a family of four or, or some extra bits and bobs or, and a few bottles of water at home just in case your water supply. I mean, we've had a couple of um, our, our water's been cut off for a first main or something like last year a couple of times where you've been without water and it got to the point where you had to go and collect some water from somewhere it's like well if i'd had 12 one liter bottles of water in a cool dark cupboard i wouldn't have had to worry about it do you know what i mean yeah exactly and and, that, and it's that's just things it's just, yeah exactly it's just those little scenarios and 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 that's what we try to sort of aim and cater for but again there's nothing stopping you from going down to the supermarket and just getting an extra tins of spaghetti in and an extra as you say bottles of water for something like that but yeah it's just just got to be prepared for anything you don't know what's around the corner do you really absolutely yeah absolutely mate yeah and like i said i think it opened covid and what what we had to do with covid and like the panic buying and all that caused um completely unnecessary of course but it happens because people panic um i think it opened a lot of people's eyes to show how sort of unprepared they are not on the scale of like I want to. I'm going to put a, a nuclear blast bunker in my back garden. Yeah, <laughs> but just for the fact that I could do with like a yay size box full of some extra tin foods and a few bottles of water, 
I haven't got to worry yeah. about going to the shops for a couple of days. Although some did, some people did build the bungalow. Some people probably <laughs> did. <laughs> build the bungalow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not being paid I mean, what... the money. I probably put one in myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we we know of people down here that they've sunk containers into the ground and stuff and just use it as storage. I mean, we used to yeah. do um, barrels for um, sinking sinking food in and other resources. So, but yeah, it is. It's just it's just the way the world's gone, and it's just people are just. They they rather have a, a a safety blanket as such of of things and items that they could potentially use as you say water bursts or electric goes out so we do like winter prepare kits and all sorts of things really yeah. so I mean yeah I mean getting into the season that we're in now I mean especially for vehicles people out and about people driving commuting and stuff like that I mean yeah you, you should be looking by now I mean not not only all the time but especially during the winter months of, there's a chance of getting stranded like you say a couple of a couple of blankets a couple of bottles of water a exactly. bit of dry food you know what I mean it's a bit of you know a couple of bars of chocolate any, anything like that just to see because people have been stuck 24 hours in in some locations you know up and down the country not just all in Scotland and the Highlands or you know like I, I mean normal what's been across yeah, again, like Cornwall has like literally one snow gritter. So when it snows down here and we got one dual carriageway essentially, which is the A30, everyone just basically shits themselves because they're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Cornwall just goes literally just into like a meltdown. They're just like, what is this white stuff appearing in front of me? So, but yeah, and, and, and again, we've we, 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 my way. It's everyone's, everyone, everyone seems to panic by bread and milk. Yeah. <laughs> we snow, it's like, all we need is bread and milk to survive. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just bags of it running out of Iceland and Waitrose yeah. bags of bread and milk. We've got to get home. Yeah, that all goes off out of date in like yeah, two like, days. Yeah. <laughs> the milk, milk turned into cheese type thing. Yeah. Exactly, but, yeah. Just bread and butter pudding, that's all you need. Oh. <laughs> um, Kai, but, I've had a load of questions coming from the audience. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marky Mark says, any desert tiger stripe? No, that is on my list to hunt down. It's very hard to get hold of because, mm. um, well, true desert tiger tribe was only for, I think, a couple of years, and it was for special forces in Afghanistan. So it was a mix between the US and the UK. Okay. So if you've got some of that, keep hold of it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Basically, if you, if you don't want to keep really hold of it, popular in the states, isn't it? It's really yeah. popular. You you can get uh, reproduction uh, desert tiger stripe, um, and it's made by a company called TrueSpec. Um, mm-hmm. and they basically make it in the ACU style, ACU style shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, um, they're like the milk on text of America as such. So it's the sort of higher end, good quality shirts, but yeah, you, you can get repro stuff, but official stuff, it's very hard, very hard to get hold of. Mm-hmm. And expensive when you can as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark also says, I'm looking for a DDPM 45 liter patrol pack, a uh, floating lid. Have you got any? No, what we've got so far in DPM is uh, a long back and short backs, and then just I think you can see them, and then uh, just little patrol packs for the moment. But again, just keep watching us. You never know what comes through a pallet box, really. Cool. Uh, question from Silly Gilly: Do you have anything that keeps your feet warm inside a sleeping bag, not a hot water bottle? Socks. Yeah, I was going to say socks probably do it. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head not really other than just doubling up and socks and socks isn't anything we really do because when we do get them in they're in pallet boxes so we don't really know if they've been worn or not so we tend to not list them but yeah i'd probably say double up and socks or a good one would be 
you know the little hand warmers you can get i think highlander doing the little hot pack ones you like yep. burst them and they go yeah, hot a couple of them throw them in your socks yeah the toe warmers as well and they're good they've got a little adhesive pad on them stick them in yeah yeah something like that place. yeah I've, I've used them and they're absolute absolute gem there's nothing worse than ice cold feet like toes mm. especially yeah, oh, painful if you can get a bit of warmth in the happy days Especially on the tips. Yeah, oh mate, yeah. It's like when we did that old Machiavellian, and I, I thought I'd be clever and put three pairs of socks on, and it, and it, it, because it confined, compounded my feet so much, there was no air to circulate. So yeah. although I had three pairs of socks on, my feet were just ice cold, so I had no air to warm up inside oh, my boot or no. inside my sock. So like, <laughs> I've really done myself a fucking number overnight. This is like really bad. <laughs> but yeah, lesson learned there. So yeah, only two pairs of socks and give your feet room to move. Basically, in your boot. <laughs> try and find a hand warmer, uh, gel hand warmer. That's it. Yeah. Kieran says, I hope you don't mind me asking, is there any word on restocking the large bags of Screech? I don't even know what Screech is. What's Screech? It's like the orange powder, the orange the, uh, drink powder. Well, like oh, the, orange um, drink powder. Energy drink mm. stuff from the oh, The bloody fortified isotonic stuff uh mm. we've got loads of mixed drink powders in at the moment but specifically orange if you order some or just drop an email i'll try and fish some out for you um and then yeah just just email over at hello at preppers whatever the rest of the email is i've forgotten it go to our preppers website and then i uh, just email and i'll see what i can dig out for you okay, nice one. thank cool. you very much right uh, and land lab challenge says you find any stigmatism around the world of prepper when you started or the word prepper sorry uh not not really no it's because it's again as i say because you can take it to the extreme um but kind of when i started was 2021 so we've just had covid and we just got outlifted from covid so i think with covid happening it's just taken that out so it's just it's just now a normal thing so as i say like when i first started it was just like sort of the balmy people i just thought what the hell are they talking about but when obviously that first month you start to get to know people and start to see their aspects it, it just again it, it just it's just normalized it really these these global situations has just made everything we're doing just normal it's just safety isn't it for our families so yeah i, 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 I think wouldn't it, um, see there I was think it opened, i think it opened a lot of people's eyes going back to covid again yeah like, oh maybe these guys that do like the and i'm going to use it like the casual prepping like the like, yeah. the, like i mentioned the podcast um i think it like, opened a lot of people's eyes to think oh maybe they're not quite as crazy as i thought they were that's actually quite sensible yeah exactly you know I mean? so yeah yeah i again it's just it's, it's as you say it's opened people up isn't it mm. but then the, on, the, on the flip side of that you've got tv shows like doomsday preppers and if you watch that that is that is Next <laughs> level. In that, yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah, I've just gone I've out. I've been and drinking bought, uh, my own way for three yeah, years. But it's like the yeah. they go out and, and they, they buy decommissioned nuclear weapon silos to turn it into a house to live in. And it's like just him and his missus is there for about 10 minutes. And she's like, fuck this. <laughs> she's just gone. <laughs> like, you just hear the tire screeching off down the road. And he's just like stood there with a hammer, yeah. ready to start re- refabbing this silo. And I'm just like, oh, mate, come on. <laughs> so, in terms of preppers, uh, shop you've obviously moved to new premises recently what's the kind of i guess next goal uh so we moved here because we needed to expand um this is 
pretty much double my warehouse space and with that we've been able to create a shop so we've created like this sort of modular shop as such so that like that's the perimeter and then if i poke you through you're going into narnia now behind the scenes oh look oh you need oh, a Narn- car you need a narnia wardrobe to walk into the shop exactly. <laughs> that would be brilliant what an entrance into a store it would be good um so we've got all that back bit there and then that's literally just one half of our warehouse uh so it's it's literally just room to expand that's that's all it is so we just want to keep growing and growing uh and then as i say we'll we'll grow the shop out we'll just keep getting more items in in stock there's going to be i'm not going to say what it is but we're going to be getting a hell of a lot of stuff next week and it's just given us opportunities to not turn down um big pallet loads whereas before we were quite restricted on space mm-hmm. so it'll be like we'll get offered something and we're like oh we can only really do x amount whereas now we've got so much more freedom to basically say we'll have all of it so that's the plan it's just to get bigger and bigger and bigger and i've been here three years and when i started we were literally probably in a 2000 square foot office which was combined office and warehouse and now this is one half of the warehouse now and we've got all this space i don't know if you can hear i've gone a bit reverb because of the echo and then monstrous all that up there that's in a mezzanine to about five different rooms of office space now so yeah it's it's literally preface is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and if we've got to move premises to another bigger premises then then so be it. And as I say, it's just it's it's just been a great journey so far. So and then obviously I'm gonna show up. So eventually, um the aim of the game is to mezzanine that if we need to for shop space. So So have you yeah. got an active running shop now? Is it still is it still in the works of being put together? It, it it's it's active. So um so obviously we had the shop in the old place, um, and then we, when we moved over here uh into Weybridge um we weren't 100 percent sure what it was like where the footfall is because we're like in a business park behind uh tesco's bnm and aldi mm-hmm. uh, we had a few sort of people we spoke to a, a few people like next door and they're like yeah yeah it gets busy it gets busy um so we're like we'll just we'll just warehouse it we'll get out to be a warehouse and we'll go from there spring spring easter we'll have a look and maybe do a shop but what we found is we'll be in the warehouse we'll be packing away and we'll turn around and be a, a customer in the warehouse I'd be like, absolutely not. Get out. Going, like, going through the box next to you. Oh, what's yeah, I'd be like, no. So That'd be us. We'd be like that. Yeah, so I'd be like, no, you're going to get me in trouble like, if you have an accident or something. So, um, so we had this extra space on the other side of the warehouse and we're like, we literally just finished finalising everything and we went, should we build a shop? Uh, so we did in six days. So we created this, I call it the modular shop where I turn it around again i'm in the warehouse part so that all that railing we can move that into this space here if we need to and then we can always drop yeah. it in if we just need that extra warehousing space so it is technically part of the warehouse because it's all the yeah. warehouse stock but we now have an additional shop and that's been open uh since i think the second week of october okay uh, so we wow, yeah. yeah it was just we we just had it open we just kind of haven't really overly advertised it as such and and today was really just to because we haven't been doing saturdays um just to get people through the door it's, it's just been payday christmas is around the corner so we thought we'd organize a little open day today so yeah that's, that's pretty much it have you had a gentleman called wayne rapson come into the shop yet 
aka fresh meat. I think meat. he's coming in on Monday. Oh, he's going in there Monday. Yeah, is he's he's in Monday. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's one of our regular <laughs> listeners who's travelled all the way down from up our end of the woods, sort of Gatwick area. Oh, okay. I think oh, no, I, 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 I want to say it's for a family holiday, but I part of me also thinks it's yeah, purely to come sure. and visit preference. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just oh, to go up with that. But he's dressed so it up much. as a family holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, all, we always get, yeah, we'll get someone come in, but like, oh, yeah, I didn't really know you are here. They're telling the missus. They'll get to the counter. I knew exactly where you were. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> yeah, you've been on my save list for months. Yeah. <laughs> But we do we do get people that come down. There, we'll have to send a big flag for you to put up for us. Yeah, yeah. So the, these are my personal flags from home, and yeah, we want to make a big flag for all because when you walk through the um through the shop door, you'll be able to see that we're all about just trip over. Give one to Wayne. Well, I was thinking of getting a bigger one than our standard. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll have to talk to um. The, the biggest flag I can buy for the budget and then yeah. send it down to him. Yeah, do it, do it, man. We'll, we'll get it up on the wall. We'll get it up on yeah, my flag wall. No, it's Mike. He'll, it'll be ceiling. <laughs> That's big yeah. I, know, I know Mike's thinking, how big, how, what's your footfall? Area? It's eight and a half thousand square foot. So he's probably going to go for one about that size. I'm yeah. not going to lie. <laughs> you can come up and put it up there, mate. I'm not climbing up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I mean, Prepper's Shop have been so kind to us as a podcast because mm. you're pretty much the first uh, company to support us um, in terms of the, the discount code, which again, to clarify, we don't take any money from. We only advertise yeah. you guys because we really like your shop. Well, this is it, exactly, yeah. We've all used you. We've all bought good products. And we mm. thought, well, we just pass on that knowledge, really. And, yeah. and so, yeah. yeah thank you very much. Guys. Thank you. And it's it's a goal of mine to get down there at some point. I would like to visit there one day, yes. Yeah, I'd like to come down. Make a family although, holiday. Yeah, exactly. although I think... We should do Preppers Tours. <laughs> yeah, Preppers Tours. <laughs> we're, Love we're, book we're... the trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do a little coach tour around the warehouse. That's exactly yeah. it. I'd have to have my credit cards taken off of me, though, I think. I'd have I, to have I, my forcibly removed. There, <laughs> if I was there let loose in there on my own, I would be in an awful lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. My wife and financially. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be walking home because you've sold your I'd car. I'd sort of sold your yeah. car, yeah. <laughs> Exchange it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Carl, you also have Airsoft as well. Have you got a lot of Airsoft sites around you in Cornwall? Yeah, so um, oh, off the top of my head, I think we've got about six or seven. Um, so the two main ones I actually play at and martial at is uh, an indoor CQB called Tier 1 and their mm -hmm. sister site, which is Tier 1 Badlands, uh, which is an outdoor site. Um, I've played in, so there's a big test mine down here called Holman's Test Mine. Yep. Um, so you literally play, I think it's in like a couple of miles of underground tunnels. Yeah, it's good which it yeah it's, it's good yeah. it's good um personally uh in my opinion I, I think the novelty wears off quite quickly um but they do have an outdoor bit so uh they have an outdoor quarry as well uh, which is quite cool um then there's a uh, thunder park um which is a more of a wooden area and uh, they've got some sort of few open spaces as well which is really good uh there's a place in scoria called tank tracks uh, which is really nice little place to play. Um, which, again, they've got a big open, uh, it's a bit more sort of close quarters. Uh, and then again, they've got woodlands as well. But um, yeah, as I say, so I marshal at, at Tier 1 Badlands um, as well as the indoor site. And Tier 1, the best way to describe it is um, 
the outdoor site is basically you, you've got like trench systems, you've got loads of hidden gullies, you've got loads of areas in inactive like active vehicles. Sorry, you can climb in and out of a massive, great big bus um, that is in play. So you can basically storm an ambulance bus and stuff like that. Um, but it's it caters for every style of play. So if you want a close quarters, close quarters game, you've got out at Badlands as well as it caters for snipers. That's cool. I feel like it's a weekend trip. Well, I was just wondering if we could uh, organise a weekend. We'll go down to that. You know, we can invite Kai. Come, come down to Preppers, spend all our money. Yeah, we'll go spend some yeah, time exactly. there and then, yeah. and then go and play I'll, some. I'll have, to, I'll have to loan you some BBs or something. Absolutely. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that uh, sounds then, like a trick we need to be talking for next year. Yeah, and then, yeah, come do the indoor. The indoor's like fast-paced. It's, 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 it's CQB, really. So, yeah, awesome. um, lots of lots of rooms to sit basically breaching clear and stuff like that. It's, it's literally set up like a kill house. So, and it's double floor as well, which is quite good. That's cool. Nice. And um, you said when we were chatting um, that you've recently started up uh, a podcast as well. Uh, yeah. So just give that a little plug as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a team podcast. Um, so we've called that Airsoft and Chill. Uh, if you like on PC talk um, and literally, I don't know. Well, basically, put it put it bluntly we got banned off apple off the uh off the intro <laughs> so um that's 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 the kind of stuff you're gonna get um we try to mainly keep it airsoft but it tends to tangent off about weird stuff um yeah we don't know about that we're yeah <laughs> we're seasoned now yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. Good intentions. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, we, we, we have some form of um little script to go off but it never pans out i mean we, we used to intro it really nicely and now it's uh the last few episodes have been quite weird and dark so but yeah it's called air soft and chill Yeah, soft and chill yeah. look it up mate absolutely yeah. well just to let you know it's um it it's common with everyone i think it was 20 minutes before we started talking about glory holes in um mike's yeah. mind oh okay well, that's fine there was glory holes in many minutes no start yeah. that's all i'm yeah. saying Oh, uh, that's fine. <laughs> S- similar stuff then. Yeah. yeah. S- similar <laughs> stuff. Our, our, our intro of, of the last episode we just recorded was Lady Boys. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. Brilliant. So it's worth. Um, and where can people uh, like listen to it or watch it? Uh, so um, at the moment, it's not, it's not, rec- well, it's recorded, but Paul hasn't uploaded it to his YouTube channel, but it's on Spotify, Podbean uh audible i think it's on we upload it to podbean and or whatever fair, podbean it, on puts podbean, it, on. it goes everywhere doesn't it yeah except apple yeah. <laughs> i hate apple now hate them <laughs> whoops <laughs> oh sorry i mean i love apple i love apple i love, love apple. Your apple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here's a quote for you kind a question that to come back to from what we were discussing earlier what yep. is the most <laughs> expensive order you've ever had come into the warehouse in sort of like a one-off order uh recently about 12 and a half grand oh yeah and that, that was just for rations 12 and a half grand's worth of rations, rations. yeah I, it, it, it's probably a bit more than that because you also had kits um like additional extras and stuff like that but yeah about five years worth of rations and that's obviously that's a proper that's a hardcore prepper then that or is that for like a a, a business or bushcraft business or something or uh, I think it was just a single person, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the most recent, I mean, obviously, yeah, we, we do BTP stuff so as well. So we do 
other things um but yeah most recently i think it was a couple of weeks ago that was bloody hell wow. and have you got all that in stock yeah that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why they need five years of rations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's why they need five years of rations, yeah. mate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when I first started, I'd look at that and just I'd have to go cry in the corner. But now it's just like that's piece of piss. Get get it boxed up. Get it done. Yeah. What's the thing you most commonly sell? Uh, that's a very very hard question because it it's not. Because it's preppers, because it's such a broad, um, broad menu of items as such. It's it, everything goes, everything. It's the, between rations and surplus. I'd probably say it's that because a lot of surplus goes out the door and a lot of rations goes out the door. So I'd fifty-fifty on them, to be honest. Right. Okay. Yeah. So my, the one thing I've always wondered is that you can go onto your website and you can buy the boxes of different or the same ration pack. Um, but then also as well, you offer the opportunity to um, buy individual bits like um, the hot sauce um, and peanut butters and things like that. Do you sit there and do you manually open thousands of packets and separate it out? Or does that come as part of the palette? I've always uh, wondered, no. do you get it separately or is it something We, that we, we can order them there? separately. No, we can order them separately. So, um, yeah, so as I say, like we basically... We're linked with Vesti as such and other brands that obviously the British military use. So yeah, we can we can get them. So everything everything you see in in a Brit mill pack, we can do it basically. So yeah, there isn't really splitting as such. We just get it by the bulk load and then then we just count them out ready for people's orders. Yeah. One thing I miss about the British ration packs is that they're not in the cardboard boxes anymore. The little ones with the with the range target card on the back of it. They're in them yeah, bags you, now. Yeah, I mean for stackability, bags, they'd be better in the boxes. I can imagine. Yeah, again, because we don't deal with the bags as such, because I'll just leave that part of the warehouse, it's gone echoey. Um, we don't deal with the bags. You're not supposed to resell the bags. So they are mm -hmm. official military, mm -hmm. like British military stuff. So we never see them. Um, it's Again, we, we've got a menu list that's similar to the 24-hour rations. So we'll build them up that way. So we've got our own right. clear plastic bags and we'll build our own, try and match to what we can um but yeah the, i can imagine the the bags are very hard to stack yeah quite nostalgic the old cardboard box yeah union, union flag and out on the side of it yeah yeah it was like seeing that I was like whoa it's like opening a present <laughs> <laughs> so how many people are in sort of the prepper shop company because you, you mentioned that you've got the warehouse side you've got like the shop side yeah. the, the office side and stuff uh, so the warehouse and the shop team have merged together. Uh, so the two shop staff are now uh, working with and under me. Obviously, I run the warehouse as the manager. Uh, so there's three of us in this sort of section. We then have a uh, marketing and social media manager, which is Harley, who runs all our social side, who does all the filming for our videos. We then have an operations manager, uh, which is Polly. So she basically runs the whole operation as such. And she works hand in hand then with Lincoln, who's obviously the owner, director, vice president junior vice president all the works that's what lincoln is so he basically <laughs> chips in where he can and, and helps us out where he can as well when he's when he's not busy doing other things sourcing um surplus and stuff so what's that six people because you're almost a bit like the test dummy i think as well aren't you you yes. seem to be um drinking out rivers <laughs> yeah. a lot and things like that yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and and the riot shield didn't someone attack you with a hammer 
Yeah. On one yeah. of your videos. <laughs> yeah. There, there's there's uh there's an archive um where there's videos uh, like we just don't show because they're too. I well, one of them almost almost died last year, so um can't show that. Uh, but there's like a there's like a I think I don't. Can you WhatsApp like it though? I'll see if I can get. <laughs> there, there was something like twelve eating challenges are done in a row. Um, which they stitched me up with, basically. They were never going to show him. So I'd done um, as many of those Samba hot sauces as you can in, mm. like, 30 seconds. Uh, it weren't the spice. It was the, the pure saltiness the of it. amount of, yeah. And it, oh, I can't even, if I think about it, I feel sick. Um, <laughs> after that, it, I'd done as much apricot jam as I could, like, in our 500-gram packs. And then after that, um, we used to do the 500-gram uh, drinks powders. And we poured one in a bottle of water, and I necked that. That was that was the finisher. That that had me out for the rest of the day. So, someone oh, was God. like, "You shouldn't contain that much sugar. Like that's going to cause like some sort of like anaphylactic shock or something like that, or whatever it is, something to do with yeah. diabetes." It's just Super like, diabetes. Yeah, yeah. And then like lose your foot. Exactly. And then like twenty minutes later, I was just like, I had to go sit in the toilet because I was just done. Literally finished off. <laughs> But there was like so many other food challenges before that. It was like, I can't even remember the other stuff because everything after that, I was just spewing just pure sugar, just watery sugar for about an hour. It's horrid. Oh, God. <laughs> so you've retired from the food challenges now, then? Not, well, I say this, but I, I, if, if a nice one comes up, the problem is I never say no. Hmm. I'd, like I, to, I, I'd, I'd like to see you and Mike how many of the peanut butter sachets you can eat. Oh, oh, that, man, yeah, that'd be quite good. All right, that, 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 I'll be down for that. I'll be down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, what's the what's the buns you like? Is it the cinnamon bun? I like the cinnamon buns. Yeah. Yeah, cinnamon bun challenge. That'd be good. I'm, I'm waiting yeah, for the next breakfast flash sale for the the peanut butter because when you have it for like twenty p a sachet, I bought probably a good twenty quid, thirty quid of peanut butter. <laughs> oh, was that, like, uh, was that was last week? Peanut 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 yeah. 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 He goes, I remember that. I'll pick out 20 quid's worth of. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't have to do that now. I've got, I've got little minions. The shop staff minions. are my minions. So, they, they, yeah, they, they can do that now. I just laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if anyone wants to get in touch with Prepper's Shop, uh, I did have it up here. There we go. Preppershop.co.uk. And if yep, you use the correct. discount code NOFO10, that gives you 10% off. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We've also got a link on our website direct to theirs, don't we? Yes. 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 yes if you, yes. Sorry, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going with a it. Question. At the moment. If you go on tour, <laughs> it, it wasn't a question. It was a. It was uh, a comment. Uh, you can scroll down. It's also got the no photo ten. So if you click that, it takes you straight through it. Already applies the code. So Brilliant. There you go. Fair play. Uh, I did have. An, oh, there was another got... question from Chris. That was it. Uh, let me just find it. Oh yeah, so I've got it here, mate. Can you yeah. still get the old style oatmeal block or the canned processed cheese? I'm guessing that's from the old British ration packs. Uh, the did that come in like a really like metallic green packet or something? Or was that biscuit browns? Oh, biscuit what we browns. get? Biscuit browns used to be gold, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yeah. Uh, they I tend to, de depending on the year, they'll change the packet over. The only oatmeal block we've got is uh, things have moved. Oh, don't start, start me up on the bag of brown. <laughs> 50 shades of brown. <laughs> 50 shades of brown. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Yes, yeah, oat, oatmeal yeah. block is going to be like either like a lime green packet or like a this beigey weird packet they're doing now. But it's not the old school style. It's like a sweet one, uh, and I can't find any off hand because people have moved stuff. Um, four but, in a pack, according to four Chris. in a pack. Chris is saying. I know because uh, obviously we've got the menus. You get one now, so I think it's just a sweet big one block now. Um, I never, I've never had a ration pack with the canned processed cheese. No, that's old. We're that's going back a bit there. We're going back to the days of like the, the canned curry used to get in one yeah. as well. Yeah, you used to be. We used to get the ten man rations, uh, and they used to have the the canned cheese. Uh, and we, in fact, bear with me two seconds. Did it go? I well, found one the, the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Health and Three safety. Health and safety. Ah, that's my middle name. <laughs> uh, I think the canned cheese went. We did find some canned cheese the other day. It's gone. That and a spam. We found some. Oh, no, no, no. I've lied. There's the spam. Wow, there you go. The happy cow canned cheese. But no, no to the block, but we've got the cheese. There you go, Chris. Oh, Chris, Chris. They've got the can. Drop them an email. Drop an email, and then yeah, and then the oatmeal block is the new star block. Oh, so Chris it's up there. was saying, literally just found it. Chris was saying that he was a tank crew and he had the ten man boxes. Yeah, that cheese is from the ten man box. But yeah, that's the oatmeal block. If you can see that, that's that's the style we get in. <laughs> the cheese is mine. <laughs> And that's the other style packet. But yeah, uh, get Chris to drop an email and we'll sort something out for the cheese. Cool. Um, Danny has said, can you block David Fraser from buying all the peanut butter so I can buy some? So he's my brother and he has an absolute penchant for peanut butter. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> it's yeah. But what it is though, that the ration pack peanut butter is bloody good and also the hot chocolate yeah. and the flapjacks that you get in the yeah. ration pack. Taste incredible. I tell you what, the one thing that I like is putting the peanut butter on the flapjacks. Oh my god, that and then is... dipping it in hot chocolate. Oh, <laughs> wow. imagine that. It's like crack. Just be shaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. You've got a task in. It's... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I want to have a chat with Vesty Foods about the concept of having a peanut butter uh, packet with a Nutella packet kind of running in line. So you tear off. So you tear oh, and then you squeeze it on. Squeeze yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. That's, you're, <laughs> now, you're, now you're in trailblazing territory. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We call it the nofo tube. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kai, it's been brilliant having you on. Um, yeah, if anyone brilliant. has any last questions for Kai, we've got a couple. Uh, Ooh, peanut butter and jam. Oh, there's, there's one. Oh, there you go. Did we ever do that? <laughs> When we gonna do um, um, appetizers with ration pack? Uh, what would you call it? Like a, a canapes? We were gonna do a competition kind of ration pack canapes, but we never did do it. We did our own homemade ration pack. No, oh, what? Well, well, just made. We were no, gonna we see what sort of canapé, the poshest canapé you could come up with out of a ration pack box, like with the cracker and the little dressings on the top of it, and this and the other. We never actually did that. That'd be quite cool. That's something we need yeah. to do. We could make one. I've always put, uh, I just never got around to doing it, but I always kept suggesting it is I've always wanted to make like a, a ration pack trifle uh, because we do the jam. You can do it obviously with the biscuits. Uh, at one point, um, we'd have to wait till we get some more back in, but custard powder and then just use the creamer. 
and um, this all yeah, stemmed awesome. from um uh those reels on on tiktok and whatnot of the people in prison making prison prison food and stuff and mm. i was like oh maybe we could do a ration one so yeah i've always wanted to do a, a ration trifle i might have to come down for that well there you go book it in and i'll i'll get my little penny out yeah. <laughs> yeah. next video mate is you making a uh are you rational? Yeah. Trifle. Whilst getting beaten <sighs> with a hammer and a riot shield. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, like, it'd be like the Great British Bake Off. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The Great Prepper Bake Off. Oh, that'd there be good. Go. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a good, good concept. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Or you get a ration pack, but you, you can't make what's in the ration pack. You have to make a completely different meal setup. So you can use elements of it to make mm. something else. There you go. That's a bit bake. That's a bit that's almost a bit um Ainsley Harriet, isn't it? Red tomatoes or green? Oh, yeah. ready, steady, cook. Ready, steady, cook. Isn't it? Ready, ready, steady, yeah. ration. <laughs> ready, <laughs> ration. <laughs> look at all these, look at all these concepts we're coming up with. Incredible. Uh, ready, steady, constipation. <laughs> but you can, <laughs> ready, steady, no poop. <laughs> can you only cook it on hexi blocks and stoves? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In, in the in the in the wind and rain. Yeah, in the dark. Yeah, in the dark. <laughs> with with a head torch, it's just running out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to keep only. slapping it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of chat in the uh, chat group at the moment about peanut butter. Everyone's loving the peanut butter. I like the big bags of jam because I buy them, yeah. and give them to people and they don't know what to do with them. <laughs> That's saying that my missus got me that for my part of my Christmas present last year was the 50 cow ammo can loaded with treats and goodies from the rack yeah. packs. That was good. I did oh, pull out yeah, got those. the Christmas one. Yeah, I like that. That yeah. was good. I we did, did we just launched a new down. one. Uh, we got a, a dessert one now in a 40 mil tin. Um, so that's our new one for this year. Uh, and then obviously the classic that's 50 cow, which we, we just keep updating obviously each year. But believe it or not, they sell, we sell more of them in like June than we do at Christmas. And we'll then get, we'll then get like, I don't know, two or three customers ringing us up going, where's my tinsel? Like, it's, it's the middle of summer <laughs> but where are we going to get tinsel from like, Jesus we've had Christ. to take it off we have to take it off the description now so if you look at them now it doesn't say tinsel or anything included because like customers will be like well, but you didn't put my tinsel in yeah. I'm sure my got a nice little um, uh, message on the packing list your, your box was packaged by such as the naughty elf such yeah, and such yeah. it was, I'm oh. sure someone done yeah, that sounds like me. I've probably done something silly like that. I, I, at that point, I was probably like on my two inch of bloody um, ammo tin or something. And, and we had we had camo wrap at one point, and that that, that drove me insane because it was it was just me at one point. So I probably just lost lost my mind somewhere and just started writing on things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Join us in a couple of hours. We'll probably be there with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll be there. <laughs> We'd have wrapped my cup and camo wrapped it by then. Yeah. <laughs> just rocking in the corner. Just like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh I, I genuinely, I really need to get down there as I'm bought and just. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, convince people that, you know, well, I say people, my wife. Yeah, just so, convince Anna yeah, yeah, that we, this, is, this needs to happen. This trip needs to happen. Oh, it's Cornwall. Just, just yeah. sell it on the beaches. You're never more than 15 miles away from a beach in Cornwall. Yeah, but then I've got to wait till the summer. Ah, winter beach, be fine. It's, yeah, it's, it's better, better than winter. 
Yeah, I want to go it's, and it's warmer. Sand. It's quieter. It's quieter. <laughs> yeah, it's less tourists on the beach. It's okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> free in the cheaper. winter as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I did have another question. Absolutely. Was. So, in terms of like the hobbies and stuff of the staff that will work in preppers, is it comparable? Like, has everyone got like a limit? Uh, Sorry, I've got this stupid uh, I can't hear myself. Is everyone like into the same sort of stuff, or is it like just literally so, everyone's into everything? It's just everyone works there. We all share a common ground. We all love drinking. Um, I've been <laughs> doing, I've been doing airsoft, and I've been pestering and pestering and pestering. I finally broke Lincoln this year. So in the last couple of months, he's joined me for airsoft. After he's been ripping the hell out of me for all sorts. Just I'll rock up in like full camo gear, and he'd be like, "Oh, you look like a tit." And then um, finally broke him and he finally joined. He's got a new riff uh, last month and he loves it. So me and Lincoln now share. He's officially on the dark side now. Yeah, yeah. We we call it baptism in fire when we take a new person to tier one CQB because mm-hmm. it's so fast paced and it bloody hurts because it's your close quarters. So yeah, we um, I baptized him in there and uh, he just he's just constantly hounding me. He's like, when are you next going? When are you next going? Uh, and because of that, um, it's starting to open the eyes of some other staff members. So we have oh, bought, okay. we have bought another one. Uh, it wasn't for him the indoor, but he's like, I'll give the outdoor a try. Um, but we're looking to book within like our own little private session. And as he's getting to know my or friends and whatnot, so we're going to try and organise like a preppers and my airsoft uh, team ORC team a preppers versus ORC day, which would be quite good. Oh, oh yeah, nice. I'm just, just you have got a massive warehouse there. That I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, what we're, we're saying this the other day with BBs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, me and Lincoln were saying this the other day because I was just like, I've got my gear. You got your gear. It was like, yeah. It's like you got safety eye, like eye pro. It was like, yeah. It's like, should we have a game in a minute? It's like, oh, so tempting, but yeah, he, he had to shoot off. But <laughs> yeah, tear up the warehouse. <laughs> oh, it'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Could you imagine getting that one jam packet? The, the hit and just... Oh, God. Oh, no, you'd have I, to have I, the jam packet hanging off you, so it's a wound. I, I, was about to, I was about to say, you'd have to have like little blood packs, which would be yes. strawberry <laughs> jam <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Freaking, oh, me gum will be oh, covered in jam. I'd like, oh. Yeah, that's all right, man. That's all right. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming off. And finally, as well, it's been well overdue. We'll get you on again, definitely. Yes, brilliant. Thank you. And uh, when uh, when we get a bit more sort of PC and and work ourselves out, I'll get you on um, the S off and chill. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Yeah, happy yeah. to. Morning. Thank you very much. And keep Morning. your eyes peeled for Wayne when he comes down on Monday. Yeah, yeah, bam. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you if we can. We'll send you a photo. Oh yeah, you have it on the yeah. wall. You know. Yeah, we'll we'll print it out. We'll print it out. This dude's really fucking weird. He's not allowed in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Send it over. Must send ask over. this guy for ID. Yeah, <laughs> on anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, this man's not allowed to buy anything. Browsing only allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can browse outside on the tablet. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right, buddy. No worries. Brilliant. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Well, good luck for the rest of the year, and and uh, hopefully, hopefully, it all goes all smoothly. Hopefully. Yep. Hopefully. Cool. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, I'm starting. Have a good one. Nice mate. one. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. See ya. Oh, there we go. Nice. That's good. It was great to talk to you. Nice. I like. I know. I know.
Oh, I'm going to send so, spend so if I go down there, I'm going to spend so much money. We can have an update. I'm going to check the eBay's. It's starting to get dark now as well. It will do. It's, it's good. It's oh, that's how time works. Four o'clock, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. It's fucking crazy well, isn't it, mate? The world just keeps on spinning. We're at one three one on the hoodie what? and twenty six on the book. I think what I'm finding strange, um, through this twenty four hour, is that when and like for the people watching, when we do the episodes at home, we do the podcast. We're obviously we have headphones in and stuff like that. Like that to me, when we were talking to Kai, for example, was very much like the normal podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we come out of it, and I forget that we're still doing a podcast. And you have to breathe, don't you? I feel yeah. like I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that. Yeah, you need a second to kind of just reset yourself, didn't you? And I bet, I bet if we watch it back, we'll be like, we look like a bunch of tits. <laughs> like every time. <laughs> We're more so than normal. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> right, we're going to be doing a Q&A now. Uh, for the Don't next sound hour. happy about it. No, I am. We're going to be doing a Q&A now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some next time my eyes open. <laughs> Uh, so if I've you have any Chinese questions, please throw them in the chat. Oh, no. uh, yeah, we're all in the same room, Chris. We're all here. Oh, yeah. you're all in the same room. Yes, Chris. We've been yeah. <laughs> Chris listening for an hour and a half. Chris, um, Chris had a bit of a boogle at an event, so we'll bring that up as a question. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he opened I'll, his gob. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up as a question because we don't identify Chris as the culprit. Yeah, because yeah, we don't want to um, trigger him. Um, a individual <laughs> named not Chris Berry. Evil laugh of Todd Ashen. So if you've got any questions, whack them in the chat. And we've read more than one of your comments, mate. So... Yeah. So actually, I think Chris has been quite selfish. Too many comments. <laughs> yeah. There's no happy medium of Chris no. there. There's either none or all. A question came in from a, a member of our audience about I've just rocked up to an event and I forgot to bring my sleeping bag. What do I do? There was, was a no, sleeping bag. It was a sleeping was bag a, and uh, a basher in it or something. Or shelter. No, I, think, I believe it was just the sleeping. No, bag. mine was the basher. I bought the wrong basher to the. What right. about you? No, but the, 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 we're talking about something that specifically <laughs> happened. Recently, yeah, at raid, at raid, somebody <laughs> forgot. I'm sure it was a basher. At, oh, it was no, either. It was either it was just no, no, no. It was. It was a. It was the whole fucking shebang. Basically, nothing to sleep in or, or shelter under. I'm sure oh, it was sorry. a basher and sleeping bag. I thought it was trousers. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a bugger. new bugger. <laughs> I didn't say it was you, Chris. Yeah, we didn't say it was you. You've just admitted it. Yeah. So what? Okay, holistically, what would you do if you rocked up to an event without a sleeping bag? I'd be become if I was if I rocked up solo, become friends with someone really quick. Almost to the point of lovers. <laughs> gentle, gentle you, lovers. You, you, yeah, gentle, gentle. Lovers. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go all the way. Heavy petting. Heavy <laughs> petting. But I wouldn't go all the way. Not on the first date. It depends so, how much gear I would have bought. If I was... It depends on the time of year as well. Yeah, if it was, yeah, was midsummer, mid, I'd be like, winter, whatever, I don't care. Right. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, this winter, be if it was home. this morning... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, I'd be like, ah, I need to sort this out. Yeah. <laughs> I just wouldn't sleep. I oh, just run around the field. What, you turned up with no trousers on? <laughs> just his pants. He's just got out of the car going, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> again. I knew it was something. It's like that reoccurring dream, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, I, I thought about this, and I would probably... You're right. It does depend on the time of year, because in the winter, you've got to be a lot more careful about how cold you're going to get. Yeah. But I always have my woobie. Which I can kind of double as a sleeping bag if I need to. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal because um, the wubby I've got doesn't have like a zip around the. Grill. Mine's got tassels. You tie off. Yeah, yeah, but you'd have a lot of gaps in there. Yeah. Um, 
Who is that? Yeah. Because they're throwing them just fall apart. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you can't eat it, can you? Can you even touch it? Can you lick my fingers now? <laughs> <laughs> Never a thing. Holding your fingers. I know you would. <laughs> Fucking pervert. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Should have got some mince pies. They are mince pies. That's a bloody Eccles case. It's, like a mince pie. it's <laughs> not a mince pie. It's completely different. I didn't realise what an Eccles cake was, but he's basically giving his wife another life. You don't love his wife? It's because it said because he said cake. You went yes. Yeah, <laughs> I've got food. Would anyone like a shit cake? Yes. You've got Scott cake in a title. I need to. I didn't know what Eccles meant. Eccles. <laughs> Eccles, Jackie. In my mind, I thought it had like I, I thought Bakewell. When he said Eccles cake, I was uh, like, he said oh, Eccles. I heard Bakewell. <laughs> my mind melted, and I would say yes. <laughs> I think we're we're. we're you don't like it? Pass it back. I'll have it in a minute. I'm eating it. It's nice. Oh, I like the pastry. You give it back to eat filling. the pastry. Just turn your finger the filling out and give it back to him. <laughs> just eat the pastry. <laughs> just cook a winner. <laughs> um. So there we go. That's what to avoid to be established. You do if you didn't have a sleeping bag. Uh, try and establish a lover. Uh-huh. Um, failing that. See what sort of kit you've got, I suppose, and and where, where, where mm. you're going to be getting your head down and stuff. If you get your head down at all, if not, just stay awake. I'd be starting the biggest fire going. Yeah, create a massive fire. Not ideal for an indoor. Not ideal for an indoor so, event. Stay indoor indoor um, Land nav challenge says you're never too far for an outdoor shop. This is true. Yeah, mm-hmm. not bad shout. Or an Argos is always another one as well. Argos. Has they haven't got any shops though anymore? Have they? I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No. I thought you had to go to home base to collect your, your stuff. Like, no, I think he's saying he's having they have them all in there. If you get like a big Tesco or something, you can get a DOS bag in there. Yeah. Do you for one night? Oh, we didn't one of the lads from or or a, um, or a blue Red Tide Three Pro. Perhaps. Don't forget Superman. We let him out of the gate, didn't oh, we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just he shot out okay. before the game started, mm. and he went, "I've left my sleeping bag home." Who, Chris? No, no, no. Oh no, it wasn't Chris. Sorry, not Chris. Not that Chris. Not that Chris. Actually, what? I can't remember the bloke's name, but they leave his mate. Who yeah. used to be in the army? Who should know better? Who <laughs> that's, that's, I'm talking about that, Chris, not this. Uh, Chris. Defiant said because I believe that this event happened at a Defiant event, um, where ironic, a random was... member of the public forgot their sleeping bag yeah, and trousers and trousers. Yeah. Uh, luckily, our DS are epic, and some of them lived locally, so went home and grabbed them some spare kit. Yeah. Uh, Nine p.m. on a Friday, and it was dropping below freezing. He had fuck all options left. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We just, love you, yeah. mystery man who is not named Chris. Yeah, who is not named Chris, yes. Who is not that Chris. Not that no, Chris. I'm really Chris. specifically bringing it up because he, he sent us a message the other day going, yeah. oh, I thought he was going to get a proper ribbing for it. And yeah. it's like, no, it's all right. No, but not but this Chris, though. People but... forget it. It's only because he mentioned it again. Yeah. Yeah. But not this Chris. Not, this Chris. No, not that Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris was mentioning about this guy, Chris. It wasn't yeah. me. It wasn't, it wasn't me. But then he mentioned it to us. And mm. that was the biggest mistake that he could have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before yeah. we go on to the next question from Defiant, uh, just a reminder, we've obviously got the whole point, and this is to raise money for Jigsaw. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Um, so please carry on getting involved, uh, sharing it if you've already donated, or if you haven't donated, please consider donating. Um, we're at currently £987. £987. So it'll be absolutely awesome to crack the thousand yes, margin. Yes, absolutely yeah. would. Um, I mean, even if, even if you have already donated and you just have like a spare 50p in your mm. back of your sofa or something like that, you find you just be like, oh, I'll just chuck yeah. that on there but as we well. We don't accept cash. 
Absolutely do. Yeah, absolutely yeah. do. Maybe have one less pint tonight but and if, stick another fiver yeah, in the in if, the in the for the cherry. Yeah, if people didn't catch what Sally was saying this morning, um a thousand pounds um gives them a month of basically paid well, the help uh, support, the, the line, support line. Um or it can take out um a maximum of um two groups of fifteen to a day event. Uh, can buy hundreds of boxes for them. Oh, fifteen pound um, per, per memory yeah, box, isn't it? Per memory box. For a child to make uh, one of them. A thousand pounds. So regardless, even if we didn't get any more now, what we've raised will yeah help we'll, enormously. We'll yeah, but you know, let's shows not over till it's as, over. Yeah, let's try and get as much as we can. The other thing as well is that if there's any ideas out there of things that might tip you over the the border in terms of donating or donating some more, potentially throw them in. We mm-hmm. might. I'm not saying we're going to do them because I'm not committing us to shaving our heads. I'll shave my head. No, hang on a minute. Whoa, not committing us to shave. Not committing me to shaving my bloody head. You're pointing <laughs> fucking fingers at me. I'll, yeah. shave, I'll shave my head. The point I'm trying to make is that if you've got any ideas, we can discuss them and then we can we can look at the yeah, pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything that, you know, might be willing to do it, you know, for the right price, we could, we could consider it. Um. Defiant said it would be cool if somebody had a Milsim packing list or perhaps we should put a kit list on our website. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good idea. Yeah, There's definitely a few websites out there that have got packing lists already. For a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you think, yeah, someone who's been in the the armed forces would know these are basic necessities, especially fucking trousers on. (laughs) Don't turn up to an airsoft Depends on what unit he was with. (laughs) Don't turn up to a shooting event, strides off. To be fair, that's ballsy moves. Especially in the winter. I get the summer. I've got short, driven in shorts. (laughs) Yeah. I I get that. Not not in this weather. No. Postmen wear shorts in this weather. But I don't know. This morning, I don't think anyone. My boy was in shorts shorts going to school till Tuesday. I said, you don't know what he did. He didn't want to be. Lance just made him. If you're comfortable doing this, you should have done it as a charity thing and raised money. That's why a lot of the posties wear shorts all year round. So he raised money for a guy's hospital or something. It's like a year rolling thingy. Yeah, you just need to buy him some longer trousers. They've all grown. I started off my paper round in these trousers. I'll die in these trousers. Sorry, I'm just munching through my Eccles cake and getting it everywhere. What do you think of Eccles cake? They're different to... They are slightly different to mince pies. I wouldn't say they're much different to a mince pie. There's a different internal. Turns out I like Bakewell's more. And apparently if someone says cake to me, I think Bakewell. Which is technically a tart. So, Do you want to... Have you got a Jaffa cake over there? <laughs> oh, that's little. I've got two less. That's got cake in it as well. It's got cake. Don't have to pay tax on that. Do you want some? No, that's right. I've got stuff over here. Defiant events. What is the best, most memorable moment for each of you during an airsoft event? Best... I'm going to throw it to you first because I feel like we kind of answered this question on you. Yeah, we, we did. But it we'll come up with different answers. Best or like, as in like... Well, that was a that was a great thing, or like, can it be like the funniest okay. moment? He or... just said the best, most memorable moment. So take from that what you will. Best, oh, most one. memorable moment. I've got one. I've got, got two. I'll, I'll do. I'll do one that I feel is like the best, most memorable sort of action, if you like, was when we did uh, Glad Three, 
and we were QRF. Oh, the bounding. We did. We did not. Oh no, sorry. That's sorry. I've got three of those. Yeah. So <laughs> he only won one. Um, it was <laughs> one. I'm going to go for the one I really enjoyed. Was uh, we were QRF. It was early hours in the morning, and the sand fog was getting hit really hard, and we were only five guys, six guys, and we patrolled up, cleared the big open ground towards the main fob, and I had thermal. There was two nod users, and we we went around to the left flank of the sand fob. And literally, I got two heat signatures just starting to come out of the wood block. So literally, everyone went in an extended line. And I was like, "Well, we got like, we got two tangos to our front." I said, "Like on my, just just one round each, or, or just to your front sort of thing. Like you can light them up, sort of not like light them, I light them up, a torchlight." Um, and it was like three, two, one, pop, pop. and they were just when they literally just terrified. <laughs> and they were like, oh. There was no lights on, there was no IR, and I think oh, so. Well, literally, yeah, just so used the just, thermal, yeah. and they literally walked from me to Ashaway. Like we just lay literally on just on like knee, knelt down. They couldn't see. It was no, there was no moon. Yeah, there was no. nothing. It was black as night, proper. And they literally walked out of the woods and just went. And they went fuck. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and then we swam. We swam, swung back around the front of the sand fob, and then engaged another section, cleared all that, and basically just devastated the perimeter of that sand fob. And it like it was like we didn't even get like any incoming rounds. It was that quick. They didn't even get a chance to shoot at us. And I was just like, that was I mean, And then we got back and it was mortars, wasn't it? That was the mortar video with uh, you and Dan. Mm-hmm. That was cold as well. But that's one of my great memories of, of an airsoft event. That was brilliant. And the bounding. Yeah. That was good fun. With, was that, that the one where we got pyroed as well when we attacked the sand? Well, that's what, that was the same. No, yeah. that was the event before. The bounding was the event before that one. Because the the oh, yeah, the thermal event the, was when we all got our heads down under that tree when it was yes. raining. It rained an awful lot, <laughs> we like, and we just all sat. There was eight of us <laughs> sat around this big oak tree, just all leaning against it with our like, weapons up like that. But just like, like half an hour, <laughs> half an hour. Yeah, that was a wet event. That was that was so a wet event. The wettest I think I've been at an event. But the um, we were yeah. in the SF base at Longmore. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and we are in. So the rooms that we were in weren't because there's like a mixture of buildings mm-hmm. there. Some of them seem to have quite been done up a little bit. The one that we were in hadn't been done up. And we were we were stationed above like the comms room. Uh make your boys office. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The TL's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. QRF station. So the QRF guys were constantly in and out making fuck tons of noise, everything like that. We were trying to get Reds down upstairs. It was cold as anything up there. Mm. Um it's, when it gets cold up there, yeah. it's cold up there. And it rained the, pretty much the whole event. So we, we were coming back drenched and then like... Well, it was November because they had the Remembrance Sunday there as well, didn't they? Yes, yeah. It was, it was November, remember Because we, we did a um, two-minute silence. That's right, we? yeah. Um, but we were coming back drenched, trying to get some dry clothes on just to kind of warm up a little bit and then going back out and tasking, having to put the wet stuff back on again. Mm. Oh, good amazing. drills, though. It was very good drills. You know, nobody, nobody went down when you think it was good. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that event. But I enjoyed the bounding one because that was the same event where I had a, the Mark V come over the wall and landed in my dump pouch. Yes, well, you had quite a lot of Mark Vs. Yeah, but, no, but a lot of them went off. But not all of them landed in my dump pouch. Yeah. The one that landed in my dump pouch, yeah, that did shit me up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, so for those that don't know Longmore, there's, um, well, there, there used to be a sand fob. It's changed now, isn't it? It's sort of um, the concrete barrier mm-hmm. walls. Um, but we were approaching like the main door of this. We were sort mm-hmm. of coming down uh, from... The main fob side. So we came through the tree line and we, we got up to the wall and we were basically stacked yeah. behind like the at the nub of the elbow or the crook of the elbow where it then comes out for the entrance. Mm-hmm. 
So we were stacked up in there, and then a grenade came over and killed us. So we were like, oh, we're, we're dead. And then another grade, grenade came over, and another grenade came over. And it turns out that Op 4 had just a box of Mark V. No, I think actually Paul Howe had a backpack full of Mark V. Oh, and Dan, uh, I know there was 46 a lot of UK, whatever his name is, was, just, God, was getting out of the bag. Yeah. The bag opened, over. was doing that. Constantly. And then Mike, <laughs> uh, who was running the event from Legion, just came over at one point and went, I wouldn't even bother waiting to bleed out. You are mush at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're literally mush. There's nothing left. You are literally just soup. Mint. On the yeah. floor. <laughs> but yeah, it's brilliant. It was good. It was like an insane barrage, wasn't it? I was yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, I think, think, I think the... my best one. Yeah, go on. Yeah, because I've lost track of what I was doing. Yeah. Um, my best one was... Uh, you guys never got to Camp Sparta, did you? No. So Camp Sparta is very similar to HQ uh, in regards to the layout. And I think it was with, were you with us when we did... Yeah, when the, I wasn't meant to do anything. Yeah, no, it was the one where we... Um, it was the very last like index of the game. Um, and we got tasked with um, basically putting an overwatch position in one of the buildings. And we went through and there was no one in this building... Um, and we got all the way into the end and we all separated off into pairs in like, different rooms and you could hear them coming through the like downstairs like coming through and clearing downstairs Ooh. and we were like we were proper like everyone was sitting there looking at the door pissed like pistols and guns out like uh, i think uh someone had a pyro literally ready just to blow themselves up <laughs> like, as soon as they came through and then there was a bit of a weird firefight which I think was there. Uh, I, I poked out of the door. Yeah. And they all, the three of them focused on me right at the end of the corridor. So I poked out, taken a couple of like shots five times, and I just stood back. And first guy in their group's gone past two people, got shot in the back by the one of the guys in the bin. Yeah. And they were shooting themselves, and we, <laughs> we popped out and shot them. <laughs> um, and then they never came back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we heard them. We heard, we heard a group come back. Goes, oh, we should probably check upstairs. And there's no one going to be there. Yeah, and, and we're all upstairs, all just sitting there and hearing them clear as day <laughs> going. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the final bit happened, and we all just legged it downstairs, out right through one of the back door, came in behind them. And there was like what there must have been thirty or yeah. four players all facing the other way, and we're like. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were expecting like a little handful, weren't we? And there was just all of them there lined up, and we were like, "Right, we're just going to kill them." <laughs> good play. That was good fun. That was that was a good moment. Just following on from that, same event when we cornered that truck. Oh yeah, we went running after a truck. So they had a technical, um, and it had a HVT in it, and that we were just walking along, weren't we? And it was one of the objectives. And we're just walking along and he's come around the corner and stopped and we've stopped. And we've just sat there for a few minutes looking at each other and then we, we've raised our guns and he's shot off around the back of the building. So there's us lot just legging it around the other side of the building. And for him to get away, you know the old drainage systems that at HQ where they, where they mark them out? He's gone through that at about 30 miles an hour and just torn the front of his... No! Just gone... Like that. He's yeah, stopped. Well, we yeah. haven't given it. We haven't cared. We've just pulled him out of the car, got him down on the ground, and then gone. Oh, it's not the right vehicle. We just walked off. 
Oh shit! What's his own car? Yeah, it was his own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little Freelander. Whoops! But it was the way he stopped and then drove away, and we were like, "Well, it's got to be the HVT that we were after." <laughs> so we ran around the back end of the vehicle <laughs> building, blocked him off, and he's just tried to get away through this little bit. What, literally just smashed his and just gone bit. straight through and popped the like smashed it like popped his front tire and everything. Oh, where he's hit it so hard, and then we we, we just ran up, pulled him out, and the bloke's like. I need to check the car, and we're like, sharp, sharp. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's oh. real. We're not going to catch you anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, and then sorry, we, went, we went, oh, yeah, all right, one, one person, person. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> and just left them. <laughs> I mean, one of my funniest moments was the thermal scope when I first ever got it. Do you remember Apocalypse? Oh, when you were with... pissing? No, <laughs> the camper van. Oh, the camper van, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went out on a night patrol and I literally, I've had it like a week or two with that. And it's like first event for the years. I was like, oh, this is fucking predator moment. Here we go. I've got a lad to do this. And if it was like, it was like probably the quite the early days of the Punishers, wasn't it really? It was me, you, Kettles, Mins, Dan, your brother, um, Tony. I think that was it. You and David, me and Dan, Kettles, Tony and Mins. Seven, probably maybe Dom as well. Seven or eight of us, maybe. Anyway, we, we, we was on this patrol, went down past Barter Town, patrolled down the airfield. At the end of the airfield, before it was the trenches, there's a like a camper van. Mm-hmm. And I've we literally single files, night time, you know, it's a lot of shrubbery and stuff like that. So it was all got, sort of quite bunched up. And I've, I was on point because I had the scope, but I looked around the corner and I was like, oh, got a heat source in the, in the camper van. So I've got Minzers behind me and he's come up and we both sort of looked down and said, yeah, definitely got two heat sources in the camper van. So, oh, God. Pulled back off and then I'm keeping an eye out. <clears throat> all got into like a little all round defence. I'm like, right, that's what we're going to do. Like, three guys are going to go around there, I'll take the doorway. And then you guys go around the back in case they try an extra out the back. The main door, emergency door, but out the back. Like, okay, we're like this. Everyone's got a position. I'm just had another look. Me and Ben's like, like, yeah, still there, still there. So three guys have come around, cool as fuck. Like, all, all stacked up, really nice. Like the doors open, Gray's got these, bah, 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 and walked in like sort of firing like that. And they're like, there's no one in there. Like they must have gone out the back door. I don't think Tony and that can't be there yet. So quickly go in there, ran the back. There's no one there. I was like, what the fuck? I said, look, I see him now. Uh, and then it and then it hit me. And I was just like, ah, dickhead. <laughs> like, yeah, stand down, lads. And they were like, well, what's the problem? I said, that's my own reflection <laughs> in the windscreen as I came around the corner and saw myself. And then James looked, and then I saw the two targets was me and him. <laughs> they were like, that's good practice, and yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> My heart was coming out of my chest. I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. So, yeah. The way to beat Thermal was have a big sheet of glass. <laughs> have a big mirror. <laughs> but, yeah, that was good. Think if you get uh, like a Perspex uh, riot shield and then gilly that up, like well enough to kind of defeat mm-hmm. NV, and at night, that's going to give you a quite a, quite a distinct mm. advantage. I'd say so, yeah. You have to be, certainly, careful, it, to be behind it. It but... would certainly break up the heat source. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it would make whoever's, if they did come across it, they wouldn't perhaps think, oh, yeah, definitely a human target there. Because if it's like showing just a tiny bit of your knee or whatever, yeah, like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, the heat source, it could be anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We should have a chat with um, Silly Gilly and then uh, come up with like a product mm. that we, we can sell as a combined thing, which is like a thermal. Well, the uh, Ukrainians fashion. have made the, the <laughs> thermal Gilly, haven't they? Yeah, but we're not going to be able to replicate that ourselves, are we? Yeah, and I bet it's bastard hot as well. Yeah, I was thinking in terms of like having um, uh, a 
a defensible wall that you can establish like a fob perimeter with, so like which is basically wall. a basher, and then line that with like a mylar sheet and then throw some cam net. I brought a mylar sheet with me actually, but I haven't got the thermal scope to test it. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but in my defence, I didn't put it on the list. To be, so... fair, to be fair, though, if you if you sat yourself back from the basher, so you weren't touching yeah, it to transfer your visible, heat. So I think you need. I think you'd need like that's a just the thing with thermal, and people think, "Oh yeah, nighttime thermal." <clears throat> so use it; you can use it all day, mm. every day. Obviously, nods. It's nighttime. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah but so you, that's what you mean. You need to. You have need. It needs that to still be looks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it can still blend in during the daytime as well as the night. Yeah, but it was like yeah, I was saying, there, not necessarily someone behind it. The whole way round. It's like what I was saying last week, like Wednesday, that I was borrowing someone's thermal, and I ran around the corner at Rift. And I've looked at this um, silhouette, and it was it, like this heat signature. Oh, and I've tree, looked at it? it, and it was the tree where someone had been lensing. And I was like, I know what's around here. <laughs> I'm going hunting now. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. what, what have you seen, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tree. It's like, it touched the tree like they were here five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> my um, my favourite moment. Uh, so I've got quite a few, and I. I'm not going to bring up the defiant ones that we had. Um, I know they're in the chat, just to spite but... James because he asked the question. No, it's because we spoke <laughs> about these on the UCAL thing, and I know James heard that in the UCAL thing. So mm. I, I know James already knows that mm. some of the stuff that he's created from his events coming has been are some of the some of my yeah. some of my my favourites. But the one I want to bring up today is when we were the DEA team. Can I guess Apoc. quickly? Is it the body bag? Bringing it back to the fob. No, I love that. That, that was good fun. That and it was, was hilarious. That we made that guy so ill. Yeah, <laughs> I felt so sorry for him. Yeah. <laughs> How far is left? Oh, about three quarters of a mile. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we got under contact, he was like, "Put put him down gently," and everyone just let go. <laughs> <It's> pop. <laughs> and injured. No, it was probably with the DEA at APOC. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time. Oh, the, oh my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. Were that was fab. Five-man DEA team. And we were going to be like sort of semi-undercover special forces kind of helping out the local police force. So you had a local police force and there were two, um, I'd say civilian populations, but they were basically gangs. They were, yeah, rival cartels sort of thing. Cartels. Um, so they've got like this whole inter-cartel stuff going on. You've got a police force and then you've got these other like random LARPers uh, moving around as general characters. But we have the ability to stop and search. And if we found anything, we could take them back to the police station, in which case we could hold them for up to an hour at the police station. However, if they were to die at that time, they would have to go back to their fob and also wait an hour at the fob before they come back into the game. Mm. So we were playing this full to our advantage. So we would always find stuff. Um, because we, we, I think cause we didn't know this to start with, like in terms of the little bag of drugs, but we found a little bag of like fake drugs on one of them, so we kept it. So every time we searched anyone, we always found stuff. And you'd have the police were bringing like their um captives back and be like, Yeah, we've searched them earlier, we didn't find anything. It's like, No, leave it to the DEA, yeah, we'll be <laughs> we'll the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. If it's there, we'll find it. <laughs> and like the number of people that are like, I've got nothing on me, we were like, Oh, what's this? Then? Yeah, but it, 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 and they were so annoyed with us, yeah. they were like, dirty cold. <laughs> like, you can see genuinely getting angry, like, You are fucking, yeah. you are full of shit. Like, I didn't have that on me. And then at like, one point, sorry, um, the police, because we, we were pretty certain the police were dodgy, like they, they were having yeah. sort of some sort of relationship with the cartels. 
So um, one of the cartel members came in and there was like this meeting between him and the chief of police. And the chief of police gave him a whole load of money. And then he started to walk off again. So I was like, all right, hang on. So I followed the guy off into the woods away from the police station until we're out of sight. And I was like, oh, mate, come here. He went, um, oh, yeah, I just want to talk to you. I want to see if we can do a deal with the DEA. So I killed him with my knife and then took the money back off of him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, oh, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up with most of the drugs and the money at the end of that. Yeah, day. we had more drugs and money <laughs> than the cartels <laughs> and the police. We were meant to turn them into the police station, but we didn't trust the police, so we just started stashing it. Yeah, <laughs> our own stash, yeah. But it was a bit of a eureka moment when we figured out actually who was, because we had the, basically our main objective was to cut the head off a snake yeah. and find out who the top dog, the kingpin was. And we, we, we it, what was, um, mate, his name, a Canadian guy, lovely guy. I can't, Darren, no, him and his wife are both medics at APOC. Yeah, I can't remember their name. Um, anyhow, he we established that he was so it was like we could sort it's of like break one of the organisers. Yeah, 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 one of the organisers. He was like the and literally we were tooled up when we 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 said well, right, we, we, we've done everything we need yeah. to do now. It's right back to the harbour area, like fully geared up. Like plate carriers, the lot, no, just side armor belts and civvy kit. Yeah. It was like literally fully geared up. Because <laughs> they, they were all in like the um, the command office for the event. The same, so like and we zero, stormed yeah. it, didn't we? Well, we stormed the zero office because <laughs> we knew that he was there. Like, no, this is our zone. You can't do that. And we we're like, oh. Right. Well, we can, well, yeah, because John came out. He went, he went, oh, fuck me. He said, you figured it out. We we're like, that's why we're here. He's like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Just give it half hour and then you can get in. <laughs> Yeah, oh mate, that no, was good though. Yeah. It's a good event, really good. I like I like events with small small teams of like small teams. Got to do some thinking. Got to yeah. get some. Got to get your eyes on start target. A bit yeah, of recce. It could be a small team within like a larger element, so yeah. you can have like different different. Mm. Um, so you've got like you know three. Well, that's why I quite like legion events. Like a, an overall team. I like the legion events. Although it was, the numbers were big, when you went out and did something, you did actually feel like you was doing it on your own. Yeah. You had your own little corner of the map that you write, you know, and the objectives were very specific. Like you've got to take building 18 or on whatever avenue that is at the back there. And you could plan your route in and you very rarely saw another NATO yeah. call sign or something when you was out and about. You knew they were there and they were about, but they had their own tasks to be getting on with. Mm. So that was really good. I enjoyed that. Although it was like a big, quite a vast event, like probably 100 plus on each side. It didn't feel like that when you was out on the ground. Yeah, mm. yeah. Until you got into a blistering firefight. Like towards the end, and they're always good fun, like a bit crescendo. You know, everyone everyone likes that sort of thing. Oh, it's I mean, a bit a... cliche. I find yeah. sometimes, yeah, I, I get it. Good, yeah, but I find like it'd be nice if these events kind of maybe did the, but then people expect that, so maybe mm. they if they get to the end of the event and go, oh, well, I had a big firefight at the end. So, okay, mm, we, well, did a, we did a reenactment weekend, mm. um, and it was uh, Paris, France. Um, so there was a uh, there was no. Um, military force uh, right. of the Germans mm-hmm. um, and I think they ended up with about 150 and then like the other US troops and like their families and stuff all dressed up as civvies and it was basically they we had, they had one person that was had to start off um, uh, like a, a French resistance cell and like they recruited people some people didn't know that it was um, and then there was a, like a couple of British paras that came in um, to like supply and give you training and stuff on how to set explosives. That's and cool. that literally went for the whole weekend. Um, That's very that, clever. That was, that was brilliant. That was really mm. good because the the German team, as it were, literally didn't know who was meant to be who. Mm. Um, so they were meant to find like the ringleader. So we had like communication sets that we had to hide in places, ammo dumps and things like that. 
and then like we did night raids and like planted bombs and stuff on their vehicles that's cool and that was like that was full 48 hours so we started on the uh friday night and went all the way through to sunday i think it was about five o'clock so that'd be a cracking type of it yeah one of the things you were very reliant because it was reenactment it wasn't too bad getting people like getting like the u.s reenactors to just play civvies with airsoft there's a there was a lot of civvies yeah um Mm. so not everyone would end up joining the resistance no well this is the thing so when you've got an event where you don't know so when you know you mentioned like again the big crescendo at the end Mm. you know at some point all of the people over there who are dressed not in the colors that you're in or at some point you're going to be against them as a mm. as a battle. I really like the idea of you don't know, and there's penal uh, there's like penalties. Well, yeah, there's objectives you have to complete for the event to stop that happening. Perhaps do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then you so write the stories. You might end up with, like at the end of the event, smaller numbers. So you still have a bit of a firefight going on, but yeah. smaller numbers to deal with or something like that. Or the civilians help you. <clears> so that way you've got like the two sides of like vying for the civilian yeah. side of it. But the other thing as well is that. It's very, very frustrating when you get shot at by someone at an event. You go, all right, well, I saw you with a gun earlier. You were shooting at me. And then you so see him again later. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm a civilian. I'm a civilian. It's like, you're not, oh, yeah. Like, I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So unless, unless you change was... out your gear, then that's fair enough. Yeah. But you're yeah, in the so same club that, that you were in more. earlier. So you're targeting me. Sorry, it, but... It's challenging because it, like, it's almost like, right, if you get clocked as being uh, an op for in any context of like cartel terrorists and to me that's almost like right well you're almost off the front line now you've got to go and do more subtle stuff you can't be visible you've got to be sneaking about a bit more yeah so the reenactment event had because it was obviously blank fire as it wasn't bbs or anything like kind of you you have to pay attention to shooting at you Mm. and they they said quite clearly if you die everything you've done previously is forgotten you are a new recruit coming in to replace that other person. So if you see that person that shot you, you can't take action against him because you're a different person. Mm. And it did work really well. Like you, you had, there was a few people that kind of whispered things, but you were like, no, like, but it did work well. Mm. Yeah, that's again, is that that because of the reenactment wording of it? Like it, it was people that, went there like no one really paid to go there well this is the thing it depends on who you've got going to the event yeah. because uh, for i mean we, we talked about this on wednesday in terms of what is a milsim event you know what is just an airsoft style mm. event etc and it's if you've got people that have never done these things before and they're not really there to role play that's going to fuck that event over on that yeah. basis because if you like they'll just be like well i saw you earlier but you you shot me i'm going to shoot you yeah. And then it just rolls into a skirmish at that point. Well, that's what I, like. I think I think it's Kevin from Defiant has got a good definition of what he. I think I'm sure it's him who said it, and he refers to it as a combat operation because it's a, an organised op. That you're mm-hmm. going to be there will be combat, so a combat operation. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect way of describing that is what you're doing. It is combat. It's a form of combat, um, and it's an organised op. So, to me, I mean, I know I always forget it because I always everyone uses Milson. Oh, it's Milson. It's, it's, yeah. it's weekend events, Milson. It's the Hoover, Milson. Isn't it? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, combat operations is a good, is a, is a good defining word for mm. or phrase for for that for, for what we do at weekends, you know. Yes. Had a question coming from James. Oh, yeah. uh, James says, uh, "What would your dream Milsim be? Milsim, maybe an Irish style skirmish with riot police and lots of sneaky, sneaky, 
or evasion like Machiavellian or fun style like Red Tide? For me, uh, I love the Machiavellian. I love that recce element. I'll, you know, obviously it'd be great if there was a bit of a contact and stuff like that, which I think we did. Oh no, we didn't have contact. We didn't have to contact anyone. We even bugged out about being seen. I think Machiavellian was potentially less fun for Op 4 though on that one. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, if I could choose what, uh, like a, like you said, they're like an Irish style sort of thing. For me, uh, it would be Scud Hunters, two two SAS Gold Four Ninety One, that sort of thing. Is of like infilling into an area or getting heloed in, um, dropped off, getting to an LUP, and then further on to a to a to a to an OP on a, on an objective, and reporting that detail back to sort of plan an attack or or, or something like that, or getting an OP on like a some sort of like. AA gun or scud launcher or what it is and planning how you're going to take that out and, and using that that daytime recce to do like a night attack and stuff like that on it that would be for me well, ultra. On, on a big like on a big big site so oh, you yeah. could be oh, so you could be put from one sec one area yeah yeah something that requires a bit of a walk in you know what I mean you've got an, you've got an occupying force already in the AO so you're so you're up forward if you like or your the team that you're against is already in the AO they they're established that is their backyard yeah that you're going into so they've got their the gun emplacements or whatever it is, you've got to get eyes on and recce and plan your assault for that night time. So you'd like infill early hours of Saturday morning, maybe very late Friday night. Establish yeah. your, your your LUP for your, like your, your team of six guys or however many guys are in your section and then establish an OP further on towards the target that you'd put two guys in at a time, rotation of two hours. Yeah, that, I think that would According be... detail, feeding that back to zero, how many guys coming in, coming out supply drops whether there's any other objectives that you can see in the area or where they're coming from and going to dan um, who did opt for uh, machiavellian said i had a nice fire and a kebab at machiavellian i thought it was a great night out <laughs> <laughs> so i think i watched him eat that kebab and i, and I did nice fire. i mean don't get me wrong it looked just, lovely the fire. i just got the impression and, and it might be obviously we were we, we weren't in opt for that respect so i don't know but mm. i mean from from having seen some of the opt players i got the impression that they they enjoyed what they were doing, but they probably would have been liked a bit more of a tear up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there should be a balance. Like you could have you could have those those recon units. You can have the uh, well, recce units. Whether you can have those that element. You can have like the the fo- the bigger force. Um, you can have like the op four. You can have the police force. I think if you've got those different things, you can do quite a lot with that. Mm. Um, yeah, we slightly covered this on Wednesday as well, yeah. didn't we? And I, I'd quite like to do like an outnumbered sort of game. So you've got, say, two squads of five to six. Well, you're very much on the back foot all the time sort of thing. Um, but you've got like, you've got the nods, you've got the ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have 30, 40 guys as op for. They have one life. They don't have any night vision, but they've got the numbers. And you've got, it would, it would require a big site. Um, and you've basically got to escape and invade. Yeah. And you've got to get from, like your two sections have to get, to these points at certain times or mm. certain areas, and then you get to your exit point. We'd almost plan that like the like the whole it's like the hot LZ, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of thing where you go right. We, we can extract you from this grid. Get there when you get there. That location is is sort of yeah. your secondary, and then give you an emergency one to get to, sort of thing. Yeah, and that could take you hours to yeah. do that. And I think that I think that'd be like I think that would be like crazy busy, and uh, and being so outnumbered, I think would be like with such a Bum squeaky moment mm. for the for the say twelve guys that you've got down as up for. So you know you've got twelve guys and then you've got 30, 40 guys. Yeah, fair enough. They've got one life. 
but you've got to go up against 30, 40 guys. <laughs> All girls. Oh, I've been corrected. Apparently, uh, at Machiavellian, their op four was invited free of charge, and there was a tear up prior to it having ended. But we were asleep. We were we were at the tear up right at the end. I was. That was where that was where I turned up. Um, <laughs> I was always yeah, happening, and he goes, the tear up. "We did a night op, didn't we? Where we hit the buildings." Mm. And we oh, thought, I know. I know they were tasking. So yeah. After just... after we'd done the OP thing, and then I was on. Then I stagged on for three and a half hours, and we got back just watching mm. that film. Worried about, it. but then because obviously the only thing the only thing I saw was a section come back, and I think that was um, Alpha Group, Milsim. Yes, nice guy. The, the one that um, who, yeah, I, can't, I can't remember the chaps. Alex, who was with, yeah. in our in our four man team, um, I think he's part of the Alpha Group, and I watched them come back down through the field, and obviously I didn't know that a team had gone out or they'd gone out a different way and come back in a different way. So I was like, you know, Holt who goes there. Yeah. And it took him a little bit flow to get close enough. So I could clearly see, obviously, yeah, one of us lots. So. I'll, I'll take that back then. I, mean, I, I apologise if I've got the wrong end of the stick. I just, I guess, in my mind, had clearly taken that in a different way. But no, fair enough. Um, Defiance also said they're primarily role players and not up for. So, um, Rage said, must admit, at Defiant events, I uh, did enjoy the role play up Machiavellian. I'm not someone that is used. Uh, Alley into that sort of thing outside of your mum's bedroom, anyway. Rage is really latching on to the your mum jokes at the moment. He loves it. <laughs> um, I'm, I must admit, I am loving the monkey memes that I, I get da- sent daily. <laughs> and it's, it's, literally, it's literally either a baby monkey like walking down the high street, and it just it's got rare footage of you going to the shop. <laughs> they, they all make me chuckle. Just, rare footage of you washing. <laughs> just to break in for a moment. Um, we've just made over a thousand. Yeah! Well done, guys. Oh, <laughs> no, you've got button. button. It's not working. Why is it not working? Because uh, it's just, I'm not going to go into <laughs> the end announcement. It's very frustrating. It's on the list of things. We've not, 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 not have emergency whistles on our. Um, I think I've got one on my wristband up there, but I can't get it. I thought we had. I'm not, that's my emergency whistle because you take the fanfares on. Oh, the... Please, bro. Have you got um, it on there? Oh, is it on there? Fanfares on. Oh, yeah, but we can't hear it. That's the only other thing. We'll just keep it on the play. Oh, blimey. Who's pressing pause? I'll press pause. Well done. We have no idea. Play now. We have no idea. Ash is going, shut up. Yes, it's just like, So, well done. Go us. Go everybody. That's the total target, yeah? So next goal is to try and get the just giving up to a grand, because that's currently eight sixty. Yeah. Um, and well, I was thinking this earlier. If you if you were bidding on the hoodie or the book, and you didn't get it, consider consider maybe some of that money could go into the just giving thing anyway. I think yeah. I think people probably would have done that. That's a good shout though. <laughs> it is. That's a good shout. Um, Unless you're really pissed off and then go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving any more money. No, fuck that shit. I want the book. <laughs> yeah. And also, please remember that with the Just Giving... Yeah, we've got the you, book as well. Yeah, if you give on, if you donate on the Just Giving, uh, please register your donation on our website at novemberfoxshot.co.uk forward slash charity raffle. Um, I'll ask Ash if he could just throw that banner up. Um, just to... Because if you donate that, if you if you register it on there, then you'll be entered into our free, uh, free voluntary thank raffle. You. Thank mm. you. Um, which we'll do tomorrow morning. Oh, I think it sounds weird saying that. Eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Nine o'clock. So tomorrow yeah. Morning. So yeah, between, yeah, yeah. Between, Might be nine o'clock. We're, we're, that's when we're finishing. When we're really with it. At eight yeah. O'clock. yeah. 
So it'll be roughly about eight o'clock. We'll probably start. Yeah. But we'll obviously we'll let the winners like know as well. Yeah. So it's not just um, if you're not there, you don't get it. I don't even know how we're going to do it. <laughs> we'll work that one out when we get close. <laughs> oh, we'll wait till the, we're exhausted. And it'll that's for Peter us to do. It'll all be good for us uh, to sort this one. Um, we could do the digital will. We've got you've got tickets, don't you? No. You no, you had book. tickets. Yeah, raffle book. Although you said you bring. No, a you had a raffle book. I didn't bring a raffle book because I thought he said he was bringing a raffle book. I've never had a raffle book we'll, in my we'll life. We'll do the digital. Well, works. Like, you bought the raffle book from the last yeah. one. We'll do it like airsoft competitions do with the um, digital on Excel, and then we can just do the random. Oh, ones. okay, yeah. Uh, Harry Badger says, "End of the world." Oh, that was for preppers. Sorry, Harry, I missed that one earlier. Um, let's just go down to the end. Uh, uh, Rage's dream event for him. 13 hours style, small force with all the toys yeah. holding a compound from a much larger force. Yeah, I think that's so. Yeah, awesome. that sounds good. I like. Yeah, so. Shorts. Oh, Chris will be all right there because he's got sugar berry shorts in that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put it in December and you guys got to wear shorts and t shirt. <laughs> I've got some nice Molly Cam shorts as well. Actually, yeah. Eskimos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, um, I actually wrote an event at one point which was based on the Apocalypse site. Uh, so I'd worked out the kind of boundary between two countries and there was a barter town. So they've got like a little area, which is kind mm-hmm. of set up like a little thing, uh, like a little market. And the idea was, is that the barter town sat just off one side of the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a NATO, uh, sorry, a United Nations force. So they'd be there with like the blue, blue lids and stuff like patrolling. And they were there to patrol that border and stop people from moving across unless for designated reasons. So, for example, market traders. Right, yeah. So you can have a trading element, which would be like a few players basically mm-hmm. selling wares and stuff. And they could have in almost like an actual shop. So if you wanted to go get some snacks or anything like that, you could go to the shop. Yeah. Um, so you've got like a proper little trading yeah. village. Um, there was the United Nations Force would also be providing assistance to the local hospital. Which was be at the stockade. Yeah. Um, you would have a military element for both countries. So they would have their own military. So they're also helping patrol the border and kind of launching little incursions into each other's land. And then there was also be a local rebel group uh, on either side trying to get drugs across. Mm-hmm. So the United Nations are sort of trying to deal with that. The armies are trying to deal with the cartel groups as well as each other and also trying to avoid the United Nations. Um, that the hospital. So no, so it, the, the idea was the idea was, and I'd, I'd kind of worked this out, and there was a PMC element as well. So the idea was is that each faction. So everyone's there. Everyone's there. Yeah, but each faction had its own ROE and how they were to operate and their own sort of like mini storyline. So that mm-hmm. would develop as it goes through, and you would need um, a zero to obviously help coordinate that. So if there were points. No, there wasn't a police force. Um, Postal service. <laughs> Postal service. Yeah. No, the idea was is that you've kind of got those little small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got their very much their own taskings. They can feed that back, and it does require someone to be on the ground to kind of coordinate it. But the idea was is that depending on the actions of different groups, that would kick off different elements. So the story would go in different ways. So, for example, um, say the military launched an attack on the cartel in their area, mm-hmm. the cartel might call on the cartel of the other area to come and help them, in which case, obviously, the UN's trying to patrol that border. Um, any casualties would have to go to the hospital, which is being also checked by the UN. You've got, like, voting rights and stuff like that, so you can have, like, IEDs and things going off, and yeah, yeah. bits and pieces like that. So the idea was, it. I grant you it would be complicated to run, 
And I, I, I know, it's, it gives me a headache just trying from to from an event organizer <laughs> point of view. I, you know, I, I get that it's complicated, but the idea would be is that you've got these kind of distinct teams that have their ROEs, and if they follow those ROEs, it generally should work okay because they know. Right, I'm not actively fighting you or you. I've got no reason to be doing that. The UN, for example, weren't actively going out and targeting anyone, so they would get into a scrap because other people were following their ROEs. Mm -hmm. So so the UN are still doing taskings and there's stuff they've got to do. Right, I've got a medical drop. We've got to go and pick the the stuff up from, like, four. But the cartel forces also know about that, so they're also trying to get to that. Um, And I'm, I'm guessing James is like... Has James already made a comment about how? Yeah, yeah. Fuck me, I've read fuck the fuck me. Fuck if Mike ever built his own pizza, it would be two foot thick. <laughs> just throw everything on it. The hell with how it will work together or be no, managed. I think it would work. I had wrote, I had written out a fairly comprehensive plan uh, of how each each element would. And interact. then and then halfway through, he's just written in big letters. It's all gone wrong. No, no, no. I mean, uh, the the way I had it worked, I can't remember if I had. I think the UN were just ROE based, so their whole event would be dictated by how the other interact the, the other oh, well, yeah what they had to do to re- in reaction yeah. to and then the PMC element would basically have taskings that they would be doing mm-hmm. but whose side they were on would depend on outcomes of earlier things in the day so you basically just cop, drop a message you're on this team side mm-hmm. at the moment um op for the sorry task force on one of the things had to basically man an entire a fuel dump for like six hours without resupply Right. So basically, it's that kind of yeah. opposing force. But if they'd have been nice to somebody earlier in the day, PMC would be helping them out. Right. Okay. But if they weren't, then they're joining the rebels or the other factions. So, so it's things like that. It's like it's it's having that. I yeah. All your actions have consequences. Yeah. So sort we of touched thing. on that with um, uh, South Wales. Speaking of actions and consequences, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, South... I'm very tired at this point. I can't South remember Wales Riding Group. Yeah, that was it. Um, so where we kind of touched on the actions having consequences, I think that's quite a nice element for an event. Yeah. Um, but I know I know what James is saying. I, I do get that it's complicated, but I was a bit trying to work it out. <laughs> you could, I think I mean, it, you it, it'd work, but you need that. a lot of players. You could you simplify need... that down. So you for example, small teams, though, you have small elements rather than it's not going to be like thirty people on each team, would it? No, but no, no, no. So NATO small... would be like ten people. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the UN would be like ten people. Like the the um the PMC could be like five. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So it's not it's not like you've got forty players in every squad and it's a nightmare trying to coordinate. Um, but you could simplify it down and have like one military force in the area. Yeah. Um, you know the cartels are still sort of trying to deal with each other. The problem with cartels is that they need to be Urgent. actively against each other, otherwise it's chaos. Because if they join up as one force, it just you know, which nine times out of ten happens. Oh, yeah. let's all be friends. Okay, yeah. let's go and shoot the, the uh, all right. Afternoon, morning, uh, Polar Nights. Hello, Polar Nights. Thank you for joining us on Twitch. Um, I think you're the, the only person on Twitch. Only person on Twitch. <laughs> We're not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harry says, Can you use any more abbreviations? PMC, UN, MSR, MSR, uh, OP4, Blue 4, Task 4. I feel like this has given a lot of answers to the game JTS. that's going to be later. <laughs> <You> wish. <laughs> Damn it. 
LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so Lance has disappeared for a piss, I would presume. Um, he didn't turn his camera off again. Oh, no, it's, it's just taking a break from this new British standalone survival game. So here to chill. Nice. Nice. Thanks for joining Welcome. us. Welcome. This plane says evening. Uh, so for anyone that's joining us, we're obviously doing this for charity tonight. Uh, today, tonight. Throughout the last twenty, well, uh, how many hours? Seven, eight, eight hours are we in eight now. Hours now. Um, continuing on until nine o'clock British time tomorrow morning. Should be fun. Um, we've got some links along the bottom of the screen uh, down there, so they can Is see. <laughs> um, so we've got really the Just Giving link for uh, which goes straight to Jigsaw, and then we also have the auctions for the hoodie and the Sniper One signed copy on eBay as well. That's that book there. Yes. Let's see if I can get it. Um, it's not awesome. a very good book. Definitely worth a read if you have a couple of hours spare. If you're going, going on holiday, Christmas, you don't want to talk to your relatives. Sit there, get your book out, <laughs> have a read. We're going to be joined by Chris from Vortex in a minute. Uh, I can see him sitting there in the green room, getting all ready to go. Yeah. Um, finger, finger guns. Woo yeah. um, doing, doing his luscious <laughs> locks. Uh, we'll save some of the other questions for later. Cause, yeah, because uh, we've got a couple of Q&As. We'll, Q &A, we'll so. come back to those. Uh, we'll just let Lance rejoin us, and then we'll go. get Chris on. Uh, if you have any questions for Chris from um, Country Sport Wholesale, but also deals with Vortex Optics, uh, Edge Tactical, and mm -hmm. all like that, um, please throw them in the chat. Throw a little cue in there, and then um, we can pick those up. Make sure that we. I'm just we'll try to pick gaveling now. Basically, put a little cue in the comment. Uh, <laughs> so we, we know we can find them. <laughs> um, I feel like us putting the food in the way of your access and egress. Yeah, <laughs> access and egress. Right, we we'll just need to swap to uh, Chris. Am I in? How are you doing? Yeah, you're you in are now. in, sir. Fully Excellent. in. Sle seamless entry there as <laughs> yeah. I just looked at the camera. And that's the only entry we like. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Oh, brilliant. How are you? I'm all right. How many hours in are you guys now? When did you start eight, this morning? You're eight, eight hours, hours in. Hours now. I'm not going to test my maths, okay, but that sounds like 10. <laughs> uh, Excellent six, stuff. Seven, yeah, just coming up to eight hours. Eight hours, brilliant. That's really good. Excellent work. Um, yeah. So, have you enjoyed it so far? Yeah, it's been fun, actually. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> wreck that because really I'm going to get to the show where we're all sitting in a room and it's nice kind of breaking out of that Zoom call esque yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the only thing that we're probably finding a bit challenging is the lag and stuff like dealing with it over the internet. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. right now, I can hear myself talking to you and like, I know when you're talking to us, there's a bit <laughs> of an overlay <laughs> sometimes. So it's not mm. ideal, but. That's fine. We'll leave a dramatic pause between sort of everything yeah. just for, uh, yeah, for, yeah, for, for yes. excitement. Yes. So but you have to do the no. <laughs> well, I'm here. Do you want do you want my pitch? Just you know the usual vortex yeah, stuff yeah, that I like to come on and it. do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for the people that haven't. Can we make before? Chris big? I like seeing big Chris. Come on, just big Chris spread out. No, that's big Andy. I'm going to assume it's worked. There we go. Chris. So. Um, yeah, so my, me, myself, um, so from a business point of view, like you said earlier, 
I'm I'm actually Country Sports Wholesale. I'm also well, we we put Country Sports Wholesale, we put CSW because it's easier. So we we distribute Vortex Optics, uh, Edge Eyewear, um, a few other brands, you know, that come into the country. Uh, so we work as agents for them. But um, so, so I always put down Vortex Optics UK. It's just easier because everybody then knows. No one really, I think, cares about the company behind that's doing the distribution. It's the brands themselves. So we took over doing Vortex's distribution in the UK. A good businessman would know this, but uh, about six years ago. Um, and then I came from, like, I played Airsoft. I'm 37 now. I probably started playing Airsoft when I was about 12, 13 um, on our farm um, with those, like, spring guns that you used to get. I don't know if they do them still. Um, I never see them. But, yeah, like, stolen science uh, department goggles and just, <laughs> you know, just playing in the fields. And then we went, like realize you could skirmish and we had that um like what's the first gun like that fa mass and then like classic army like m4 that um anyway and that was that was years ago and then when we took over unlimited lifetime warranty uh airsoft that is a match um that, that just pairs up so well so yeah and then we we sort of went from there we added edge eyewear in 2020 uh, brought that into into the lineup so yeah they just kind of went from there so so yeah that's really like my background in terms of business um working with vortex optics we've got their international warranty center based at our hq so anything that can be repaired we do repair we had like binoculars and stuff like that vortex do a massive range um depending on what discipline you do people boil it down to like knowing say the spark ar but in fact they end up doing like binoculars range finders spotting scopes they've got a really cool weapon mounted um range finder that pairs up with your phone and it's a technology that came off the back of a. they got that u.s army contract for the general issue um squad oh, did they get that uh, yeah, and yeah. that optic oh, nice. is absolutely incredible but um loads of cool kit they did in-house boiled down and so they've split everything out from there and there's some cool stuff coming out uh we've got some cool launches coming out next year that i can't tell you about um Aww. i always have to try and now sure. remember <laughs> the stuff that i am allowed to talk about and not allowed to talk about like um like they've got the uh the royal marines uh new battle rifle open. Mm. that's uh, right yeah I've that has that. a vortex one to ten on it um that's been going on for ages now um and then there's there's other stuff that goes on uh they do more military stuff but it's really a city market that they focused on and then moved across so yeah it's it's a great company to be involved with uh just because they're so nice um they're family owned uh and they're super interested in in hearing feedback and things like that uh working with them is just terrific um everyone thinks the brand they work with is terrific but to be fair the guys are just so nice they always email us and just like follow up on stuff uh we've got to go out there to go and see their new facility which is like 330 no 450,000 square feet something massive because they just oh, bought a section wow. of wisconsin <laughs> and just plonked it's vortex drive and when we're sending stuff to them it's either like number one vortex drive number two vortex drive like this whole street and i saw a video as they're going along uh, and they're just filming and just driving along this just this massive, <laughs> like when you drive past like an Amazon building, like that. Mm. So um, 
no, they're just just great. But they, you know, family-owned business. They started started as a retail shop. Uh, they were retail shop that then started making binoculars. But then, I mean, the guy who used to own it was a he's a forces veteran. He was a dentist, uh, and then got into like the sporting market, and then just just grew from there. They used to be called Eagle Optics, and it still trades under Sheltered Wings as well. So there's some other stuff that crops up every now and again, like some old binoculars. We do the warranty on that as well. So even if someone's got an old pair of Eagle Optics and something's happened to it, they can just send their binoculars in and we'll fix those as well. Um, and again, we've got a really good guy who works uh, for us called Eddie. He does uh, the repairs, which is which is great to have on board. There's so much stuff like we've been able to do recently that I just see him like just pulling bits of piece apart fixing like parallax on scopes or or anything like that uh so no it's it's just like it's hard when you work with a company like that not to be so enthusiastic about them just because they're so passionate about them and it sort of it blends the whole way through like even their merch like I've got the yeah I do the vortex heavy hoodies that they brought out this year that I just this is now my favorite hoodie it's just so warm um but yeah so that's that's like my dealings with vortex optics uh in a nutshell um and then sort of you know coming across dealing with the uh the airsoft market like i saw you well, i saw mike over a uh, uh, national airsoft festival in that's it yeah 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 we were there i'm trying to think when that was august oh have i lost sound i knew we couldn't hear us <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so he hasn't he wasn't he wasn't yeah can you hear us Hold on, I think I've lost sound on this. I've just been talking like. Yeah, I know. That's, that's fine. We've been going. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. It was so slim. Hold on. We've just been. There was a point where the. Audio well, I said it. I only mentioned the Royal Marines' um, new rifle, and I said I'm sure that the new battle rifle for the Marines has got a vortex yeah. optic on it. I was like, yeah. Is that Sorry, Marine? yeah. I just completely my my earpiece just seems to have decided to go to sleep, so just monologue for the last five minutes. There you go. We're all just looking at each other, going, "Can't hear us." You, you mentioned about then? vortex supplying the scope for the um, Marines. Main, main battle rifle now. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it's the Vortex one. And then you just thought, like, stared and went, yeah, anyway. Blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> just, just that sense of self-importance. I <laughs> hope, I hope Todd just cuts that. Uh, and that could just be it. Um, so sorry. Yeah, no, I just thought, I thought, I'll just give guys a, like a second to pause. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, Royal Marines battle rifle. Yes. Um, yeah, they stuck that on there. Um, I'm trying to think what the actual project uh, I think it's going to be the Hunter project. If you Google around, you can find the stuff on there. Um, but yeah, again, that's a really interesting um, like setup they've got. Um, do you think you'll be seeing more of the military style um, optics and stuff coming into the civvy market? Obviously, with a few changes, do you think that would be something that might come up so, in the future yes so the interesting thing on there is um like the one to ten uh that they did in the states for the u.s one they said they've got they're gonna apparently they're gonna do a civvy version this is what i picked up off of a long podcast they did but they're gonna do a civvy version they have to i, I assume contractually produce so many to meet with it and then they're going to um uh like start rolling out but like the rangefinder they did that came off the back of there so there's there's bits that you do see more and more like uh 
down at Bisley, which is the, where the UK NRA is, um, they have um, uh, the civilian target or the civilian rifle shooting uh, competition, uh, the CSR. Yep. So that you see a lot of like one to 10, one to six, because um, they're shooting at 600 yards, which those optics, those LPVOs um, are like spot on for. Hmm. I want one. I can see see cogs turning in your head Mm. then. Yes. There we go. So I'm just turning up all of my there. Um, Yeah. So there's more and more like like military stuff that the military style scopes they end up doing just because if they've done the uh, like the production or the the R and D on one thing, they're pretty good at passing everything on. So like the current generation top end scopes. all the technology from there gets fed down so eventually what used to be 10 years ago a two grand optic say is like a one grand optic because they're always improving it but there's no point binning that technology out just take the best bits and move it down but they're really good um at doing bits and pieces like they're the turrets for adjustment again really smart on on how they end up doing stuff from there and they just keep making it simple they redesigned on the they do a six to thirty six so six times magnification up to 36 times magnification. And they did what's called a zero stop on there. The zero stop is where you're dialing um, on your scope. You'll have it set at a fixed point so that you're, you're shooting out 600 yards. That's where your point of impact is. And you lock it off. Um, but they, they made one way of doing it. And they gave it to one of the guys. And they were just like, no, this is, this is too complicated. Uh, and so they end up redesigning it and going back. So the amount of R&D that goes into that is just phenomenal because they're willing to to do it to spec, not to time. So, you know, if they need to get something done, then fine. But it's got to be the right product. Mm-hmm. Chris, with um, Vortex sales in the UK, do they Vortex- generally kind of sit in the greater magnification or like the, the kind of shorter range? That's a great question. Um I I do surprisingly well in like the five to 25 range. So we do a lot into the precision rifle market. So it would be shooting at targets at an indeterminate distance, say up to 600 yards, 800 yards. Uh, We see a lot of that, but then like crossbow scopes, for example, and there's no real crossbow like market in this country um, or not a massive, not compared to what it is in the States. Um, but then, like crossbow scopes, or one thing I cannot keep on the shelf, like I, the number of crossbow scopes, and it seems to be airsoft sniper rifles. Um, just shed loads go onto that uh, because it's a two to seven by thirty-two illuminated scope, um, and yeah, I I'm just stunned at how well they do. Um, red dots, number of red dots that we we do again is phenomenal. Um, I just I can never get over the number that we get in and go out. Uh, so like anyone who's worked in stock control will have seen when they do like min max. So my minimum now just keeps going like up and up and up, trying to hold to a point to think like this is when it's below. There's my panic point and I need to get some more stuff in. Um, but no. And then magnifiers as well. Magnifiers are another thing. Like I saw Land Warrior the other day putting up about whether you'd run like I've got my box of tricks here, but um, like a 
one of the magnifiers. See, I purposely didn't wear a dark top so they don't all get lost against. <laughs> that's uh, that's about the one thing that I managed to learn. Uh, yeah, so like a magnifier on there and then running it in conjunction uh, with a red dot rather than running like a one to six times uh, LPVO or something like that. So again, there's some there's some interesting market stuff. One to four crossfire, uh, possibly our most popular scope. I think I have about 50, 60 of them sitting on the skirt on the shelf at any one time and try not to go too low below that. Um, so yeah, it's a real mixed bag on there. Uh, it's trying to sometimes you get shops that buy stuff like what I'd call out of their normal sort of buying, and you think, have you got someone who's come in and bought something like unusual or like that's outside your usual spending? I remember seeing a guy playing airsoft with it was like a three to 15 by 44 pst gen 2 and it's like a 900 pound scope and i was like wow that's um that's a lot to spend <laughs> like to put on there and he's like yeah guy just recommended it to me so i bought it and i was like thank you thank you You're yeah. Exactly customer like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, we've got a couple yeah. questions coming from people in the chat uh, rage says no vortex, more judo slash jujitsu. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so like my other thing is, um, I'm a judo coach. I'm a judo coach who moved across to Brazilian jiu-jitsu this year. Uh, made the cross across, and then the coach who coaches me said, "Do you want to coach uh, judo for Brazilian jiu-jitsu?" So, in a nutshell, judo is more standy uppy pajama fighting. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is more like ground mat based pajama fighting um so i help with the tra um, help coach with the transition from the standy uppy bit to the to the ground bit um so yeah so i took that up uh first competition i did there's a video somewhere i'll see if i can find it on um on youtube the guy just put me to sleep i just got knocked out um and just went to sleep um and that was the first competition i did um and when i woke up the refs just like shaking my legs bringing me bringing me back around um and i just went like came back to life and just went i'm all right but he's like no you're not you you just went to sleep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is like, his legs you were well, shaking <laughs> yeah just get that yeah get that that blood back in the head um so i did that the next five competitions i did i got gold so i learned from that um and then did like what did i do a couple of interclub competitions one in milton Keynes, one in london one over in norfolk so so I'm all right. So yeah, um, any yeah, any any sport like that, great. Um, that's what I've been doing most of today, and then came back here, scraped everything everything back together, found my vortex sign, um, yeah, <laughs> stole out of the office. Any merch, um, just I always try and rob it, uh, and just try and pile it up. They they do some cool stuff. We've got some of their mats and things like that in the um, in the office. Uh, but yeah, it's a nice logo to work with because it's all like smart lines. Mm. It's pretty easy. We've got some like big steel ones cut out for the new warranty centre. So no, anything like that, I'm always trying to yeah rob off of them. Have you still got your big shield? Yes, I do. I completely I looked at it. I went in the office earlier, meant to grab it, completely forgot. Um, but no, that shield was the best marketing I think I ever did. Oh, I A Toys R Us Hasbro repainted shield with um like uh Halford's paint 
and then just play their stuff. <laughs> and then people would just come across and be like, oh, and I'd be like, well, let me tell you about Vortex Optics, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so now that I've drawn you in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty much all I did for like, that's that's like, that was my marketing budget was. It was. Like 50 quid on that shield and then like 20 quid on Halford paint. So <laughs> it, was, it worked quite well. <laughs> nice. I must admit, I'm kidding. I've, I've got my eye on that red T-shirt. I saw you in the other day, Chris. That's um, very much That's, a bit of me. I need to need the details on that and where yeah, to get yes. it from. That I look through. Don't have in stock, but I do have on not this order, probably the order after that. So I'm going to put that range just for you into our merch lineup. There I think I was go. the only person who bought one of those. Oh, you are a legend, <laughs> sir. I thank you very much. <laughs> I shall wait with bated oh, breath so I can get one. <laughs> Well, I end up like looking through like the merch lineup, and I'm just like, I'm going to buy that for me, and that for me, and that for me, and just see what like people like their merchandise. Mm. Honestly, I look through. Someone was asking me the other day on like t-shirts, and um, like I think it was 68 different t-shirts that they have. It was just a huge number. People were like, you know, do you think about stocking all of them? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know if I could afford to. Like. <laughs> Small, medium, large, extra large, 2XL, 3XL across there. I'll just be like multiples of that. I don't know. So I try and get like select lines in there. And then I've got some good shops that, that will hold them in stock, um, okay, which, cool. is, which is always handy. But yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, we've got loads of questions coming in. Um, oh, God. James says, what would you recommend for a first scope on, say, an M4 platform rather than an Amazon special? Uh, great question. If it's a scope, I would like a magnified scope. I'd recommend the wonderful crossfire. Uh, it's illuminated. It's uh, a 30 mil tube. So loads of different options on rings for it. They're not super expensive. I think they sit in like 200 pound mark somewhere. Give or take around there. Um, and then set of rings run whatever you like. They look nice. You can run them like a red dot as well. So if you've got uh, an LPVO, so a low powered variable optic, you can run it on one times and just use it straight like a red dot, but you can mm -hmm. then dial yourself up to four um, on that, for example. So you've got that on there. Uh, to be honest, that's what I'd recommend all day long. Um, and then if you were looking for like a straightforward optic, Crossfire Red Dot, to be honest, is hard to go wrong. Uh, they're like 165, 170 quid retail. Uh, cover two different mounts so you can run it uh, with that skeletal mount so you've got a little bit of a, a rise so you can get a nice cheek weld so you can see down or if you don't then you can run it on the on the flat uh, mount on the top of there and again you've just got that nice line up down your sights and they, and um, they fit perfect on the U mount yeah I've just um, bought another one <laughs> so I've got two excellent. now <laughs> they are, they're just they're and they're lovely bits of kit. yeah I can't believe that the, I can't believe how long that little battery lasts I literally must have left it on by mistake and it lasted 16 years, least, top of my head. Yeah. It literally, I, I had just it, went, picked it up and went, oh, it's still on. Turned it on. Happy days. That was it. Um, yeah, it's my favorite. 16 opposite. years runtime on them with those crossfires. Like, yes, mental. Isn't it? <laughs> the, only, the only thing that kills them, I think, is going from hot to cold, hot to cold, hot to cold, and then batteries hate doing that. But beyond that, You'd be fine, and also it's a CR twenty thirty two, so like twenty three. So like no, uh, 
2032. So yeah, so there's loads of them. Like any shop sells them. So you can just bin out and just get another one. Um, But yeah, stuff like that. Absolute brim. Yeah, because I literally, I I bought bought a pack. So when I bought my first one, I bought a pack of batteries. I haven't taken the pack of batteries out of me since. (laughs) 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 I honestly, they're just no, they're a cracking bit of care. I like the Spark Solar again. It's just Mm -hmm. a really nice setup. You've got um, you've got the uh, the side balance buttons on there. Um, It has the auto shut off on it. Um, Yeah, again, they're a good bit of care. And they brought a the new Defender Red Dot, which I want to say I've got in my massive. Yeah, we've got, we've got brought, one up there on a pistol. Pistol. All of, we can't all of it my. Out. There it is. Oh, I want that box. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You can't just. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's Chris, would that fit on top of the LCAM? Uh, yes, it will. As long as you've got the, have you got a bit of pick on the top? Um, I'm not sure if it's got the, just the two recessed holes or it's got a bit of Picatinny. Um, Ash, can you have a look at my MWS? Off camera, without handling it. <laughs> yeah. Right behind the screen. Go behind the screen. I'm not sure if it's got... I don't think it's got Picatinny, right? I think it's got like two recessed, sort of like M4, well, M5 threaded holes. It. Yeah, mine's got a red dot on the top. Oh, we've been rail on the top. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I think you can get a rail adapter which goes into the original uh, sight fixing points. So then you can fit any Picatinny scope you wanted to. So it's mounted like a RMR on a pistol. So it's going to bolt down to a. Yeah, so it's, the, the LCAN's already got a mounted plate on there, Chris. So it's not actually a specific Picatinny rail. Yeah. So it's, I think um, it's just two, is it two fixings that go down into it? It would depend on the spacing. If it's the same, so they have the same, or these have the same footprint as the shield red dot. Okay. Uh, I would say possibly not. I'm sure all you need is to find something like, oh, a little bit of a tinny or weaver mm-hmm. rail uh, that will just sit on the top of there and then you're, you're good to go. Um, I've got a, a cheat list on our web. I want to say it's on our website. It should be if it's not. Of all the different, they'll all have like different footprints mm-hmm. on them, and to what fits to what. Um, so you've got like a few different options there that will um, that'll work. I'll have a look on that. I'll make remind me. I'll have a look because it might be it will just drop straight on top. Yeah, cool, perfect. That'd be yeah. excellent. I want to get a new little red dot for the top of the old can. Because that one in there's not the best. Remind me after the stream, we'll test it. Yeah, we're, oh, we're yeah. going to test. We've got one here, so we can test it after the stream. Ah, if we're remembering. Chris, can I just say that these next couple comments haven't come from us. These are literally plucked from our audience comments. <laughs> James has asked from Defiant, Vortex discount code for NOFO? Question mark. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you do ask, you never get from me. So um, that's uh, <laughs> now I'm putting all prices cheers, up in the James. UK. Yeah. That's James. That's James. James is not allowed. <laughs> that's, um, that's how I work. Um, we don't sell direct, so no, there'll be there's no discount code. I think you guys did one with Optics Warehouse at some point. Uh, right, so we did, and then yep. it turned out we breached the conditions of the use of that code. Um, so I briefly spoke to them at NAEF yep. and they kind of said, well, maybe we can sort something out. And I'll be honest with you, I've forgotten about it until just now. So I will Fine. have a chat Glad. with Vortex. 
Yeah, um, Optics Warehouse. Optics Warehouse. It's this stupid earpiece. I can't <laughs> tell what's <laughs> Good lord, it's my idea. Any Vortex merch to go into the raffle? Um, yeah, sure. Like, Ryan. if I still can, just I don't know, chuck like half a dozen hats or something in there, and then yes. Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, oh. Thanks, Chris. Right, there you go. Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what else can you get? Give us your soul. I'll come round and I'll I'll fix your scope or mount it on your rifle for you. Yeah, yeah, that that green box on your left hand side. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Just win, win anything from the pick and mix. (laughs) This is this is the one where I get in trouble. I've got like all of next year's launches just sat in here that I've just got across that I'm not meant to show. Um, <laughs> it says it's sticker on the side. Do not show. Yeah. <laughs> when we get the the stuff that comes across, um, so I keep seeing questions that I'm just ignoring at the moment, but I I will come back to them. When we get the emails across, it's like new launch, and then it's like just remember the terms and conditions of your distributorship. You are not to share this information until this date. Um, and then I'm like, right, okay. I can't mention like X product um, to people. So um, yeah, no, I, I do. Sometimes I end up with like um, a warehouse full of stuff before launch and I'll be doing like a like a video or something. And I have to remember to not film myself walking past like all of this new stuff. Um, <laughs> otherwise they will, they will beat me to death. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> uh, someone was asking about RMR and night vision. Did I see a question on there? Uh, yeah, uh, we yeah. kind of covered that off, I think, a little bit, but... Um, no, that was just... Uh, that would, oh, just about the RMR. On. So which RMR style red dot is IR night vision compatible? Uh, crossfire red dot, anything new, anything newer than the Crossfire red dot is, so the new generation Spark and the new generation um, uh, Crossfire, which doesn't help because you want an RMR style. Uh, Defender red dot on the lower settings might be. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, that's not too bad because we tested your one, didn't we, Ash? Through my night vision, it's not too bad. There is a bit of a, a glow, yeah, but it still goes down low enough to to be all right. That that would probably be my suggestion um, for that one. Uh, I'm trying to think beyond that. A lot of them running will happen to work on a low um, setting. It also depends what generation of night vision you're using, what you're pairing it up with. Um, they can be fickle things um, in well, anyone who's used night vision has seen. Um, so yeah, it, it's a difficult one on that. I'm trying to think of a one that I can uh, definitely say, but Defender's probably your best bet. Um, they're also super tough. They've got just on my my sales pitch on the Defender. I don't know if you can see from there. I'm sure you've seen on Ashes has got that um, like that grid on the front, mm-hmm. and it's so you can cock your pistol against like your trousers, and it finds the grip. Uh, because they are made for home defence in the US, so you can wake up, grab your pistol, cock it, and shoot a burglar. Um, that's the the whole mindset behind it. As um, you do, yeah. As you do, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, sorry, I was just thinking about the burglar thing. <laughs> I was just wondering if you need a red dot for dealing with that. But I guess, I guess it's, of course, it's it looks hurt. cool. It's a market. <laughs> It's a market, isn't it? So <laughs> that's it's um, um, yeah. That's I think the Vortex video um, on it was. I'm sure it's like a concealed carry thing. 
um but yeah that's that's the the market for this um is yeah <laughs> that's just how they roll um when you were talking about your marketing budget ed said that you could have bought an airsoft influencer for that amount <laughs> i am an airsoft influencer i played airsoft a bit <laughs> with a shield done it myself there that's we go the it is true. Cheapest <laughs> around. <laughs> I I get an email probably once a week now asking um to be sponsored or a brand ambassador or something. Um it's just we don't do it uh to be honest, because um we do like events, so we sponsor like the National Rifle Association, um National Rifle Association and uh, the Hunter Field Target, stuff like that. So we'll do like enclosed events. If somebody had a, I don't know, like an airsoft game and it was a charity based one or something like that. If someone sends me in a pitch, I'm always willing to listen to that. Um, well, you've influencers. Helped yeah, absolutely. You have, yeah. yeah. Which we're you've always been a, you've been a great yeah. help to our Super thankful for. Yeah. Like, stuff like that always always really happy to be involved in things um but yeah individual people it's fine in all honesty it's one that's really difficult as a business to quantify because we don't sell direct we couldn't do like a discount code for somebody so i could see that x influencer is making x number of additional sales for me um it's just yeah we just don't we don't really do that so sorry to disappoint anyone it's not me trying to hoard like a load of stuff um I can just never really sort of find a good way to do it. But I'm always willing to listen to pitches. If someone came to me and said, you know, I've got this idea, I'm always willing to listen. Um, I'm just waiting for someone to come up with that idea that gets me a helicopter or an ocean-going yacht. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Are you, um, are you still engaged with Edge Tactical? Oh, look out, can get a yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Edge Tactical, <laughs> um, we do their UK distribution. Uh, again, they're a really nice uh, bunch of guys. I met the the boss this year over at IWA in Nuremberg, the big sort of um, uh, what's a gun show, um, sort of outdoor hunting, target shooting, European show. Um, and he, he we chatted for a long time about Robin Hood. He's from Utah. He was very interested in the subject of Robin Hood. Um, so <laughs> we we chatted about that. Um, yeah, and then we were just chatting about different stuff. The thing I was talking to to him about, and glasses are just like a fascinating one because it comes into face shape. Um, and like so many times it's sort of like, and I find that the easiest thing we now do with Edge is, is putting stuff into shops so people can have like a demo and they can pick up stuff and have a look. Um, like these here, uh, again, these are, they're slightly more sort of stylized uh, ones because they've got the nylon frames on there. But it's trying to find something that, that sort of there's nothing that ever universally fits people's faces. Some, you know, if you've got quite a um, like a slight face, you end up with that massive like gap around the side. Uh, if you're quite broad faced like I am, then everything kind of fits quite well. Um, Edge are pretty good. They've got some more bits and pieces coming out next year that are sort of different um, sort of like face shapes that they're doing. But in terms of safety. The amount of torture testing I've done to glasses, like running them over, we've got a big, um, oh, what do you call it, like telehandler, like running them over with that or just shooting them with shotguns, shooting them with rifles, just hitting them with things. This um, is something I wanted to ask you because Block yeah. Tactical seem to be doing 
kind of big drive at the moment with their with their glasses and short shooting offering. Yeah. And but their their price point is so much higher. Yeah. And I wondered sort of you know, how how is that are you finding you're losing sales to Block Tactical on that basis? I mean, I get that you're obviously a distributor. Yeah. Um I've not had any shops who were buying our stuff drop away and take block, is what I found. Um I don't know what's a set. What's like an entry level pair of block cost? Well, I mean at NAS they were seemingly I think about a hundred something like that. I'd have to do a bit of research on it, but yeah. I know the comparison between the two is very different. Ashes on it. So um, their safety rating, I can't imagine, is any higher than ours. Like no, I think it was the same. Know, that was the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't get it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not dissing block. Is it a block the no. one's supposed to be one of it? Right, yeah, yeah. I've I've never heard anything bad about them. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Well they were quite a bit. Yeah. I thought like it was seventy five pounds in my head. Which was when we discussed we had a, we had we discussed it on a show a few weeks back and that's when me and James coined the idea of going down there to visit. There we go. 60, 40, 70, yeah, that was the set, isn't it? The 79 or whatever it was. Oh, maybe. I, I thought they were a lot more than that. Maybe I've got the wrong end of the stick on something again. Well, no, the sets are. You get the multi-lens ones. They're 79 quid for a set. Yeah. We do a sharp edge, which comes in a three-lens set that's about 75, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's very similar to our, our um, sharp edge. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's just talking not. Single-handedly just stopped Block from coming on the show as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> I, I don't, I've never heard anything bad about them. Um, I think we do, like, the Fast Link, which are 22 quid retail. Um, to be honest, that safety rating runs the whole way through. And, like... I've shot them with all sorts. It's the N one six six, and it's got the anti fog on there. Um, again, can't can't fault them for that. They come so Edge Eyewear come from the safety industry, and then moved across into the shooting world, uh, and just you know started um, moving in through there. They changed their logo out, which was one of the biggest things I think I saw in the last couple of years to make that more stylized E rather than the the eagle thing they had, yeah, like um, which I think eagle, is a much nicer design. Um, definitely when it comes to to doing anything to do with like advertising it's easier if someone's got like a vortex style logo where it's a nice sharp um like crisp logo that you can easily etch into stuff and everything else um but yeah so so with them um again working with them absolute treat uh really nice guys really keen um and they never they never really they're one of those ones that never really fuss but always ask how they can help which is good. As a distributor, you always fear when um, you end up sort of thinking like, am I, are my suppliers going to suddenly start going, look, you've got to hit this target to do that. Um, but I think looking through, I don't think I've ever had a brand stolen away from me, So, which is nice. Um, so we must be doing something yeah, right. It's always a bonus. <laughs> ah, keeps, keeps the house, otherwise, you know. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've seen a couple of um, images of you um, doing your shooting range that you've set up. Um, oh, your... yes. So we've got, um, so on the farm that we work out of, that we own, 
uh yeah we've got a like 100 yard um zeroing range around the back that we use uh just for sort of testing bits and pieces uh so i think there's a few bits i think i've shot all sorts of stuff on um like testing um edge eyewear with their uh i, think I shot a printer as well a printer and edge glasses and the printer the printer was the one i got really frustrated with because um that printer exploded just before the British shooting show. And I've never seen smoke come out of a printer before. Um, but it died <laughs> like four days before a show. Uh, and I was ready to cry. Uh, unfortunately, we just got another printer in uh, and got sorted out. So after that, I just went, yeah, just shot it. Um, <laughs> which is terrific fun. It was proper like office space type. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah 100%. Just, just have it. Um, so no, we're very we're very fortunate in like our setup, um, like because we've got the range, we've got a load of room around us, uh, and just for like playing about and doing stuff and um, like photo shoots and things like that. It's always nice to have uh, just to to have the room to mess around and do things. Um, it's it's always an interesting one. Whenever we get delivery drivers come down to deliver stuff, and they come up to the office side of the building, uh, and they kind of step in and look, and they're like, "So what do you do here?" And I'm like, ah, oh, just, you know, stuff, just boring stuff that <laughs> yeah. no one needs to know about. Yeah. But we got our like cabinets of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't we don't mention the printer incident. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah, let that be a warning to other printers that Yeah. That, oh, <laughs> my the best thing I think I bought this year. Uh, was an A1 poster printer, um, and it's just been brilliant. Um, for just abusing it for stuff that like not that isn't work has been, just been great. Um, <laughs> How many like, A1 uh, pictures have you got, Chris? Of I, so, I did, so, <laughs> so I did. Um, you see inside of Chris's house, just wallpapers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got the <laughs> adhesive sheets that you can print out on. So um, I managed to get myself out of trouble for a show. Uh, we did Bird Fair, um, which is like a bird watching show in July. And one of my the wings of my trailer needed covering. So I just printed out a load of stuff because we had to cover over the um, the shooting poster that we did have on there, which I thought probably shouldn't take to the bird watching fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... yeah, the slogan <laughs> underneath is shoot birds better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just so we, we covered that over with just like printing stuff um i've got my uh my wedding when is it not next week week after so the, we oh, have i've got yeah. married last year but now this year is like the big party wedding um yeah. so I've, I've done all of my like table setting printing on it and things like that so um no terrific i'd recommend anyone just um buy a full stationary sort of printing um like place if you're going to do uh well a wedding so um, no set up that so that was that came in handy um anything like that we're really more of like an arts and crafts company that happens to sell <laughs> optics and, and other bits and pieces yeah when i look through and look at like <laughs> it's got like um like it's like when we end up making like dioramas and stuff for the warranties uh for the shows and i'll be like oh, right i'm mixing like yeah. glue and pva and i'm just like sand i've got this and then i'm just painting it and i was like right okay i built this and I think, like, I've got so much, like, sand and, like, fake plants and just, like, fake grass and everything. <clears throat> and then occasionally I just sell, like, a scope or something. I'd just be happy with that. 
like I just like a uh, like a hobby craft. But yeah, yeah. Have you made, we should you do know, the real big homemade that you do. Scope the, the, it's got to be like that big. Toilet rolls and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's. The, oh, I can't remember which one it is, but it's absolutely massive. It's got to be about a hundred mil wide lens. If you have, if you get one of those shot out, can you just put a potted plant in it and just stand it up? <laughs> the door handles to the warranty centre are an old uh, one to six strike eagle that got broken. Um, someone crushed the tube or something. But anyway, we've got one of those. So like, yeah, the door handles and stuff are old scopes. Um, brilliant. So yeah, That's brilliant. I love that. Um, yeah, That's actually quite a good idea, are, actually, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the hinges are the old flip mounts for the uh, magnifiers. <laughs> It is, it's very much like sort of Wombles, um, like <laughs> recycling. <laughs> well, no, um, I'll do a walkthrough when we've got the new warranty centre up and up and like running. We're almost sorted now. We're aiming for this side of Christmas. Uh, and then I'll do like a walkthrough on all the stuff. Uh, there's some really cool like features that we've done. Um, but no, really, really pleased on the setup with this. Uh, but yeah, no, we're trying to like keep it uh, like in theme. Yeah. Where, whereabouts is it? Chris? So uh, we are based uh, A1, you've got, so along the A1, you've got like, uh, I'm trying to think of Stevenage. We're north of Stevenage. So anyone going on the train station will do like that. Sandy, Biggleswade, Bulldog, Letchworth. We're Biggleswade end, so just off the A1, um, so based there. Um, so yeah, so we're we're not a million miles uh, from anywhere, really. It's nice, especially when we're doing shows. We do about four or five shows a year. At least yeah. I'm not like trundling miles out to get any well too far. Um, so for people that um, don't know a lot about Vortex, um, obviously mm -hmm. you offer a, a lifetime warranty, which is why yep. you have your. Um, could you just go into a bit more detail in regards to what's covered with that? Um, if anyone has any problems, like what you cover. Yeah. <clears throat> so the warranty is is it's one of the things people always don't believe that we actually do and i always have to go like no no no, you're covered you're fine uh so we covered accidental damage we covered like say you crack your lenses or something like that you covered send it in we'll repair or replace um i had a guy who managed to crush his rifle and his scope climbing over like a stone wall and as he went over the wall just went from underneath him and just crushed everything um he sent it in. He sent it in with a lovely handwritten letter. I think it's on my Instagram somewhere. Um, and yeah, we just like that was well beyond economic repair. Uh, sorry, yeah, repair. So it's just a replacement. Um, but all you've got to do. So say you've got your optic. It's been damaged in some way, shape, or form that affects the the use of it. You just need to uh, go on our website. We've got a simple form that has like your name, address, contact details, what you're sending to us. Um, that's it. Fill it in, put it in with the optic, send it back to us, and then we take it from there. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. The, I occasionally get people who send in an optic without any contact details because they've spoken to me on Instagram, told me they're sending it in, and I get like a crossfire red dot that comes in, and then I have no idea who it belongs to. So it just has to wait. Um, and then I wait for the angry phone call or email to say, like, I sent this in, and I'm like, oh, cool. Right, I know who you are now. You can you can get this sorted. Um, yeah. You but can have yes. it back. Yes. Now I know who you are. You may get it back. And have you learned your lesson? <laughs> just don't send me clone optics um, because I I can't do anything with them. Um, every now and again, someone hopefully like sends in a 
think it was the the National Airsoft Festival. Some guy had come across and he bought at the show a clone UH-1 from somebody. And he was like, is this real? And I was like, no, no, it's not. And he was like, ah, oh, I've just paid like 400 quid for this. And I'm like, oh, no. What? I know. And someone had definitely maliciously solved that. And I was just like, I would have gone hunting. I would have gone. I would have done. I spent the rest of the weekend hunting this dude down. <laughs> he went off pretty pain. quickly. Lots I was like, pain. "Someone, someone's yeah, gonna get gonna get a telling off." Um, but yeah, no. Um, I see clones every now and again. Some are pretty good. Some are terrible. Um, I wouldn't trust anything that has an LED in it that has the potential to blind me um because they put whatever random led in there uh that i put my eye to but i you know down to people um but yeah no every now and again we see some bits and pieces come through the warranty center they they just get crushed and get sent back to vortex and they do whatever they do with them um we'd go from there so no um, but that's the sum total of the warranty process is just you know send it in we'll sort it out um if anyone ever forgets where to find us if they go onto vortex's website there's a where to buy section and then an international section we're listed under there just give us a shout and we'll sort it so a lot of airsoft um players and i'm not sure about um the the real steel guys um they do paint some of the optics um does that affect your warranty at all if they're painted um like even if it say the lens gets shot out um I'm not repainting it if you if you send it in for warranty, but beyond that, yeah. <laughs> I sit there with my, it's like, gonna my... be pink nail varnish. <laughs> just like just gotta just get this one right. No, we um we will we will yeah, we'll cover it. As long as you don't paint the lens. Uh, to be fair, if you paint the lenses, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to laugh at you. Um but yeah, just don't do that. Paint off a screwdriver and send it back to him. There you go. It's <laughs> all fixed. Like, Nothing to worry. Wire about. wool it off. Yeah. They, um... yeah, yeah. Auto drill as well. <laughs> it's I all gone blurry. One entire layer of glass off. <laughs> they um no bless it's um it's not too but stuff like that no um there's a section Vortex do their podcast uh and on their podcast they've got like tips on how to paint them um and you'd like straightforward rattle cans usually absolutely fine uh just do the sensible stuff and tape it off um we get some good paint jobs come through and they're quite impressive we get some hilarious paint jobs come through um again some of those i think have made it into the um into the hall of fame in our cabinets um i have to have a look through um uh, but yeah it's uh, but no on that you're fine go for it uh, we had a question coming from ryan um, how can you easily distinguish clones? Um, all depends down on the model. Usually it will be terrible internal turrets on windage and elevation. They will they will look as cheap as possible. They will look like uh, the screw has been taken out of an old radiator um, on that valve and just jammed in. That's the, the best way to tell. Um, it's little things. UH1s often have a long wire on them that holds the battery on. That's usually a good tell. Um, lasering, it's a hard one when you can't compare side by side. Lasering usually looks off. Every now and again, if people ever get anything and they want to know, just drop me a message um, and I will have, a, I'm happy to have a look. I might not be the quickest, but 
I usually get done in a day or so, and I can usually compare the two and say, yes, it's clone or no, it's not. Um, but yeah, those are the usual signs for stuff. I mean, on the real ones, Chris, would there not, would there not be like a unique part number or a, refer- or a serial number on each scope that the people could cross sort of reference of a database or something to see if it's been uh, actually verified by on some, some models, oh, yes. On some models, no. Um, some of the Crossfire scopes, I don't think have a code on like um like a batch number on them mm, or like yeah. a unique number on them um some of those don't the rest of them i've got anything with easy i don't think the crosswire red dot f um, no, are pretty good because they usually do it's like the scopes like the three to nines or something some of those don't on there um but i don't i've got a database for some stuff i don't for other stuff Anything like the UH1s have all got a database uh, that we can look up against for stuff. Um, so we can check in on that. Most of the other stuff, no. But like I say, if people just send me a picture, I can usually say that's fake. Uh, Aiden asked, uh, is there a warranty return for the Torx key that she had put in my crossfire on? Love you, BB. Torx key? I mean, just drop me a message. I'll send you another tool. I will I will have a huge number of them. If anyone ever loses something that came in the kit, just drop me a message. I will I will have the spare part or the spare piece or whatever that I can send out. It's it's zero hassle. Um that's that's no problem. If people need bits and pieces, well, that's, that's what I'm there for. Um but no, uh, that's not question... an issue. That's cool. There's a question that came in from Ryan as well about um, going sort of going back to Edge, I have a pair of Edge Fastlink in Tiger's Eye, and I'm gutted that I can't find them at the minute. Do you know anyone that's currently got stock of those? Uh, I'm going to offend somebody because I'm going to forget who it is. Um, BZ Tactical, <laughs> Airsoft Zone, Fire Support, Combat UK, um, Airsoft Direct. Um, Oh, they took some from me yesterday and I've forgotten the shop's name. Vector Airsoft. Um, who else am I forgetting? Someone will angrily message me for not. Land Warrior. Um, any airsoft shop that we deal with pretty much should have them in. Um, if in doubt or if you're struggling to get them through your local shop, again, just drop me a message on Instagram um, and I will, or through my actual email address, uh, service at cswmail.co.uk um you can find it again through our website and um i will put you in contact with somebody but yeah that's no problem any like i said any airsoft shop that deals with us tends to take um edge eyewear at the same time mm-hmm. uh ed says some of these eye pros are claiming to be anti-fog but then they have a huge gap on the sides where ventilation allows air to defog this is not safe in my opinion not mentioning any names so I run Edge. I can't remember which ones they are. Sharp Edge. Are yours the Tiger Eye? Sharp Edge. No, they're Sharp Edge. Um, yeah. I've never had any problems with that. I think it does come down to fitting, though, as you say, Chris. Like It's very hard to kind of get the right fit. It it does. So it's the sweep that goes into, like, the orbit of the eye or the orbital socket of the eye to make sure that you've got that, that sort of fit into there. Um, yeah, it's... To be honest, with all of our stuff, uh, that's why I try to put like demo kit in the shops 
so that if anyone wants to pick anything up and have a proper look, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your eyes. Like, I don't want to sell anybody something like my glasses I'm wearing at the moment. They're fine for like, like, well, for me looking stuff, but say for the, the frame or the, the lens size, I've got the front, but like all of this here, I don't want to put, sell anybody anything that's got a gap from the side there. Um, so I think it's so important that when you're buying your glasses, you have the option to try them on and have a look and think, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm actually safe, not just, you know, that will probably do and I'll safety squint the whole way through. Um, but no, with um, with that, fast link are usually pretty good. Sharp edge I really like because they sweep quite far back. Um, if you're quite handsome, like like myself uh, or like Mike, it's you end up wearing it's sharp edge. You've got that sort of those sort of like classically handsome high cheekbones, and it, those fit the best there. Um, that would be my recommendation. Also, I think they're the good middle range where I'd probably make the most money. So um, that's my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I make the most money out of these. Buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Got a real nice profit margin. Yeah. <laughs> I well, couple yeah, it with yeah, a T-shirt or uh, <laughs> just just what that. Uh, Aidan Nichols <laughs> also said, "Can you speak on the current government contracts that were recently secured?" Uh, not uh, depends what you want to know. To be honest, like. I don't really do uh, the military, the police and military stuff. I'm just commercial. I can lie and tell you stuff that may or may not be true. Um, depends if anyone's got a specific question that they want to know. I might be able to tell them something um, as vague and interesting as that sounds. Um, it makes me sound far more interesting than it actually is. Um, and I have but, <laughs> Yeah, if someone wants to know something in particular maybe uh trying to think i can tell you that some police forces have some vortex in some capacity that's um there you go you watch um, every time any very mystical this show walks past an armed police officer they'll be like that well I'll be, i'm in i'm in london on monday for a course so i'll, I'll, I'll should be sure to uh question them excuse yeah. me <laughs> Word. They, <laughs> they, uh, the Met, I think they've got some kit. Um, I'm trying to think. I always now try to eye like the police whenever I see, and I'm just like, oh, what, what, what stuff have you got? Oh, did I, you know, is that vortex? I, I actually no, I've got a good one. Um, so where I train for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, one of the guys um, I saw who I know's police, um, he had like a vortex T-shirt on, and I was like, where'd you get that T-shirt? And he's like, oh, through work. And I was like, oh. Okay, I was like, you know, I'm response. He's like, yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm the UK distributor on the civvy side. And he was like, oh, cool. Can you get me some more merch? And I was like, ah, oh, I've really stepped into this one now. And I was like, shit. No, there's so yeah, bits like that. Um, Absolutely, police. Yeah, <laughs> serving troops. It's school kit. They've got to have the kit. <laughs> got to have it and need it. Oh, so yeah, bits like that. Um, I'm trying to think of the other stuff we. We have. Um, so, yeah, if, if, like I say, if anyone's got any specific questions, I will happily, maybe, Aiden, vaguely answer. Aidan has followed up. He says, Lion, tell me something cool. Specifically curious if you give the same warranty terms to the contracts than the general market. I believe police and military stuff comes under a different warranty for it. Um, they get theirs repainted. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we fix some bits and pieces. I think it comes down to what's done because a lot of them have like a midlife refurb or something. Um, we, I think they supply all of the support weapons for submarine door gunners. Um, so all of the optics for that is uh, supplied by Vortex Optics. So um, yeah, IP rated, of course. <laughs> I'm really hoping someone someone repeats this now and just said I heard. <laughs> oh my god! Breaking news! You're never going to believe this. They finally got, um. They finally installed door gunners on submarines. <laughs> yes. All underbelly <laughs> cannons on submarines. <laughs> One. I had, a, um, I had a cardboard battle tank that we built once in the arts and crafts department. For um, it was for a show. I think I did it out of spite because someone asked me to take some paper advertisement. I didn't want to, so I made a paper <laughs> a cardboard battle tank and glued a crossfire red dot on the top. We won as well. We won the optic under a thousand pounds. No, we didn't. We didn't win that one. That was the Diamondback Tactical six to twenty-four. The next year we won. Um, I don't know which way round it was. I definitely won one, and then we weren't invited to participate anymore. But um, yeah, that's. Um, that was that was that one, but yeah, that was um, that was good fun. That was another of my my fun arts and crafts projects. Um, but yeah, we're a serious company, though. Anyone looking for a UK <laughs> supplier and distributor, we we do actually make sales. <laughs> so, is there cool. anything exciting planned for next year that you are able to talk about? Oh, exciting, no? yes. <laughs> able to talk about? No. Um, I'll be at NAF again next year. Um, I'll probably take a bigger stand next year. Um, maybe make it slightly more exciting. Uh, might even stay on site overnight um, and regret it. Uh, too old now to sleep anywhere outside of a hotel. <laughs> um, so no, might do that. We're at a few shows next year. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Nothing, nothing particularly like uh, a few product launches that are going to be really cool that you should see in the new year. Excited on those. Um, then, yeah, NAF next year. We've got the British Shooting Show, the National Shooting Show, a few other shows that we go along to. I don't, I actually, I see more and more SF guys who go to the shooting shows that I ever used to. Um, it always seems to vary on how, like, the presence that we get through um to different show uh, different shows um which is interesting uh, but yeah bits and pieces i think vortex have got they usually do four like quarterly releases throughout the year so we'll see some bits and pieces um new stuff you know periodically throughout the year usually there's something comes out around shot show time uh which i think marries up for this um but yeah, other than that, nothing specifically exciting. Uh, if anyone does have anything exciting that I can leech onto, like a parasite, I am more than happy to uh, <laughs> to see about getting involved. Um, and just, you know, really, really eke out uh, anything like that. But yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if anyone's got any questions, anything wants to follow up, ask anything on there, you can find me on Instagram, vortex underscore optics underscore UK. Uh, grab me up on there, happily answer any questions. Um, but no, other than that, anything else you guys want to know from me? So, so you would say with the warranty, the best way to contact you is through the website 
um, if people want to um, have you leech off of them, as you say, um, best to contact you through to through in- Instagram again. or just Instagram again. <laughs> yeah, just, just use Instagram. Instagram or or just go onto our website, which is csw-online.co.uk. Just find us on there. Drop us an email. Um, I'll always help there. If if in doubt, go onto Vortex's website, and we're listed on there under their uh, distrib- international distributors. Um, but yeah, um, if anyone got any questions, I'll always come back. I we technically work Monday to Friday, but to be honest, I'll probably reply to you on like Sunday evening at eight o'clock as I'm avoiding doing anything else. Just as Pyro um, starts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Chris, one last Thank question for, for me. If oh, you've well. got um, the ability to kind of improve any products that you, you've got through Vortex or, in fact, Edge as well, yeah. what what kind of things would you be looking for in the future? So ignoring a, a, a practical things, so not like, oh, I'm going to have magnification in the Edge Tacticals or, yeah. you know, like night vision built within the lens or something Something like that. realistic. Like, well, like a Mark yeah. II of something that's currently yeah, so out. Say, say, like you were to take a product and you you had like an idea to improve it. What would you sort of do off the top of your head? Uh, I would say if we were going to do something new, um, it's not airsoft related. I always want, and it's a very um, like uh, more of a hunting product, but a three to fifteen by fifty um optic with just a really simple reticule on there like um german g4 reticule so the like the post um just like that with a little dot on the top um and something that retail this isn't a product that i'm so quietly pitching for the beginning of next year by the way um <laughs> it's um yeah something like that for like <laughs> six yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you find out I've just yeah, I managed to leak it. It's what I suddenly see. Yeah, I'm literally describe something I'm, I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I always worry when I get a, like a WhatsApp from um from like the the Vortex guys um to be like they've seen something. I remember that we'd had some. Sorry to sidetrack from your question, but uh, I remember having a there was something that got leaked. Uh, I want to say it was the one to ten Razor Gen three. And I got a WhatsApp from one of the Vortex guys going like, and he was a guy in the UK who'd leaked it. And they were like, do you know this guy? Like, and all these things. And I was like, uh, I, I do. And they're like, he's leaked this one to 10. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's just copied it from Reddit or something that he's seen elsewhere. Like he's not infiltrated some like shooter. It was like a picture of a guy on the range who was using it. And they were like, all right, because we're trying to find out like the source of this leak because something got leaked, I don't know, like a month early. I was like, oh, good. And I just, I always think, like, did I do this? And I, yes. <laughs> just to someone, like, yeah. I was at the pub last <laughs> night. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long walk home. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's it's always like any distribu- uh, distributor's fear that you've managed to accidentally, uh, like, undercut your supplier and announce something early. And then you get like 50 angry messages asking, like, what have you done? Um, but no, um, yeah, like a mid-range six hundred pound three to fifteen scope, um, or I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think what else they do that I'd really like. I think the um, UH one with thermal capacity. The UH one. I, with thermal <laughs> capacity. 
I'm always asked about thermal. Um, well, I Hollow nothing I know is coming out Hollow in Sun thermal. Working up that little thermal sort of red dot thing unit, aren't they? I mean, I saw it at, like there's all this marketing and advertising coming out, and then they've gone dead quiet on it subsequently. That I, um, I don't know. I know it's something they they looked at, or maybe looking at, or doing, or something. But there's nothing that I know that's like anytime soon ever. Um, it was always rumored or mentioned, but I couldn't tell you like next year you're going to see like a UH one with with thermal. I saw that. Was it? I'm trying to think. The guys who did that was it Holy Warrior or somebody had that thermal like. Um, Hollow Sun. It was Hollow Sun. Uh, was it? All oh, right, it was Hollow Sun. All right, yeah. Did that? It, it does to say I never saw any more of that. Um, looked very cool. Um, no, the, no, literally, they did all the marketing for it, and then that I was think it. Kenny yeah. actually saw it. Actually, had a look through it and all that because he, he oh, yeah. said to me about it, and he said it's incredible. And for the price, because they, the, they were like a grand. Yeah, he said for the price yeah. of what this little kit you're getting, he said it's amazing. But yeah. like you said, they've not seen nothing since. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was Kenny from Empire. He saw it at some event or some show. He would he have seen at. it at IWA because I remember seeing oh, Kenny. Probably, it could well have been, yeah. We were because I saw him. Um, we were IW when we were coming back from IWA. We were just yeah, chatting yeah. in the um, oh, there you go. Uh, we were chatting in the airport about bits and pieces we'd seen. Um, but yeah, um, no, I don't know. Yeah, that would have been so that would have been March of this year. So no idea from there. Yeah, I feel I feel with you. Oh, so time. James, uh, James King has just put Hollow Sun Thermal is available in the US now. Ah, okay. So there we go. I still feel think Vortex could do a better version. Yeah. Put it in the UH housing. I will investigate. If I, (laughs) when we come to, if we ever do thermal, I'll do the launch on your show. Oh, Oh, mate, that'd be wicked. Yeah, that'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see you February March time then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll just be like, just do it. Normally, our launches are on a Thursday. It's not. Like, I'm going now. I'm not saying another word. I'm going. Chris, Chris goes and pitches it to Vortex. And he's like, right, guys, I've got this podcast. I've I've made a lot of promises, guys. I'm really sorry, but I've got to do it now. So, you know. Oh, I look forward to this being misquoted. But, yeah. I've heard it being launched next year. Like, no. I. But yeah, I, I was saying, I'll launch it on your show. It'll, if nothing it else, it'll be entertaining. Absolutely brilliant. I will. Yeah. Cool. All right, we guys. might even set this up and have you here, seeing though you're not that far away. Yeah, no, I'd love that. Um, yeah, it's definitely be easier cool. than, yeah. No, no, no. Excellent. Well, is that my time? Have I, have I done my service? <laughs> <We're done myself. laughs> Can I go and have something to eat now, please? I, have, I, no, I made to. sure I ate before. I just, I, just, I, I could do another round. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks, Chris, for coming on. It's great to have you again. Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's always good always to an absolute pleasure, guys. Um, thank you so yeah, much for coming on. Like... Excellent work with the charity. Really appreciate you guys doing like the heavy lifting on actually organising this stuff. Thanks for having me on. Um, like I say, it's always a, a real privilege to speak with you. Um, I hope you know we'll speak again in the future before too long. Yep, definitely. Perfect. Cheers, buddy. Thanks very much. uh, All right. NAF. Excellent. See you guys. Speak soon. Cheers, 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 mate. And breathe. And big one. (laughs) And big me. (laughs) And I can take this headset off.
Oh, thank God for that. Oh, we're the wrong way around now. Oh. Whoa. There we go. Well, we I, love, I love I love Eye in the Sky, though. Well, that's not technically Iron the Sky. Oh, no, that's that's Ashcam. Ashcam. That's Ashcam. That's Ashcam. Yeah. Which we will be utilising in a second. Why? Oh, what? No, Challenge Cam. Six o'clock. Well, no, we're going to make a little switch room. We're going to have some dinner first. Yeah, Lance needs to have dinner. I'm starving. Are you going to be cooking? I need to eat some food. I need to stand up. We could go and stand. You could stand at challenge cam for a bit and just stare at the camera, like a like a zombie that's sort of like, oh. you know, you get to see that in a, in a movie where there's like one zombie in a corridor that just walks up to the security camera and he just goes past it. That might be something I'll show you later. I actually made I don't a, you do that to me, God, no. a stupid earpiece off. <laughs> I um I did a video at uni. Mm. Um, it's like a so when I was yeah, you was a police. And you was going through the... Yeah, yeah. The whole, so when I was at university, I am... Um, having studied civil engineering, I'm quite a creative person, I would, like, I would say. Yes. Um, Flamboyant and creative. Yeah, so and I, I didn't have a lot people. of outlet for that with a civil engineering course, really, because it's not... That's not a creative industry. Mm. Um, it's generally applying the mathematics and making things work, whereas the artistic and kind of aesthetic side of things comes in through architecture. Yeah. So I don't really do a lot of that. So... I got quite involved with the drama society and then through that set up the TV society, mm-hmm. uh, which is predominantly YouTube based. It's not a slapping major. But we do all the news and stuff. So we did lots of news shows and the idea, we always had this kind of ongoing thing that was, if it happens on campus, it's happening on Stag TV. Right. Um, but a lot of the news that we used to do was just about like union politics and stuff like that. So it's not really, it was news, but it wasn't probably like groundbreaking like, Oh my god! Like relevant to where you were in the media, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, but it was very kind of union based. Yeah, there wasn't always a lot going on. It's not like oh nice, yeah, not nice stretch. <laughs> it's not like oh yeah, Dave from Southend has just committed a crime or yeah. anything like that. Um, <laughs> we love Dave. From but no, all the Daves in Southend, we do love him. We're not saying you're criminals. I had this concept of like a zombie video, and I really want. I've planned it for like a year or so in advance, and I've managed to get enough people to come along and do this thing. Um, and it had me coming out of like the the swimming pool on campus. I, I, we can play it later. Put it on. Out, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get it up now. Um, but I came out of the swimming pool on campus, um, and then sort of dived around, sort of shooting zombies and stuff, and got the airsoft guns involved. It was grand. There we go. There we go. That's content. I will uh, dig that up. We do content. So what are we doing? Are we going to wait for you to cook your? Oh, what's what's up next? Is it is it Cockbed Challenge? It's Cockbed Challenge. Oh my god! I, then, I definitely need to eat. Food. I need some energy. <laughs> I can, well, I can um, try it without food. I'd like to point out on that point, we have had a challenge set for you. For me, specifically. Specifically, Harry Not says I've already oh, mentioned it. God. Lance putting a cockbed together in less than two minutes gets us fifty quid from him. Well, let me go and have a piss. Don't that. <laughs> That's fifty there, quid. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's an extra fifty quid. That'd be. Uh, I have to sit down. <laughs> All right, well, I've got well my... yeah, okay. Challenge accepted. Here we go. I've got my two minute. Cock bed in its entirety, or nearly no, all no, of it? No. <laughs> nearly all of it. No, it's got to be no, pretty big. You just got to force that thing together. Unless, unless you break it. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to break. You, nobody's going. They're going to know. How would they know? <laughs> they're going to know. <laughs> Uh, oh. oh well, hurrah's been requested for Mike getting his engineers and 
status. One, two, three. Hurrah! Okay. Was it huzzah? No, it was a hurrah. Is it hurrah? Clearly says hurrah. There's no za. <laughs> we could say hurrah and huzzah. I want to see how much those holosuns are. I didn't realize they were on sale. But the United States are American. Yeah. And when we speak to mate later on, we could get him to send them over. There you go. I feel like publicly that I don't think they're I they wouldn't be. Get them to buy them stateside and send them over. Would they be ITAR protected? Uh, they'd probably get sold in the UK at some point. I know some people over there just potentially buy one right. and send it to us. I'm gonna go and do um, wee wee's and prepare myself. No, I'm pushing my food. Sort of laughing. You got a weird science outfit. I've got the sites where I'm going to wrestle the bloody bed. He keeps. Right. Right, so Harry, I'll let you answer this one, Andy. Harry says, Nickels cakes and Jaffa cakes? What the fuck? You folders are supposed to be on MREs only for 24 hours. It's not supposed to be MREs plus nice treats. Mm, didn't say that. So... Um, so I, with my MREs that I take to an event, I always take extra um, snacks and um, goodies. And the Eccles cakes um, and Jaffa cakes and the uh, shortbread pencils are great because the Eccles cakes are quite tough on the outside, so they can take a bit of a beating. Uh, Jaffa cakes are Jaffa cakes. If you don't take Jaffa cakes, you're not a real seller. Um, and shortbread sure. pencils are shortbread pencils. You can bend them and shove them in the bottom of your bag. So the, this would be stuff that I would generally take to Milton, um and have with me for me to snack on uh, at random points. Um, the Eccles cakes are quite good because they do have a, a good salt and sugar content um, in them, so they, they keep your energy going. Uh, Jeff Cakes are Jeff Cakes. If you don't take Jeff Cakes, you're not a mill seller. Um, and shortbread pencils are like, bro, do you even mill sim? Shortbread pencils are shortbread pencils. You can't go wrong, in my opinion. Especially when the smaller packs, like the smaller ration packs, like the American one, which is only one mil. Um, like you can ship it to, um, like, so you've got a bit of a lunch and a, a breakfast, but having something just to be able to pick up and munch quickly without having to sit down and cook anything it is always good to have in your kit i think do you pack extra i always pack extra always. i mean it's um always the worst from the old yeah pack it this um what on top of like a whole yeah so so, so we've got a ration pack so you get, got your ration pack for harry harry was asking it was meant to be just MREs, not MREs and like extra sweet. Oh, yeah, I, mean, like we said earlier, I, I, I used to take like three and ones and stuff like yeah. that. And extra snacks, but chew, extra chewing gums and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's little bits, little quick bits you can keep in your pocket. Mm, it's easy yeah. to get to. Because as well as, as nice as they are, like peanut butter and biscuits browns, they're not really convenient in your pocket. You need something more condensed, yeah. smaller. Definitely, yeah. that's what I think, yeah. But now it's just meat. Just meat. Mate. I'm back on that, so. Preparing for my coffee. I am slightly concerned about this cable, though. What cable is that? That's that's the stream cable. That's quite Right, so it shouldn't be anywhere near that. 
Uh, I'm just going to bring this up. So if you've got any questions or anything through the show, throughout the show, um, we are um, uh, doing a few Q&A sections, obviously in between segments where um, we're waiting and changing the set schedule a little bit. Um, <laughs> changing the set. Does <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, fancy? Please ask us. It's not like we're here to answer questions. Um, I've had a couple of messages come through on whatsapp asking uh stop about... <laughs> oh, yeah please stop now we've gone on for what 10 hours, um asking is are the hoodies the start of a uh possible merch store um it is something that we're talking about almost all the time right, so the thing with the merch store because people keep asking me this as well we don't want to get into the habit of having to we we already have the podcast we obviously prepare once a week mm -hmm. we also have full-time jobs we don't make enough money from this i don't well okay <laughs> andy will have a full-time job we we don't have the ability to make money from it to the point because firstly, we've set it up so we're not making any money from it. So that's fucked. So yeah. <laughs> but we don't have the ability to make enough money from it that we can effectively justify spending a lot of time dealing with it. Mm -hmm. So, and, and by that, I mean, our time that we have is precious. So we focus that on episode planning, you know, discussing. We would like to do some events and bits and pieces like that. Yeah. Merch is a very tricky thing to deal with. So for starters... The production, quality control, shipping is the major one with merch. So we could do something called drop shipping, which is where the orders come in on a website. Um, that basically goes off to the, the printing manufacturer and everything like that, and then they ship that for you to your address. So you as a customer would just deal with us, but the third party would ship that to you. Um, and then they would deal with all the returns and everything like that. But we then pretty much don't get enough money from that. That works on using Mr. Beast as an example. If he does drop shipping, he's going to be selling so much merch at a lower margin that it's worthwhile to him because ultimately you get the quantity of sale. For us, realistically, we have a live audience of 30, 35 an episode. Um, we get on average between four to 500 views. It depends on the episode, but sort of four to 500 aggregate downloads, podcasts, etc. afterwards. Okay, so everyone will say all of those people buy a hoodie. So for starters, we've then got to deal with all the distribution of those hoodies. We've got to buy one the manufacturer. Sizes of clothes is always a nightmare. So we can't buy a whole load of clothes because we don't have the capital behind us to do that. So we would have to do it as a pre-order kind of setup anyway. Costs of these things as well. You know, if we set up as a cost on the basis of how many we might practically spend or sell, um the cost per unit is quite high so when we first did our patches our first patch run yeah, for example yeah, was... we were paying six pounds five pounds a patch on what we'd ordered and we were selling them for seven so there's you know a pound for postage you're not making a lot of money on that when we bought the next batch of patches we had to simplify it, and that's why we've only got orange and brown um yeah because didn't, like, didn't you do like five or six yeah, we have, but we have five different colours of patches yeah. prior. Yeah, um, so we had to simplify <laughs> that, and that made it cheaper. So the price per unit went 
down a bit so we can make a little bit more money on that. But the money that we made on that has gone back into yeah. our intro to Milsim event. So we're actually, our accounts at the moment, I'll be open and honest about you, we're sitting on about £50 in our account, all in, because we pay four to 500 for doing the stream a year. So that's all the website costs, Podbean, um, StreamYard, all these things all cost money for us to be able to do that. Um, so but that's in an answer, yeah, we probably are going to do merch. So we are, <laughs> we are looking into merch. So we're looking into we merch. Looking into merch. The, idea, the idea at the moment is that it will be on a pre-order basis. So we will come up with a design. We will take pre-orders for a certain amount of time. However we do that, be it through our website, be it through um, like a PayPal payment thing where you pay us and we issue a receipt or something. Um, yeah, I'd move that. And then we'll, we'll do it like that. We just... Sure. We need to kind of, we've got some designs in place. Um, people sort of want hoodies in the winter, T-shirts in the summer. So we need to make sure we line up with that because there's no point in us trying to sell T-shirts in the middle of winter yeah. um, and other products. And it's, it's finding as well the quality control. So again, um, with batch uh, drop shipping, you know, it, there's, there's companies out there that will just make the product and send it out and then we don't see it. And we don't want to have a NAF product. Um, that's attached to our name because ultimately we want to, you know, provide good quality value and all of that. So, yeah, basically, it is something that we are interested in doing. Definitely. Um, obviously, we've got these ones made up. Um, the company that we've used, um, that they seem excellent at the moment. Um, it's just making sure that you're not going to get ripped off as well, and us. At the end of the day, we don't want to have a bad product linked to our name. Like, we, we do want it to be decent. And then, so so the, the most practical thing going forward, I think what we will try to do is we will run an event. We are planning to run an event. Yes. We don't have all the details of that confirmed yet for 2024 because we're still dealing with 2023, this event. Yes. Um, but we will run an event in 2024. We will probably take pre-orders prior to that event so that we can... On the basis that probably if you're coming to the event, you will be interested in the, the, the merch in any way. Um, and that way we can limit postage because postage is a killer. Yeah. Like, I mean, for us to post um, a small envelope, you're talking like a quid, depending on what you're sending. So, and all the, all these little bits of money, we're not money grabbing in any way, but it's just got to be advantageous for us to do because we want the money to have in the podcast. Um, so we don't want to be losing money on merch basically so right we're going to do the cop bed challenge now we've got two minutes let's yeah, um i've got my timer ready. i'm gonna bring in the eye in the sky <clears throat> right this is fully packaged Should I, um, are you doing a timer yeah I've got oh, one. Right. you have two minutes one on the 50 quid <laughs> oh, he's gonna do one he's gonna do one like this. <laughs> oh, there's no inspirational we keep doing that <laughs> What song's that? Oh, who knows? What's the uh, name of it? Did I just change the screen? Sorry, Ash. How, how do I get it so I can get that stopwatch? Oh, have you got a stopwatch? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Hang on. Uh, remove that one. And that one. I have no idea how that depends. Oh, can we? No, because it can't. Is it rocket? Okay. So what I'll do is I'll sing it. 
So you need to actually see it. You can't be pretending. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Stallone documentary. It's quite good. I don't want him coming up. <laughs> right. I don't think he gets money from it, does it? Is it, is it? Yeah, but the, but yeah, but surely like the Rocky music is like Happy Birthday now. Like it's not. Look at this, the power of technology. You can see the timer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Are you ready? No. <laughs> right. Ready? Yeah. Look at him pump himself. Right. I've got these Three minutes to undo the strap. <laughs> Go on, Lance! Woo! <laughs> How did I do these up? Is it this awful, awful looking cereal bar? Oh my oh, god! It's not got a paper. I really hope you don't put a hole in me. Yeah, that's my next thing. I thought you said about. It's alright. It's fine. It goes a bit long. I'm pretty concerned about. Minute to put the end on. I'm trying. Damn, there's loads of room. Yeah. Oh, God. reach. If, why don't you stand on it? <laughs> yeah, but you put he's putting weight on it. Now stand it now other way. Well you may be missed out the trick beforehand. It's the other way, isn't it? You stand on it. If you put it on the floor the other way, stand on it and use your weight oh, to tilt it. Really <laughs> I thought I'd done it. I had a boat and I felt it go a little bit. And I was like, yes. And I'll crush my fingers. You've got to get that gravy. Look at that. There are. If 
like a it's like a drum skin. If you pull that tight, it's like dog. Hang on, bye. Do those grommets come out? Oh, oh, oh. Can I make a suggestion? Put it the other way around without the grommets on. Oh, yeah, you're you meant to have the grommets no, on. Why well, can't it go in the hole on the other side? Because that's, the grey's got to go into the grove. That's what gives it the tension. That's the bed construction. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate we're saying it gives it the tension, but we can't get the thing on. Well, then we can't do it. I told you this bed is nonsense. We have allocated a full hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a full hour. A full hour. I'm going to be here as... Right, can stand I, it up. Can you just... Can we just try it to me? No, no, leave that how it is. Stand it up, put your foot on it, and use it as a lever, and it goes on. We don't have insurance, by the way. Private property. No, we need to replace Ash. <laughs> he dies. Yay! Now you've got to take it out. <laughs> Terrifying, isn't it? Just sit there. Why? Oh well, at least the bed works. You're gonna pack it away in your car like that. The days now, just to stretch it out. Stretch it out, yeah. What do we all think? That's got to be worthy of something. Yeah, four minutes, fifty-two seconds. Three burly blokes. I can't do it because my fucking ribs. Oh yeah, no, So apparently there's apparently yeah apparently there's a there is a lot easier way to do it. You get one end on, which is what I did that. You put the other end in one side. Did that. Stand it up. Put your foot on the other end and just push. How tall have you got to be to do that? I no, you only have to get halfway. Best thing to do with that. I think do you know what the best thing to do, to do that is to throw it in a yeah. fucking bonfire no. and buy another bed. I think the best thing to do if you undid the stitching on this end, like oh yeah. <laughs> Stitched in the bar and then made it so that you, like the actual so un undo that seam mm. that goes on mm. and then that's strapped underneath and then you could put some straps on it because the ones I've seen have actually got a, a set of retention straps underneath it or like, no this is a thing because I googled it They've got straps under there that you tighten after you Googled it. I didn't want to Google it. <laughs> I, I wanted to do it, it on my own merits. And then Ash pulls out some secret method. <laughs> which he could have told me at the beginning of the day. <laughs> yeah, no, then we might have won 50 quid. In, in defense, Ash I'll needs to put 50 quid in now. <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed. Sorry, Harry. I've failed miserably. I'm a failure. Well, there we go. Who's, who's clicking? Mate, I've got to get... Um... He's, trying to, he's trying to do the layout. What have we told you? <laughs> <laughs> when the layout back in. Rod Ash does that. I don't know how he's done the layout, how he's done it. 
What have you done? Why have you removed me? You failed. Yeah, failure area down the bottom. You don't get to be in here anymore. You're a failure. There you go. Hey, there's the bed. Bed's up. James says, yeah, leave the cot bed up. That's going to look really tempting to get 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. yeah that's the, the bed of shame. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on him. <laughs> Whoever lies on it first gets sharpened. Um, while you were doing that, um, I had one of the cereal bars from the... Oh, Paris great. Thanks for your support. Um, <laughs> I can hear you cheering me on. <laughs> I, just like way, I just like the way you went, help. And he laid on it and was like, and I was like, that's not going to work because you've got no tension on the. I needed ballast. (laughs) I provided ballast. Yeah, but I meant ballast in like an anchoring position. You didn't say that, you just said, get on it. (laughs) I need ballast. Anyway, the cereal bar was quite nice. It was um, some sort of like fruit bar with uh, paper either side of it. It was the paper. I'm assuming it's rice paper because I've eaten the paper. So. I'm not going to let that beat me. I'm going to try it again. I've got an hour. I'm going to recharge. Well, do you reckon, you reckon you're still going to try and hit this two minutes? I reckon I can still get under two minutes. I've got an hour to do it, haven't I? Starting from, when did we start doing that challenge? 20 past-ish? 25 yeah. past? Yeah, yeah, you've got an hour. I've got 40, 55, 45 minutes left. You can still do it while they're eating dinner. Yeah, yeah. Richard says, that's hilarious. Three blokes and Lance didn't even put it up by himself. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was tough, didn't I? James says, stand on it and put it over exactly how Andy is saying. Stand Thank you, on. James. Uh, Defiant says, for... Minutes thirty six and three burly blokes laughing. I could probably do it by myself with a broken. With broken James breaks. says, "I saw one of the lads at raid put one of these together, and when someone pointed out a trick to do it, it seemed so simple." Yeah, literally, you put your foot on it, like you get one. Well, like in. the middle legs. No, no. So you put, not. So you put one in. Standing on the end legs there, and like lifting it, like you're pushing it. No, no. So you have that on the floor. So you have this end yeah. on the floor. Yeah, with one end already in. You've got your foot on this bit, and then you just tilt it and move the bed over. Because you've got the whole of that. Oh, so you put both that end on all the way, one bit in there, and then you upend the one bit. It, oh, I see. It, right, And okay. just go and push and turn oh, with you. it a little bit. So Drew you've got more the last two hours, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so Sorry, you're not Drew. pulling yourself, you, you're just pushing. So you're using the uh, the actual length of the bed as a... As if it was as like a trying to undo it. Like, yeah, like a lever bar, yeah. Yeah, like a lever bar, yeah. And then you've oh, got hey, your... It's off camera. It's off camera. Hello, sir. Yeah, you right? I'm still yet to see the um, video footage of you shooting me in the arse whilst I was cutting wood. <laughs> I'm still yet to see that. And I'm, I've been waiting. Yeah, the rest of, of us are waiting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and when you say shoot me in the arse... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've met Airsoft Cam now and he is a lovely, lovely And he guy. wouldn't do that to me, not whilst He's cutting wood guy. anyhow. <laughs> No, it was probably <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was him. It was Emma. Was was yeah. reckon she could do it quicker. Oh, well, we'll oh, find yeah. out. <laughs> now, that is a challenge. Anyway, right, if Louise does it quicker than tomorrow when I get home, if she beats my time or our time, I'll put the Christmas lights up outside. <laughs> if she doesn't, she can do them. There we go. You can just have a cot bed on the roof covering Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or you'll go and it'll be slapped. <laughs> try again using the methods. You have 25 wins there in this segment. You could redeem yourself. I'm going to try it again, mate. Yeah. He's just getting. We just got to <laughs> No, he's got to do it completely by himself. Try my technique. It will work. How quickly can you get it apart? Have I got to pack? I've not I don't know. Everybody's together properly. <laughs> have I got to pack the bed down again and then reassemble? Yeah. yeah. 
All right, let me go and get that sorted out now. Well, you've got two minutes. That was partially built. <laughs> yeah, but it's a ball. I just want to get that one. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm pro charity, like, here. like obviously, <laughs> we can get the money, but I've got like. like uh, I think you find these are strawberry flavour pencils. Oh, have you got the same strawberry pencils? Yeah, man. We've also got the same um, jerky from Tesco. Tesco buddies! Tesco buddies! <laughs> this evening's <laughs> segment is sponsored by Tesco. <laughs> yeah, it's not really. I wish it was. they got loads of money. Oh, same way. Upend it. Put your foot on one end. Um, Sorry, camera. I'm writing the eye pro. Is that a problem? Yeah. Right, so put put your foot on it and and push. Right, that's easy. Ish. Big brain moments. It's gonna take. Oh, you're blurred. <laughs> what, like the adjustment straps? There's <laughs> some up there. I just don't want to get cracked in the face with an aluminium pole. <laughs> Again. People often ask us, they say, describe the member Foxtrot and its content. And no, need, no need. <laughs> I think that, I think uh, Eye in the Sky needs a little bit of focusing. I, I'll tell you what, I'll do a, a live version. <laughs> Take your hoodie off. Oh, it's the merch. It's the merch. <laughs> the merch on. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are hot hoodies, aren't they? Hello, David. Right, ready for you guys off. Um, do you want to just do a timer? I'll just do a timer on my phone. Please I can show the world. Yeah, time along. Join in. And we doing? Oh, Harry's already donated fifty pounds. It was so entertaining. So. Oh, oh so thank you. No, you no, you still got to do it just for our own purposes. MRE. These are MRE. Yep. We literally just spoke about it two seconds ago. I can change a tune to that because I have done many an event, specifically Red Tide Three, which we'll come back to as a little second afterwards. Hang on, let's talk more. I'll do it now. Um, Red Tide 3, uh, I was trying to find, so we were, uh, Andy and I were meant to be like drug dealer lords, weren't we, like crime crime bosses. We were the shit. Yeah, we're drug dealing lords. Aggressive looking sweep, so the only ones that the, the, the pen people were like, <laughs> the, the I'm very aggressive. It was quite scary. Yeah, I thought it was. Especially when he comes around the corner, like, yeah, and he goes like that. Look. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm ready. Okay. You ready? You haven't put your straps on. That's broken. <laughs> it's actually on the leg. There's nothing to do about it. Alright. You ready? Yeah. Steady. Go. 
Well, that's a whip and the, uh, the spread. Spread, yeah, here's the spread. Now we're coming in. That was half the full spread, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Back, back. Oh, no. It's not getting back. back. I like the way you're meant to be action cam and you didn't even tune it, tune oh, in on the action. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is me in a pencil. This is last winning. This is stand on that, isn't it? Stand on either one, mate. Yeah, but I did it that way first, but now that's the way I've got to do it. <laughs> right, okay. So that in. Good cam. Right, right. Okay. You're 53 seconds. And half. Down there. Come on. It was at this moment. <laughs> he fucked off. He's still got a whole minute, so he's doing at least three minutes better than he was before. I can't get that to me. Get your foot underneath it. I need to have to pull it out. Hang on. Bloody sh... And then you've got to pull it back with your yeah, foot, yeah. in there. What are you doing there? It's my place! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> One minute forty! <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can do it all by yourself now. I'd now cut. I'd cut. I'd, I'd undrill that bloody strap off of that because yeah, that's the thing that was doing you. Yeah? <laughs> Here we go. Jobs are good. Oh, why is it always me? <laughs> <laughs> Never any use Because we buy beds that can go uh, together. I've got a bed that goes together. I've got a bed that you can have to put this stupid things in. You just fold it out. Oh, Andy, I'm getting out. a bit sweaty from all this. Uh, I know, I'm knackered. Although I was generally, it got to one, it got, it got to one. Third, I was like, he's going to do it. He's can I ask, are you okay having held the, the stopwatch? Because I appreciate that was a really hard I've got, task. I've got. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit of carpal tunnel. <laughs> Uh, Harry, yes, that was 20 seconds under two minutes. Thank you very much. Now lay on yeah, it yeah. and prove yourself. I've got to lay on it. Who said that? Uh, that was James. James just want to be a perv. That's all that was. No, so if I lay up on it, I'll, I'll lay on it. I won't, I won't be getting up. Oh, Jesus. Bang! This is where it closes up. not <laughs> <laughs> Can we do bed cam? Bed cam? Um, well, you're kind of on bed cam. So the eye is solely on you. You've got a camera Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will be asleep. I'll be... To be fair, though, that is that, that is one of the coolest pillows. Right. Is that a pack? No, that's a tackle doodle. Oh, no, it's a tackle doodle. Yes. It looks like the Sorry, the DD tops. How, how apt is that? Desert Knight. Yeah, man. I'm gonna you pull them out of your event, no, no, the sniper event, and I was like, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awesome, awesome isn't it? Oh. Well, well done, Lance. Thank People you. can no longer take the piss. No, I want it all to stop now. 
It stops now. Apart from genuinely, it was me. I'll just do it. I can't. I'm just well, technically, Ash pointed you in sort of the right direction. He was sort of coming around to the idea, and then you sort of did a little bit of flourish, a little bit of finesse. You added, you added finesse to it. James said you failed the twenty-four live challenge because you had a nap. <laughs> I did nap. I mean, he I mean, was waiting for that. <laughs> I maintained speech throughout. Is that what it was? No. <laughs> I did the speaking. Well, well done. Well done, Lance. I'm very Thank impressed you. with you. It's genuinely difficult, though. If I was outside, I don't think I'd, I'd throw it about a bit more. But considering I've got the main cable there, which like, which is powering the whole stream, and it's Andy's <laughs> kitchen, slash dining area, slash snug. Slash living room. Slash, slash flooring. <laughs> slash slash. It's yeah. right. This evening's episode is sponsored by woodenflooring.com. So <laughs> I. I went cheap, so I bought um, oh, what we're gonna do commercial for the last minutes of this segment then. Start cooking. Yeah, I need to cook my steaks. I think a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Gotta get a bit cranky now. I'm glad I could help. Thank you, mate. <laughs> That's right. At least you cheered. I did cheer. I cheered. You didn't. You ate. <laughs> <laughs> and then you I went ate in celebration. Went, I, I the way you went, I'm going to take my camera off and I'm going to do action mode. And then you just went. Yeah, that's his camera. It's <laughs> just like going. Because of your efforts, Lance. Mm -hmm. Well, you're only forty-five pounds off having thousand pounds in just Oh, well done. Forty-five pounds <laughs> off the brand. Take that. Yes. Have fun. Well done. Come on, forty-five quid. Who's got the minerals? Um, I have the... Well, not the minerals, but I have this YouTube video that I'd like to share. Mike, your sound was terrible at 6.39, apparently. According to <laughs> yeah, Larry so I, could, I turned you off. Well, you I always do. That... <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're eating and staring at me. <laughs> With a camera in his hand going, yeah. hang on. Go <laughs> <Don't answer. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I turned uh, you off of StreamYard. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, because we're sharing the microphone, so that was why. Uh, are we still sharing microphones? So you've not sorted that one out? No. Ah. Because it's picking me up. Hello. Yeah, that's the problem. Ah. That's <laughs> <laughs> the problem. Why do you send the sensitivity down? That is off. Oh, right. <laughs> that is as low as it goes. That's very sensitive. Oh, no, it's picking me up now. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Send us the Yeah, link. but I don't often go, oh. Send us the link. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, talking about the video that I did at university. Um, oh, yes. I'm just going to play this for people. Uh, there's, there is sound on it. You can go look out yourself, but it just says... Uh, is that you? It's me. How many takes did that take? Uh, three. Because it nearly drowns the first time. <laughs> well, that gear you got wet as well. Yeah. A little bit of squash. Well, the makeup's good. You know, I had... Um, Two of the production team. I gave them some liquid latex and some fake blood. And I was like, just have a go. I'd like to point out the thing that took the most time was this seamless transition to get through the door of a rifle. Right. <laughs> Look at that young whippersnapper there. So, yeah, this was um, in conjunction with the university sports hall. So it's this massive multi-million pound development. And I was like, oh, can we film like a zombie thing in your uh, in one of your corridors? 
Oh, he volunteered to do that. <laughs> that was Anna as well. The last one on there that I was shot. Oh, was it? Yeah. Did you know then what you knew now? Oh, yeah, we were going out of time. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I should choose you as my wife. Yeah. <laughs> this is a marriage bullet. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So um, this was basically the format of our general podcast, like the newscast at the time. Oh, now she's going to the news segment. Oh, that's very good, mate. Yeah. Yes, I do remember seeing this. I'm sure I did. And then I just got a random explosion in there as well. Why not? Bring you the news anywhere. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Fair so, play. Thank you. Lovely almost production. as impressive as the cop made, but... Almost, almost. <laughs> mm. uh, right, so Harry said, I'm skint but entertained. Thank you, boys. Skint for a good cause, though, mate. Are you now dressed, though, Harry? Because you were naked and needed <laughs> to be entertained earlier. Yeah. I hope not. Part of me hopes he's not. Hopefully he remained naked throughout and got as sweaty and hot as I did. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Just didn't know where to go with that. <laughs> Matt H, uh, when people are donating, are they making sure they tick gift aid? It's extra money to the charity at the end of the day. So, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I haven't been including that. I don't think we've been including that. Have we, Ash, in terms of the... Um... Numbers, but yes, I have yes, a yes. summary. I think, I think most people have gift aided because so basically it's a big box. we've also raised we've made, on gift on just giving we have raised eight hundred and eighty pounds as a baseline. With gift aid, we've raised a further one hundred and ninety eight pounds and seventy five pence. Make sure ticking that box. So, um, yeah. ticking that box, it's fantastic. Thank you very much. And I think most people doing gift aid. Harry, gift Harry aid. went to the shops naked. Lovely. Harry's house is currently surrounded by police. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to find events, mate. If she'd seen you chicken winging like that, I can't believe she married you. Well, it's the thing, mate. At that time, I hadn't met you, James, so I hadn't had the yeah, benefit yeah. of telling you how, <laughs> was how a young, terrible I am. A young Padawan. Yeah. Then. I think I've probably only been in airsoft. You learned. You got. You you got into it at uni. Yeah, so so probably that <clears> within the first year. Yeah. Because the um, the rifles that are in that video was a. Um, it was a Scar H on his back. No, it wasn't. So that it looked was like a, one. No, that was a. Oh, let's do that as a quiz. Who can who can name the the weapons yeah, that were in the video? Because Mike doesn't know. Them. <laughs> oh, I do. I just got to remember. I'm not with it. Uh, I've lost the video now. I don't know where it's gone. One was an MP5K with mm-hmm. a. No, it wasn't an MP5K. Well, it was it was an MP5K, but it because it was a plastic. It's proper like cheapo yeah, yeah, pound yeah. MP5, but it it wasn't a full K because the stock. That was on it wasn't folding or extendable. It was like a slide-in plastic lump. Oh, okay. Um, the actual the way that the mag worked on that was the optic. So you actually slid a little thing back on the optic and fed the BBs into oh, there. Oh, brilliant! So it was gravity fed into the. Oh yeah. my god! Um, the rifle was a double yeah. eagle M4 that I'd kind of cut down and kind of tweaked. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other one <clears> was. Um... He's clicking stuff again. Oh, sorry. I have to. I have to remember what the other one was. I, I can't remember. I think it was a. What was it that you had when you were sitting in the corridor? I think I had the M4. M4. It looked like M4. Yeah. Um, so what was that on his back? On matey's back then? Who was that running with the gun on his back? Yeah, that and... was a guy called Bobby. Did he have a Famas and something else? It wasn't a Famas. Give, give me two seconds. I'll find the video again and I'll, I'll have a quick 
refresh mm. of what it were. While you're looking for that, I'm just going to pull this up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pull something up for At least well, well done. Way! We've done it. Yeah. Thousand pounds. Woohoo! We've hit the one thousand pound mark. Amazing. Well done, everybody. Just a grand to go in yeah. 13 hours. So, just a reminder, so if you not, have donated already, not um, yet. we're not going to ask people to donate more. 32 people have raised a £1,000. Yeah. That's fair play. That's phenomenal. Harry's actually put his donation, even though Lance can't put a cop mid up in two minutes. <laughs> I did do it, though, so you need to... You need to you need Got to donate again and, 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 and cancel out that, that comment. I did do it. Um, so we've, we've also raised we've also raised two hundred and seventeen pound in gift aid. Brilliant on yeah. that basis. And then there's also the auctions as well. We've got on top we of that. Check the auctions. Yeah, yeah, check them. auctions uh, I'll check them now. But as I say, if you if you have already donated, so you can still help the course. Oh, Christ. Sharing, liking, um, putting putting the name out there in terms of the. I mean, even to be fair, just putting the uh, the just giving link out and about. Would be helpful. But... The hoodies at one hundred and fifty-five pounds. Wow. Nice. And the, the the this the books at twenty six pounds. Fantastic. So that's fair play. That's nearly two hundred quid almost on. Yes. On eBay. Phenomenal, isn't it? So, yeah. And again, a hundred percent of that goes to. So that's now a month's worth of phone lines for the help center, yeah. and nearly uh, a day out for fifteen families. Yeah, I think it it's five five hundred quid for a day out for fifteen people. Yeah. Um, and then what did you say? Three hundred. Well, forget so, yeah. In the so five hundred pounds can pay for a <coughs> activity. And both bereavement families can meet and support each other. Yeah. Thousand pounds, obviously the phone lines. If we get two thousand pounds, that could help pay for thirteen children and young people to attend the family bereavement sessions. Wow, that's phenomenal. So that's the next goal now. Two grand, we can do it. I, I'm not gonna. I, I'm gonna sound pushy. We're only what I can't remember. We're not Thirteen hours left. We're not even halfway through. So obviously, if we can keep going. Uh, hopefully, we can be joined by some of our American peers as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. say, please keep sharing. Please keep don't embarrass us with your nonsense. You've got your geography. I think maybe we. I'll go and get the ball gag from upstairs and we'll. <laughs> I have a follow up question. <laughs> yeah. Question? Oh, question. It was Halloween. Please let me ask it. It was Halloween. <laughs> Halloween, I was drunk. My wife was away. She just been the dog. Tupac, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, right. It's dinner time now, isn't it? It is dinner time. It is dinner time. Can I cook my food on your bed? I'm going to have the Really? Meat, what sort meat of food do you cook? Just keep it at an angle so I don't have to bend. Oh, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant literally like, lay your like, something on my bed. I was like, how does it do that? I've only just got it together. I didn't know it could heat things up. No, it's got a good angle, I think. Like the plate. It's, it's that just smells like cat food. Just, just smell like cat food. Which one have you got? The oh, no, cat food? No, no, I think that smells quite nice. Oh, it smells better now. The first bit felt like I cat. think the initial gas has got to escape and you'll be all right. right do, you, do, you, do you think you need to heat up the oil? I would have thought you'd need to heat up the oil, wouldn't you? It's in the dressing, isn't it? I don't know. Mm. Oh yeah. Is that is it? What, let's 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 look at the list. Is that not your lunch? I thought that was going to be your breakfast. 
Well, that smells quite nice. Because I have something very... out of meals, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them having rotted. That smells very corned beef like. I like that. Mm. Have we still got the jug of water? Uh, oh, do you want to top that up? I wonder what biscuits I'll go with. Oh, they're the super hard ones that they broke my teeth earlier. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think these ones for more stability, for more food stability. I'm gonna go with these. These. So, do you know what? I'm well in past these uh, that's... FRHs. Choice, having this. What's my FRH? Food, food ready to heat. Flameless wrapping heater. Yeah, so oh, food ready to heat. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's flameless. It's of course, it's flameless. That's a stupid name. What was the question? Oh, he said he's really <laughs> impressed with his FR. He said he's really impressed with his FRH, and I was like, "What is yeah, FRH? Yeah. Ration heater. Food's ready to heat. <laughs> Heatless ration heater." <laughs> Reckless rations. Hello. Oh. Is that mouldy as well? You just are. Oh. No. Can you try to look a bit oh happier? Oh, my God. What? That immediately sucked all the moisture and it's got stuck. Yeah, you've got to dip it in the paint. Yeah, <laughs> He's lost his mind. Uh, Matt H, this is the Polish police. Was. 24-hour ration pack, which it turned out that the lasagna and baked beans that it came with had spoiled. Um, so I'm currently finalising the rest of it in terms of the pate and the cereal bars and stuff. Um, yeah, that wasn't obviously with it. Then my strawberry pencils. Yeah. I'm not putting it. Oh, is that your bin area? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got some jam and some honey, but I've also been munching on the. Um, Menu, I can't remember what it was now. Which, which uh, the SMR. beef barbecue beef strip, yeah. what was it called? 17? Maybe? I don't know. Um, the US one, um, which I'd only brought along as a show and tell, not necessarily planning to eat it. But on the basis that the lasagna is currently in the bin out the front, <laughs> and he's genuinely excited for his Chinese. Oh, <laughs> if it's as good as it was at um, you're sophisticated. Have you got any seasoning to go on it? You've got some salt there, look, that's good for you. Salt. salt and pepper, salt and pepper, pepper, definitely on there. Not a bad pate. We established that it is pate. And not pate. It could yeah, be pate. Already... I say pate when I go to posh restaurants. I'll have the pate and toast, please. You get the really angry waitresses. I've got to keep the pits. Well, it's generally like a, a proper reaction, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Matt H says, Grim, my experience of Eastern Europe is that you don't go there for food. <laughs> no, you go there for, for the old catheters. <laughs> and his audio isn't coming from his mic again. That's because I moved it away from my face. <laughs> face. Where's it coming from then? My mic's uh, not audio. Mark oh, Seven. Not... Hello, Marcus. Good luck, boys. We'll join you for a chat in a bit. Yeah, let's keep going. Oh, good no, man. Long time no speak, sir. James Means just tuned back in. Been teaching cadets for the day. Lovely. Fair what did you teach them? Lovely stuff. How to cook. How to put a cock bed up. How to identify more lasagna. Dinner time, boys. Yes. It's lovely. Absolutely. Right, anyway, must this on. isn't bad, to be fair. It doesn't look too bad. It's nice. I might, I might see about buying some tinned pate on Amazon or something like that for the next Milton. You can get it in the shop, man. Yeah. <laughs> buying Tesco's. You haven't got to go out then. Oh, Tesco yeah. deliver. Les just... says, wow, Mike's still awake. <laughs> Marcus says, always lurking. Need to get out for a run with you lads soon. Yeah. Marcus, if anyone wonders, is on our Punisher team and he is the spitting image of the one of the heroic dudes in 13 hours. Mm. Literally 
Like a doppelganger. Lovely man, lovely man. We need to do a Milsim with the Punisher guys at some point because we haven't done yeah, I know. anything with them in a while, but there's not been a lot about. We've been to a Milsim anywhere. Really? I've been to an event over six months. But it's an actual fight to take part. That is proper, that is proper going. Don't melt his pot, babe. I'm stretching it out. He's assisting me. I don't know if you'll be able to see that. Andy, can I get my bird going? Andy, can I get some salt and pepper? I've got some salt if you want it. No, I want more. Proper salt. Holy uh, salt. Like, like Himalayan rock salt. Pepper is. Top covered? No. Stand back at the hob. Yep. Uh, left hand, top drawer. Uh, for those just oh. joining, I'm eating pate from a tin. Uh, this. We've got perfect rock salt uh, on the. Uh, right, second draw down. Oh, keep the uh, only because it's in a bigger tub. Actually, I'll tell you what. While while we're just having a little bit of a munch, should we yeah. play another one of our um, charity videos again? Let's. Yeah, we got enough video for that. Um, well, we can we can replay them as we go. Yeah. Um, so this is just a little thing to show uh, the charity that we're supporting. So I'll play uh, it's only a five. Five ten minute one. I'll play. Well, I'll play the third one that we've got, which is six minutes long. No, two minutes long. Two minutes long. I'll play that one, and then we can because the basically the three that we've got. The first one is um, I think it's like a family of three. Either three daughters or like there's three very similar um, age children. Uh, the third one is a little bit longer, but I don't think they're from the same family. This one I'm about to play is basically from the parental perspective. Um, and it's pretty hard going, so I warn you. Basically. There you go. It's not about living in the past, it's about moving forward, but trying to move forward in a way that takes the person you've lost with you. It's three years in September since my wife died. My daughter at the time was nine. She cried herself to sleep for, I was about 12 months. A couple of years ago, we did the jigsaw course with the kids. What I liked about jigsaw, it's putting the pieces back together. When my husband, um, Stephen, died six and a half years ago, school referred us to jigsaw. They've helped me because I know I'm getting help for the children. And just the reassurance that it was okay to laugh, it was okay to cry, but it puts you back on track, gives you the confidence, makes you feel normal. Um, Hands-on activities make you understand how grief feels. Even now, I refer back to things that we learnt at Jigsaw. On days like this, the reunion day, you feel totally normal. Everybody here has lost somebody very close to them. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's one of the reasons that we're doing the charity for. What do you want? Your coffee water. Coffee water. Um, I just want to. Uh, I've just been informed that Sally from Jigsaw has been watching 
quite a lot of the streams. So Sally, I apologise if you're new to the swearing. Yeah, this is this is um, pretty standard. <laughs> yeah, but I would like to say that hopefully we're doing you a good job, or you're you're proud of us in terms of um, trying to raise some money. So, so hopefully that that gives us some. Kind of <laughs> that makes up for the. Uh... <laughs> We're raising money. It's okay. Um, uh, while, while the video was playing, yeah, coming up. James Means says, "Gutted, I missed Lance and his cot bed." Uh, maybe we can do it later. We can do it. We'll maybe make him do it again at the end of the show. Yeah, nine o'clock. No, I reckon Mike should do it. Well, I've got to do it. Eat cracker, shush. We've eaten cracker and shush. <laughs> um, Stephen Whitehead, what ration is Mike eating now? So this is the pate. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> Mine's still the same one. Yeah, this is the uh, pate and soft crackers, or I don't know, the biscuits, whether. So is that the, the soft, um, soft biscuits or the hard these biscuits? These are quite nice. I, I'm genuinely actually enjoying this bit of it. Um, and just to, to, to point out, I don't mind MREs and stuff like that. It's not a problem. It's just, I'm genuinely gutted. I couldn't have the lasagna. I was really looking forward to that. Oh, no, um, so, yeah, this is not uh, This is the Polish um, police 24-hour ration pack. I probably like the police ration pack, but the army said, fuck that, it's mouldy. Good So, why would the police need, like, what would be the reasoning beside because I, I like I'm being quite ignorant here, but I would presume that I would police imagine have, police have Dunkin' Donuts and I would imagine it's screened. for things like there's there's a lot of Dunkin' Donuts in Poland. I would imagine it's for things like say you say you've got I mean I'll use I'll use London as an example. Say you've got like riots in London. Mm. Oh yeah. And the police are obviously called out to deal with those. They're obviously not just gonna go off and I mean I don't know, I'm guessing. I mean if there's anyone in the chat that can Yeah, yeah, definitely. Point, but I would imagine that they're not all like, yeah, go on, you can go and have a Papa John's now. I don't know, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Maybe, they're maybe Papa they've got John's. a catering van that rocks up to give them some food. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine it's something like that. Um, I suppose for, yeah, I suppose if you're a, a long. Stephen Whitehead said missing person searches in the woods. Yeah. I don't know if it's different to the Polish army ration, Stephen. I've only got the Polish police one. You got by the Polish. I don't know. Polish I'm going to buy any more Polish ones. To be <laughs> honest, with you. on the basis that I like the plastic packaging of the um, the US and the British ones, and the Chinese one. To be fair, that was plastic. The packaging. Chinese ones have all been plastic. And I've got to admit, the Chinese one, I'm really impressed with these fashion heaters. Like having the little. Um, that's a lot less violent than the one that's currently still sitting out there. Not burning. <laughs> it's a bit bombers out there. Um, and I like the little plate. I wish they put. If there's anyone from China listening, and that you know that you know the company. China, are you there? China, listen up. You need to put. You need to put two of these in. You need to put two of these in and a couple of breakfast bars. I think. Euro. Australia, are. Well. Yeah, but they're guests. They can't win. Switzerland is. What's the point in taking part? It's like you can't win. It's the taking part that counts. And Australia can win, can't they? No, they can't What's win. What's the point of being in Eurovision then? Yeah, thank you. I'm pretty sure they can win. Taking it. part. 
it's not. Well, there's some weird rule to it. Hi guys. Yeah, we're we're. I can't do an Australian accent. What was that? Hi guys. Sounded like. Phil's not here. He can't have a go. He's gonna listen back and be like, "You." I'd like to point out, I'm sitting on the sofa eating pate out of a tin, and Lance is over there cooking a steak. Yeah, because Milsim. No, I hate the game. <laughs> I want my Chinese. Do you know what? I'm generally, I'm going to buy some more of these. We should um, see if we can get a bulk order over. Um, Banzai Panzer. Banzai Panzer. Banzai, yeah. Well done, guys. Great effort. Got you on while sorting kit out for a cold day gaming tomorrow. Banzai Panzer, where are you playing? Let's know. Oh, yes. Is that. I also apologize that this is the beat you're tuning into because we've had a lot of other good content. Is that Banzai from Rift? If so, he's the F driver. Oh, okay. I bet him. Yeah. No, no, that's someone else. No, he's the one that drives Ethel. Oh, okay. Ash. Do you want to turn the eye in the sky around and we can watch? I was thinking that. We can watch Lance cook then. Well, so I've got my salted butter. But, Andy, you want butter? Yeah, it should be some. I think it's. I can't believe it's not butter. It's the same thing. Uh, Harry says Mike the online form couldn't submit to a temporary issue oh, please try again later uh, not sure Harry I will try looking for you what was that apparently there's a temporary issue with the online form for submitting the um, donation let me let me finish my pate biscuits and I'll still cooking oh, can you just try entering something just put it as a test so it doesn't get picked up as a false entry. Stephen says Chinese military intelligence intercepting Mike and Andy eating and critiquing their rations. Yeah, right. You joke about that. But we did have one subscribe. We did have one regular downloader in Russia. And then Russia started losing and we've lost the, one, we've lost the regular no, no. downloader. We had one, one in Ukraine and seven in Russia. <laughs> And you can see the way that's going. <laughs> ah, Jigsaw Southeast. Amazing effort, guys. Thank you for smashing a 1,000 in your first 12 hours. I'm learning lots, and the swear words aren't worrying me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still early, yeah? We haven't gone past midnight yet. <laughs> Thank you for sharing our videos, too. Your support means a lot. I'll check back in a little later, too. Sally and the Jigsaw team. Lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jay. Sally, even. Lovely, big brother. Everywhere. <laughs> oh my god, we could do that. It seems to. Uh, so. Oh, weeks on end. <laughs> no, for just a, a long weekend. Okay. Well, this is pretty long. If you're yeah, trying to just spin off the podcast stuff, and it's just us stuck in a room for the full weekend. There seems to be a delay with Apple Pay. If you're oh, trying okay. to do it that way, you seem to have. To, it won't do it the first time. Uh. No, I think it's the online form on our website that he was asking about. The online form or not? 
So we have the online forms, so novemberfoxtrot.co.uk forward slash charity raffle. Oh, I haven't got um, that one. To register your donation so that we can enter you into the raffle. Oh, my um, food's burning. Can I ask Fader? I've just got juice on No, no, no. Can you double check with Chris about the Vortex merch? Yeah. Just so that if we do do the raffle, that we don't promise a whole load of people a whole load of stuff that then Chris has to fulfill. If he doesn't actually have the things to um, fulfill. Um, Les says, "What's the difference between what's the difference with a normal player and someone who classes themselves elitist?" Um, I would well, say I would say Mike is a normal player and I'm an elitist. <laughs> like not being well, no, I don't know. Well, why not an elitist? <laughs> No, I'd say an elitist would stand in people. Yeah. I, I would say an elitist would say that you need you to have... the attitude so it's just it boils down to how you interact with people at the event you know if you come across as just a absolute knobby i'm really conscious of my swearing now so i'm going to tone it down for <laughs> it. Oh, no, you said right yeah but i don't think knobby is that bad is it six hats and six pairs of glasses fasting. oh fasting i'll tell you what we'll put the hat and the fasting together so, yeah, okay, so um, just an update to the raffle. We're going to have uh, six raffle prizes. Thank you very much. Hat and a pair of, so a Vortex hat and a pair of Edge Tactical Fast Links, um, which will be included in the prizes. So we've got that. There's six of those. So thank you ever so much to Chris from Country yeah, Sport Gold Sale, uh, who's obviously the Vortex and Edge Tactical retail, um, distributor, distributor sorry, for the UK. Uh, for the UK. Um, we've also got the... Golf day, yes, and day at the races, and a day at the races as well. There's two separate prizes there, uh, and an MP5. We've got a golf day, yeah, around the four, uh, uh, four more weeks before. Oh, I fucking not. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, who asked Chris, he said, You're welcome for pulling the bear. <laughs> can't get me, I can't get this stuff out. The client said, if you class yourself as elitist, then you're a twat waffle. Twat waffle is the worst. Banzai Panzer, not him from Rift, I'm afraid. Playing with my son at Bravo Romeo in Dorset, if it's not too cold. How far? I'm going to ask a stupid geography question. How far away is that from Cornwall? That's not. Cornwall's probably another three hours on from Dorset. Dorset's sort of like Weymouth. That's all the area. Right, okay. Portland Bill, I'm terrible oh, with like distances yeah. between places. Well, Panzai Panzer, if you're in Cornwall for whatever reason, go and check out um, Repper Shop. They've got a whole load of stuff down there. Say that we sent you. That steak smells amazing. Mm. It tastes very nice. I'm not used to that pan though, so I'm slightly overcooked. It. 
Right, I should have put my cast on a skill. James Elcock says your elitist, elitist is when you put triangles on your sling, no? Triangles on your sling. I think that's a reference to a certain brand. And I get where he's coming from. But I think the gear that they do is good in some way. He does. <laughs> Andy, those guys. What gear is that? Oh, yeah. Who's that? A Ferrocopter? No, I'll put it in the chat because I don't want to... We, oh, we, we don't want to say it here, James Elcock, so if you want to tell us, then I can read out your comment. But... <laughs> oh, I'm so genuinely excited about dinner. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think people know. Defiant says Cornwall is like a shittier and further away Devon. It's not very nice. They got clotted cream in Cornwall. I think they probably have it around the rest of the country as well. But or it's a men's pants. Or it's a men's pants. <laughs> Your child. No, I'm good for sure. Yeah, man. Pasties, yeah. Pasties in Cornwall. Do you know why there's the big cross on the Cornwall pasties? Uh, you told me this before. It's to hold on to. There's a little handle in it. So a cold one, you should hold it with a hand and eat with it. Yeah. And they used to also have a dessert in the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, do listen to me. I do listen to you. The problem is, you tell me these sort of facts and it knocks out something else. I can't, I'm meant to remember. No, that's a good thing. Huh? That's a good thing, like knock out the things that are in your head. No, it's the things I'm meant to remember. Like I don't know where I live anymore. Kelly's <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. Uh, the chat has now just evolved into naming good things from Cornwall. Uh, Fisherman's friends. The Cornish flag. Obviously. Cornish ice cream. It would be from Cornwall. <laughs> okay, it's a good flag. Yeah. Um, Doom, no, Stone hinges. Dunbar. Dunbar's yeah, from Cornwall, Perry. Oh, Dunbar's a lovely drop. What about Stonehenge? That's not there. Is that Cornwall Stonehenge? Um, it's just outside, isn't it? <laughs> Our geography is shocking. Defiant events, James has just said. My parents live ten minutes into Cornwall, and they are very county proud. I didn't read county right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. he could still be proud. Absolutely. Um. Sea shanties from James. Hmm, I've got me. The band, the people's friends. Surfing. Who said Stonehenge? <laughs> My wife said it's Stonehenge in Devon or Cornwall. Oh, right, okay, because everyone's now just saying they're Stonehenge is in Wiltshire, but I didn't hear anything about Stonehenge. So oh, there's, okay. there's my noodles. They actually do something. Let's have a look. Mandy. Mandy. Noodles. Uh, beef. Which, actually, I'm going to be a little bit cheeky and throw a little bit more beef on. Well, what, you've got additional meat? I've got additional meat. I don't think I've won the MRE game. I'm not going to put that on there. No, I think you've lost this one. <laughs> yeah, but by no fault of your own. It's not your fault you have not these things. Because when I told you about the lasagna, you both went, ooh, lasagna. So hot. And the patty's pretty good, but 
I'm on my like eighth pate biscuit now, and it's getting a bit savey. Like, I don't know if you meant to share this. There's quite a lot of pate in this tin. You got? So you want to try a bit of this? No, it's okay. I don't want to ruin the taste of my pate. Yes, of course, I want to try something. Else. Oh, thank you. I don't have a fork. You can lick this one. That's right, I have a tiny mm-hmm. spoon. Mm. A spoon was not the right utensil for this. Hang on. Can you really read that to the camera for me? <laughs> Did Drew say he's back? Yeah. Is that all you had? I've only got a tiny spoon. Oh. That's really nice. Take the fork. Um, no, it's all right. <laughs> I've still got my cereal bar to look forward to. Well, that's good. And my other packet of biscuits. I don't think the Polish the Polish police clearly have... Re- they must have massive saliva glands. <laughs> <laughs> They're just constantly mouth-watering. <laughs> No, it's okay, thank you. Sure? Yeah. I'm gonna commit, yeah. No, it's okay. It's all right. Have some more. Go on. Have a proper bite. No, it's okay. It's all right. Stop eating it. Stop Feed him. What's the cameraman eating? MRE? I I I am You're not even the producer anymore, you're the cameraman. I have a cameraman, and uh, it, it's, it's a box of heroes. Uh, that camera's not on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, currently, Prodash is about halfway through a box of heroes. Um, so he may crash heavier than the rest of us. Quote from Mike, says James. The Polish police are dribblers. <laughs> I didn't say it exactly like that, but so that's all our Polish listeners. You disagree with the sentiment at the moment? Man, I love that one. It's the best. If there are any Polish police that watch this video, Sorry. I'd be interested to hear whether you like these, um, like and if there's any other options. What did he say? Do you like these? Do you like these? Oh. My friend. My friend. I very low self-esteem. I need the <laughs> with the feedback of love from the Polish police force. Where did you get inspiration from? The Polish police. The no form is now working. Thank you, Harry. I love this. I'd like I'd, I'd have this at home. Well, I am having it at home, but I'd like. Gen- <laughs> You're eating like, it. We're in your house. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like generally, I just like. If I needed a meal, I'd just eat that. <laughs> Reckon you could convince your uh, your missus to eat it. Don't tell her. Just make it. So you're not making <clears> an oriental dish tonight, right? You'll be, you'll be pleased to know that I'm on the last pate and cracker. How many tins of pate do you have? I wanted a pate, but it's lost in forever. You must have an impressive tin of pate. 
Oh, man. Is it resealable? No. It's not like damage plate. Is it your damage plate? You've never had that. You were too young for that. It's not the nicest pate I've ever had, but it's not It's not terrible. Remember my language, fish paste sandwiches. Fish Ooh, paste sandwiches. Yeah, in the square. Oh, they're about fish paste. Princes, fish paste sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Are you awful? I like, I like crab. I like sandwich bread. It's a bit like, it was like coleslaw going sandwich. What sandwich spread? It's sandwich spread, yeah. What's it's, that? It's, got, it's like a, a mayonnaise coleslaw thing that goes in sandwich. It sounds very generic. It's, it's quite old school. So what are you eating? Sandwich. <laughs> what's in your sandwich sandwich spread yeah that's what it's called it's called sandwich spread it's a very generic term isn't it what is it was the 80s I don't know what the fuck it was called Finder's Crispy Pancakes it is what it is <laughs> have you not found your train is it yeah I had them on but yours are nicer <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so with what you have eaten Mike what would you um, rate your ration pack? Okay, so I'm rating it on the basis of I could have eaten the other things as well. Yeah. Realistically, probably a seven. Like, I, I would happily have this again. The biscuits would probably be all right if I was dipping them in the beans. Yeah. Like a beans on toast. I'm assuming the lasagna would be nice. The um, flameless ration heater is a little bit explosive and potentially dangerous. <laughs> um, I haven't had a chance to try the instant tea yet. I will have one of those later. Um, I've got to boil some water for that. I'm not using the uh, the water that it came with because it specifically says not for drinking. <laughs> it's got lumps in it, for starters, and the packaging, for those that have joined us uh, recently, because I get that maybe everybody hasn't seen this yet, Back. says specifically on there it contains tap water and 0.1% bleach not for drinking so or in Polish Sazetska Zewoda Woda Nies Datna Dot Pisia I'm struggling now butchering their language I can't even pronounce these things because these have got letters that don't Appear in my language, my <laughs> alphabet, my language. Well, there's an E with like a little tail on it. I don't know how you pronounce that. E. <clears throat> but yeah, it's got bits in it. I'm not too. So, sure. what would you say for value for money then? Horrifically expensive. Yours, like, yours is quite expensive. terrible value for money. This is for this was forty five pounds. So I would argue this is probably a little bit specialist um, as a meal. On that basis, maybe they didn't make a lot of them. Maybe they're not readily available. I mean, it was dated, what, 2022? Yeah, so it's quite a recent one. Manufacturer, so it's not that old. Um, but maybe there aren't a lot of them about. So the price goes up, I understand. Um, I wouldn't buy this again. I'd eat, I'd eat the food again, but I wouldn't buy it again. Um, hands down, I still like the US MREs or the British MREs. Um, the Chinese one's not too bad. But I would be terrified of getting the fermented quail eggs, or whatever they were called. Ancient eggs. So this eggs. one's just the grunt one, from what I understand. <clears throat> That's the, the, spe the special. The, the special forces guys get the quail's egg. 
Um, now, I saw a picture of the quail's eggs and they look like Hulk balls. Like they're a weird, greeny, sort of brown colour. Landlove made a good point that we didn't think of earlier. Is that that's actually made for washing your hands. Got a point. Maybe. Why don't you use your phone with Google Black? You're probably right. Because it says the vet's curse of Vodza, which I think Vodza is um, a terrible mispronunciation of the Polish word for water. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to have some of the Polish chewing going in a second. I get some toilet paper. <clears throat> well, the toilet paper comes in its own little baggie. Comes in its own little baggie, yes, quite good. Uh, I do have beef fresh towelettes for washing my hands. Mm. So I'd argue that that's probably not the most. I mean, maybe, maybe it is for that. I don't know, but I would argue that the towelettes, on that basis, um... oh, I had pepper. That would have been nice on that. <laughs> oh man. So you, if you want, if you like, would you recommend it for other people to try, or would you um, say it's not worth the the risk? I don't feel I can make that assessment in having not properly tried it. Mm. The beans and lasagna smelt really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, that could just be because they were going off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you obviously have very much enjoyed yours. You're already talking about buying more. I will buy more. Um, uh, I'm not even asking the question of whether you'd refer it or not. Yeah. So, value for money. Yeah. Right? yeah. Value for money, I think it's quite expensive. How much was that? Uh, so, 16 quid. It's only a pound more than a British Russian pack. But you and only get US two one, meals. Though. So, basically, all you got in that was... Um, a lunch, Everywhere. and dinner, okay, dust off. with two sides. So your side would be your fish cake and the uh, fermented chili mango uh, mushroom. Okay. So you only really get a lunch and a dinner, and a little snack. And, uh, food. What a fish cake you could! I suppose you could have that individually cold. You could have that. Um, yeah, I check that. You could have that as a breakfast, maybe. Yeah. Um, it definitely needs to be warm though. Well, I fish would cake. Say, I would say, yeah, just through the rubber tent, rubber. <laughs> yeah, like you could slap. I reckon if that was cold, you could slap someone across the face with that as an insult. I reckon so, and then and and still eat it after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was yours, Lance. Oh, mine was really nice. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I slightly overcooked the steak though. But well, I would, I, I would say, I'd say value for money. It's quite expensive, but for comfort food like that would have been absolutely banging sat out there. Yeah, the that would have put us a little winter warmer. Yeah, sort of a bit of spice to it. Uh, there wasn't a lot, so I'd probably... a little bit of little spice. Flakes, yeah, I'd maybe. probably take one of the uh, British bulldog, bulldog, oh the hot doggy hot dog sauce, hot doggy yeah, dog yeah, sauce. yeah, or even like a little Tabasco or something, yeah, yeah. something just to have with it. But I think overall. You look impressed. I was really impressed with that. And that having a fish 
I was more dubious in. about your one than I was his until his one was just awful and prey <laughs> of death. But having a having a fish curried rice mm. in a ration pack, I was rather impressed with that. Hazel Whitmarsh says, guys, every time I've tuned in, you're chatting about food. Ration packs, Eccles cakes, keep going off to bed at Red Collar, prep for prep day, night night. Thank you very much, my lad. Thanks, Hazel. Yeah, well, it's me. Yeah. You know I'm talking about food. We've just finished <laughs> our... You've joined us just as we finished our, uh, our din-dins. Our din-dins. <laughs> I think have, they've probably all had pizza. Yeah, I've had my steak and, and three bacon rashes. Very, very nice. You alright? Yeah. <laughs> it's alright. Oh, should we turn the camera around should again? Turn the camera. Do you want to share? Do you want to show what you're cooking for dinner? Chicken katsu curry. Your mum is better. <laughs> <laughs> the most oriental dish you had, didn't you? I did. Stuart Knight, welcome along, sir. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, sure. You alright? Hope you're keeping well. I've missed out all these. Uh, Comments. There's a lot of comments. Scroll up. Most of them about Cornwall. Image spread is whatever's left on the pack. Oh, fair play. What kebab? Was it shish, donna? What's your kebab choice? Mixed kebab? Yeah. I like a I like a lamb chicken shish mixed. So you, can you have? I could have that. I could just have the. I can just have the meat. And yeah, no no bread or salad or sauce or anything. Yeah. Just purely just the meat. Yeah, lamb would be the best one. Just the fattiest mm. cut. Um, unless they unless, unless they do like lamb chops or something like that. And I can have lamb chops. They're delicious. But there's not enough of them. Never enough. Thank you very much, Hazel. Hopefully, be back there soon. They should be working, not watching us. Or are you letting them have an evening off now? Yeah. <laughs> That'll wind them all up. Miss you guys too. I'm still here. Oh, was that from Rift? Where, we did the, oh. where we did the Rift, Shift and Rifts. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Hello. Yes, now I, now I can face name. Yeah, face name <laughs> now. I'm registered four. now. <laughs> still enjoying my steak in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and plus it's been, what, 10 hours now? Ten and a half hours. Got my second wind. Got a fresh brew on the go. A few days. I thought my throat would be hurting more by now. Just to keep it well lubricated. <laughs> Regular drinks. Oh, a bit of that, yeah. Good morning, folders. How are we this morning? Morning, Phil. Did you how have a nice weird, sleep? Yeah, how weird is that? Like, we said goodbye, and Welcome now we're saying back, good morning. <laughs> Mister, you missed Mike's atrocious attempt at being Australian. Uh, unfortunately, Phil, so I don't think he's going to repeat it. He's beyond there doing that. I don't know what he's doing. <clears throat> I know what he's doing. It's because the missus is cooking her dinner. Because dinner was shit, he's going to try and muscle in and get some of that. That's <laughs> your curry. We've got a spare one if you he's, want. He's, hot, he's hovering with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a spare one? Oh, he, he, thought, he stopped and thought about it. I can't remember where I put my US in the morning. Oh, I chucked it on the other side of the yeah. yeah, it's got your. I was about to get the jet ball going and making a little brew here, but I don't know if that's the best idea around, really. 
You've got some crisps in that here, mate. What name? Beef jerky, pie juice. Um, your MRE packs are standing. What have you got there? Just water. Water and Rennies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh is that dessert? Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> have you got a bit of heartburn, mate? Not yet. I'm anticipating it. I'm just eating all those friggin' biscuits. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where are we at? What are we talking about? Uh, so we still got your pate induced coma. Yeah, we got still got right. half hour until. Uh... Mine says for Mike, according to the MRE Empire. Who's up next? Uh, James. The Polish Bill. rat packs come with two water sachets for the flavour heating. Yeah, I think that's because I mean, they the were going to thing... be on. I put them on at eleven o'clock. Oh, okay. the only thing I would have said with the water sachets is just make them drinking water. Like you can get sachets of emergency drinking water. Yeah, purpose do that. Yeah, so why not just make those? Is that 100 grams of water, 100 litres? This is 45 millilitres. Oh, okay. They do 100 millilitres. But why not just put one of those in? So That's what I'm saying. It recommend, yeah, they recommend 100 ml. What's the point of putting that in? Well, because it says maximum 100 ml, to be fair. Yeah, but it, they're giving you something to cook with. Oh, yeah. why is that sticky? Oh, what fresh hell is this? Oh, I think that's the lasagna that's leaked on the back. Why did I pick that up? Have you put sticky stuff on my no, wife's sofa? No, no, it's no. on the inside of that. Just oh. put it in there. Right. Stop it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry, Take you over in a minute. Use that moist towelette. We'll put you in the quiet corner in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> At least you've got in the whole use of your... What else have you got left to eat? What's this here? Eat this. That's my cereal, bar. That's my lunch that's and it. dinner. Is that your breakfast? breakfast? And dinner. What's, what's See, what? I've got uh, this is my breakfast. <laughs> a whole packet You've of coffee. Coffee? Coffee flavoured sweets. Two coffics. Coffic sweets. Although I, I do have to admit, my, my laptop's got a little bit warm. Only a little bit. And I put the chocolate on there. That's a good shot. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, is the bleach not in it for a chemical Yeah, the reaction? Polish army ones have six drinkable water. No, it makes sense. If you're going to include water in an MRE, just make it drinkable water. It's practical. I guess that's why it's in the Bible. Yeah, we. Richard, Seems what, a bit what was the best food he's ever had at a Milson? Best food I've ever had, fact. Will says something about food. What was that? I don't know. I must have commented. So, Richard, that's not hot. Oh, okay. Heaters and garlic bread. Oh, <laughs> garlic. I love heaters. <laughs> garlic bread. Uh, message from Hazel. Did you read that one out? Yes, yes. Riff, yeah, I haven't. Riff, staff, say hello. Doing a great job. Oh, we done that. Okay, cool. And then, and then we realised, and then Lance realised who she was. Yeah. I registered. We did a whole yeah. skit about it. Evening, gents. How is everyone, Marky Mark? Yes. The, um, shift to riffs. Huh? I met Hazel at Shift Your Yes, you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twice. It's twice we've spoken about it now as well. Yeah. When <laughs> is it twice I've spoken about it? Well, no, I've said exactly what you just said. Oh, okay. Great minds. Yeah, we not. Slow minds. Yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> got, got some meat sweats going on here. <laughs> oh, I'm still hungry. What am I going to have now? <clears throat> got an ankles cake. Have another Eccles cake that you don't like, but you're because uh, it's got cake in the name. I'm going to read some Jagadawi. <laughs> Jagadawi! I don't even know what that is. Oh, Jesus. You have to eat that now. That's a blackcurrant jam or something? I feel like. Oh, you... To be fair, I smell it's the hand sanitizer on the bit. <laughs> I feel like you, re- re- the like lid. you should have a bib. For that. Li- no, lick the lid. 
Don't stick your tongue yeah, in the right. in the tray. Um, oh. We'll have the jam on. You got a whole packet of crackers there. Yeah. No, I'm saving that for my um, honey. Just eat the jam, man. Yeah, it was dessert, isn't it? I'm not making a mess, by the way. I'm being very careful of your soap. <laughs> Horrendous. <laughs> here, I'm covered in the food. <laughs> Lovely new hoodie. Ruined. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. So what have you missed? I was asking what has he missed for the last six hours? A lot. Oh, wait, it's a, all, a it's lot all of emotional. Off, literally <laughs> oh, exploded. If we, had big, if we had a bigger team, we could have had someone like editing like little clips. And here's what you've missed so far. <laughs> bigger team. Ah! <laughs> I'll put the bed. <laughs> yeah, good one, Ash. <laughs> yeah, come on. Quick <laughs> maths and edit in. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you do for I need mate. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I so you missed. Um. Uh, Lance putting the bed together, which was successful in the end. Might help. Success. Um, we've had Chris with Vortex on. Mike uh, made a bomb. Making a bomb. Hydrogen as well, or whatever uh, it was. Who's that? <laughs> us eating. There's been a lot of us eating. I genuinely can't tell the fruit. It just tastes like jam. Well, that is what it's, it's, it's dark. It's blackcurrant jam. Strawberry. It's got a little. It's blackcurrant. Because of the colour. Of course it is. Mixed fruit. Or blackberry jam. Or, or forest fruits. Yeah, yeah could forest be fruit jam. It's blackberry or blackcurrant. Don't use. Well, tell me another fruit. Plum jam? Could be plum. Has it got little seeds in it? Blackcurrant. I fucking give up. <laughs> I seriously give up. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. I've had blackcurrant jam before. But but you haven't had Polish, you have had Polish jam. processed in a I'm assuming there's not a long great deal difference between Polish blackcurrants and English blackcurrants. Well, there's a there huge difference be a between Polish lasagna and English lasagna. Is there? Well, clearly. Well, it's gone off. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it had to be shipped from England. Yeah. <laughs> it was not from Italy where it originated. So, uh, Dan wants to know. I just stabbed myself. Can Lance take the better part, though? Yeah, yes, I yeah, did do no, that. No, he did do I it. He managed to take it apart. It was easier to take apart than put together until you learned, so, yeah. the, I learned the way. Yeah, and obviously being in the area that it was in, I, I was more yeah, you're gentle. A bit more, yeah. If you were in barracks or something. It is the bed you've been struggling with. It is. Oh, it was. I can confirm. <laughs> it doesn't have any adjustment straps underneath it, Phil. At least Tosses thought, told me that it had. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> it yeah, I'm blaming the injured guy. That's that's real big. Oh, I'm blaming the person who told me. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, blame Ryan because he's injured. He can't fight yeah. back. That's nice. We'll blame the ballerina. Yeah. Ryan <laughs> can He should be known as Expressive Ryan from now on. Expressive In, Ryan. Injured expressive dance. <laughs> I'm going to describe to you how I'm feeling by the medium of dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, did we talk about Banzai Panzers coming? Uh, so... Told my daughter about the 24-hour rat packs we used to get, so she has challenged me to make one for her. Yes. Um, That's very we cool. made... Some based on a budget, ten quid. Ten pounds. It was an expensive one, wasn't it? Because it's uh, the same yeah. So if you're interested, uh, let me finish my pot of jam and I'll dig out the episode number. It was. Um, it was food. Also, it was food. Also, when you make it, drop us a little photo of it. We'll we'll Absolutely. throw it up on the the next episode. You're not enjoying that. I don't think I should have just eaten a pot of jam. I think that was probably the mistake. I I'm worried made. for you. Get, get I really do. Taste the biscuits. Taste the goodness no, of the biscuits. The biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Taste the biscuit. Oh, that was strong. Um, I've got those two left for my honey because I didn't want to. Yeah, but you've got that. Honey. 
Well, that's not going to have honey, is it? What's no, that? but you can dip the jam on it. Oh, I could have done, couldn't I? Oh, my <laughs> that would have been a decent idea, to be fair. So what are you going to have for breakfast? Rennies, um, by the looks of it. Rennies? <laughs> Rennies and Gamascon. Did you get Rennies in your pack? No, I brought those from home. Oh, right. That's I'm going to be eating all this I was like, like, that's a bad sign, isn't it? If yeah. a ration pack puts Rennies in... Four to eight, he's on the Rennies. I've got some jerky Um... Yes, so uh, Mike, have you worked out the bleach water yet? Google says 45 ml of water is for the FRH, not drinking. It does, to clarify, specifically say do not drink. Or it says not for drinking. It doesn't uh, say you can't do it, though. It says not for drinking. It doesn't say you can't drink it. What? But it says, it says uh, not for drinking. I'm pretty certain this is for the flameless ration. It doesn't here. say do not drink it. Well, yeah, no, that's kind of self-explanatory, though, isn't it? Well, if it says not for drinking. Yeah, if it's not it's for drinking. That's more like, a, I wouldn't drink that. But it doesn't say, you must not drink this. But I suppose if you're in the desert dying of dehydration, yeah. you'd probably drink exactly. it. Exactly. In summary, you were asking earlier about... No, we're not, we're in wintry. <laughs> in summary, your MREs. Yes. I feel, to, to, to conclude <laughs> my, my opinion on it so far, <laughs> I, I'm just ignoring you. I feel like I've eaten. You have. I can guarantee... I can, and I can, I, <laughs> I can, I can yeah, I have to attest to that you have eaten. The, the rice, the rice filling. It look, yours look delicious. Mine, yours and the, mine look, oh. Yeah. The, really the, I wish it. I'd done it the other way around. I wish I'd had the noodles for lunch because yeah. they're, I'm full, but I can tell that I'm going to be hungry in about That's, two, that's Chinese hours. food, though. You get Chinese takeaway, you stuff your face, and then yeah. an hour later you're hungry again. But the rice, I was not, I, I, it was literally only just before lunch, like yeah. dinner that I started to feel hungry. That's right. Yeah, that make it better. Watching it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would, I would highly recommend trying the Chinese one. And if anyone's brave enough to try the uh, special forces one and have a pair of fermented eggs, fermented. Was it fermented? I think it was fermented. Oh, fermented. They mean like they don't mean like pickles or something. Yeah. Or they yeah, genuinely mean that's like an off stinking horrible awful egg. Yeah, they were proper. They look like ancient eggs, huh? Like historic eggs, right? Actually, there's not a maple over there, mate, on the side. Yes. Can you grab it? Please? The ones on the special forces, one was, it was either pickled, I think it was pickled or seasoned quail's eggs. And they were sort of the same colour as my... Uh, as century Lance's. eggs. It'll be a century egg. <clears throat> Cheers, mate. Century eggs are preserved eggs of Chinese origin. To some, a century egg might look as though it belongs in a museum rather than on a plate. The egg's white ranges from golden amber to an unusual translucent black. Its yolk contains merging rings of soft green, yellow, and grey. And the centre is a soft, dark, and oozing. Oh, that's, that just sounds delicious. These patent uh, eggs are regarded as having better quality than the normal century eggs. I'm so full, I've got to undo my trousers. I'll, I'll stick to just regular eggs, thanks. I, I, don't, I don't want to eat that. Yeah, but the ones from the ration pack aren't that, are they? The traditional method of producing century eggs. I've got that female voice said again. Oh my god, that was funny. Um, the traditional <laughs> method for producing century eggs developed through improvement of the aforementioned primitive process. Uh, instead, uh, I haven't read the primitive process. Hang on. You don't have to. I was interested in the way it was made. Sorry. <laughs> oh, don't be bitter. <laughs> Not as bitter as the eggs. No, really not. Or the lasagna. 
Oh, the lasagna. How was your lasagna, Mike? Hmm. Was it as nice as Andy's food? It's very binny. Very binny. <laughs> What's coming up later in the show? We've got No Pro Science starting at 8 o'clock. 9 o'clock. 8 o'clock, according to this. 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, because we had to change it. Ah, uh, okay. Because Danny was coming on. Uh, so, uh, Defiance on at 8. So, Defiance on next. So, at 8 o'clock, we have Defiant events. We'll be talking to James and Kevin. At 9 o'clock, we've got Nofo Science. I'm just waiting for you guys to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm doing something. And then... Right at 9 o'clock. Going on. Skipping straight to 11 o'clock. No. No, we can't. We've got to do 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, next we've got um, Kevin James from Defiant. Uh, then uh, they're going up until roughly about nine o'clock. Uh, then you've got me waffling on for minutes, uh, showing you the direct comparison between the Team Wendy and FMA clone. Ten o'clock, we've got Mike's quiz. Uh, yeah, Eleven o'clock, points. we've got um, Dan Mills. Dan Mills, sniper um, one. And then twelve o'clock, we got cost of living. Uh, cost of living. Cost of Mill Sims. Cost of living crisis. How no folk deals with it. We eat rations. <laughs> we just eat lots of jams. Yeah, cheap. 16 pounds. <laughs> jams cheap. Um, cost of meal sims, learning from our mistakes. So it'll be it's little tri- tips and tricks that we've picked up along the way and the mistakes that we've made. Are we going to do this? Are we, are we doing this? the science the smock? Are we doing this telescope? The telescope. The, the, uh, yeah, yeah, we've got. Microscopic, sorry. That's it, yeah. Yep. And test it with the hose pipe. Yeah. Have you got, have you got like a rain effect on it? We got that at five o'clock. Yeah, I should have done that in day. We should have done that in daylight. Yeah, we've got, um, we've got uh, like outside lights. You get the torch off my helmet. It's like I asked me to see if it shines on the light. Ah, so we've got double science then. Yeah, and then um, at one o'clock we're gonna try and see if we can get filmed in night vision. Yes, sounds fun. Then we can test the jacket as well. Mm-hmm. Do all that in one hit. Love it. Uh, two o'clock, we've got game ideas, styles, storylines, etc. And then three o'clock in the morning, we got uh, Randy from one and one. We've got our United States of American cousins coming on. And then four o'clock in the morning, we got tips and tricks for staying awake. If <laughs> we all free, we. <laughs> <laughs> Five o'clock, we got nothing because I felt like that's just going to turn into chaos at that time. Yeah. Six o'clock, uh, we've got Q&A plus let us know where you're playing. At five o'clock, we're going to be just pacing around the room going, bah, bah. <laughs> I've got another short quiz we can do at five, which is... Um, I feel like that's... So I've got two things, like two games planned. One is a game show, um, and then the other one, I did a quiz where I t- copied out from, I think it was like 15 classic war films, uh, the plots I got, <laughs> I, all of my stuff I've used uh, AI to generate the information. But um, I asked ChatGPT to summarize 15 film plots. Uh, so I was going to read you those and then you can go between you to see who um, thinks they know the answer. What? A quiz. <laughs> okay. I need to go get it. It's on that laptop. I've got to go and risk it. And you've got to get changed as well. Oh, oh, God, genuinely, I feel a bit strange now. <laughs> It'd be the sugar. Mm. Too much sugar. 
like my head starting to vibrate a little bit. <laughs> my head so, starting to wash it down cans of sneak. Yep. I've got my water. Have have that. It's got bits in it. Have your water. <laughs> drink your water. Drink water. Water's good. So we're just waiting for tomorrow. Oh, oh James roll. is it. I had spring rolls for breakfast. Yeah, James, 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 Pratting about. Waiting for us. <laughs> uh, being very silly. Swearing. Can we establish if um, Phil's in the future on the past? This an angry, angry, hairless beast showing his breasts to us in, his, in the green room. <laughs> Mike. Yes. We've, 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 got, we've, got, we've got an angry, hairless beast in the green room <laughs> showing us his breasts. We can't let no one naked. So just, we don't have naked people on our events. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. No nakedness. Sydney is in the future. Is he in the future? He is in the future. So it's morning there and it's night here. Phil's in the future. Phil, Phil, can you send us the lottery numbers, please? Yeah, Phil. <laughs> oh, I can't find a picture of the pickled quail bollocks. Pickled quail bollocks? Yeah, you know, the good quail's <laughs> eggs. I wouldn't eat the bollocks. <laughs> they do genuinely just look like <clears throat> Hulk testicles. Nice. What, are they, are they go green as well? I would presume that they're green. Eight, Probably six, seven, five, three, zero, nine. <clears throat> what? Oh, lottery numbers. I thought you like accidentally posted someone's phone number in there, like a wrong chat. Sorry. One, two, three, four, five, oh, six. Oh, how many is there? Seven numbers there. My eyes are just going so blurry. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Oh, that's a big dog. No, that's hey, a... Can you get out of the way? Please, dog. Can I pet that dog? <laughs> Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? Yeah, where oh, it's, it's a fucking best. bear. <laughs> she goes, I want to pet that dog. <laughs> and it's a bear, like a full blown grown bear. Oh, <laughs> I that dog. She's only about five. It's very strange right now. Oh, so funny. It's probably one We're of the best saying anything to you. This is all in your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get him yeah, on early. He's, 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 he's gone. Out. He's turned into a dog. Kev's here as well. Where's Kev? No, he's not. He's, he's in the Kevin's there. Where? Is he actually right oh, there? Oh, sorry. My screen's not full. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see young Hi, guys. Kevin. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, well, yeah, we're <laughs> 11 hours and counting. Well done, guys. Well done. Thanks Cheers, mate. Much. Thank you very much. That means Thanks. we get to see oh. you through the 12-hour mark unless you boot us off early for bad behaviour. Thanks, James. See you later. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Much love. How are you, gentlemen? Very good. Yeah, yeah very good. Good. Thank you. Just about recovered from last week. So, yeah. Yeah, how was Raid? Yeah, yes. how was yes. that? Let's juice, have a... Juice fill, please. Raid um, was just full of... 
up there. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Like yeah, I saw, I saw Wait, those. What, I tried to um, take one off of Will. <laughs> I was like, I'll have that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Will, bless him. Obviously, we. It, it was one of those conversations that popped up a long, uh, a little while ago, and because uh, for some reason I don't really eat when we do events other than just the odd snack. And, and someone said, well, "How how do you get through?" It was like nicotine, caffeine, and hate. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he had some patches made up with nic- nicotine, caffeine, and hate on them. So fair play. Yeah, like there was an awful lot of nicotine and an awful lot of caffeine last weekend. And, and not much hate, or just not much hate. No, no, very, 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 very little hate. Um, generally, yeah, I was, I was actually in happy mode. Um, oh, lovely! Not because wow. of any drugs. Surprise! Yeah, I was genuinely surprised. in yeah. happy mode all weekend. <laughs> I didn't lose yeah. my shit once, not even at Kevin. So yeah, it was good. Wow. You notice, you notice the first event that we're not there for a little while, <laughs> and yeah. he's had a really good one. Irene was also very good, so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, can I just ask, yeah. are you here against your will? Because you look like you're being interrogated. <laughs> yeah, look, it does look like you're about to get a movie made. <laughs> I put a light right in my face. Sorry. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because even that, you're instantly you're about to get run over from a car that's really far away. Well, <laughs> I mean, ignore ignore the eye. I'm a little bit squinty. I didn't want to come on here with an eye patch. Um, oh, why not? Why would you look at the eye patch? If you've got an eye patch, the eye's getting better. <laughs> Unfortunately, in getting better, it can now see a bit. But I've got double vision. Oh. So, it's, so it's giving me mad headaches. Yeah. I think you should put the eye patch on just for your own health. Yeah, no, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> you need, to get, you need we, to get a pair of glasses and like um, can we do a pirate, can, over one eye. Can we do a pirate event now? Hang on. Glasses. Sniper pirate Ben's pants. Yeah, we, let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Let's do it. Sniper tape. That, that'll look better. S- sniper tape one lens. I feel like no, you're going to lose an eyebrow. Yeah. Just put it straight on your face. Yeah, yeah. I, I yes. thought it was Leave the glasses off. <laughs> there you go. We'll do the same. Uh, how, are you, how are you doing, Kevin? Blink twice if you need help. Now he looks even more abused. <laughs> right. Anyway. No, so getting back to Raid. Uh, and I, I left you guys a voice note about Raid, you know, to sort of yeah. explain the point. And typically what Defiant does is those immersive role play events. Um, that's not what Raid was in any sense of the imagination. Because we did notice, and I think I think that's because there's, there's kind of fewer long-standing events going on at the moment or, or was throughout the year um that when we were running like red tide three people just wanted to get their trigger on okay or people hadn't booked in realizing that it was an immersive role play event and therefore it was going to be a slow burn that kind of thing uh, and they wanted to get their trigger on so we thought we'd give them an outlet okay mm-hmm. and so what raid was is that force on force combat scenario um whereby just before the event, we basically printed out a set of objectives, where they were, what they had to do, and what times they were. So they didn't even need comms to HQ, right? So they didn't need any kind of command element. We were there if they wanted it, (laughs) but it was pretty self-governing. 
I wasn't doing my typical task force James thing of, oi, you're on stag or, oi, you need to hit this objective or all that kind of lot. It was very much, you know what the objectives are, you know. If you want to go and do them, that's up to you. If you want to get your head down, that's up to you. So we weren't we weren't pushing players um, to to go and do that. It was all off their own back, um, more or less. Anyway, so yeah. So was that was that quite difficult to you for you guys to not push people and get them g'd up and that? Not not so much you're not g'ing them up, but you know, normal normal events where the more, the more immersion side of it would be like, right, you guys are on stag now, you guys are on tasking now. Come on, you've got um, this amount of time to get ready. Whereas this one sounds like you you didn't have to pressure as much, Kev. Um, yeah, it was um, it was quite funny. I, 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 I was I was leading um, Tomahawk on your op for green, you know, black, whatever else. And basically, we we set up a WhatsApp group beforehand, all the TLs. We had a bit of a chat, a bit of a discussion on there about who had what sort of capabilities. Uh, did my first brief on Saturday morning, about sort of half past ten. And just said to the guys, look, this is the idea, as James just said, this is a little bit looser, less command and control. Uh, I'm here if you need me. I'm here if you want me. Uh, I've got my own ideas of how this can be run. Um, but yeah, if you guys, if you guys just, if you guys go at it and you're happy with it, fine. Um, but you, you'll know where you'll find me. And uh, Tomahawk really, you know, to, you know, Tomahawk really went out out of the blocks on Saturday morning. And they were like a green, green and black express train. They were hammering everything, and they were they, they were just so so motivated and just went on. Um, the bet that would be didn't have the know, stamina though, did they, Kevin? They well, couldn't well that's, that's, they that's, finished that's, a little bit early, didn't they, sweetheart? That's, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Is um, you know the you know the the it was a, it was a points based objective type game. Um, James can talk a little bit the kind of uh, the orientating, the sort of vaccine cards. He can talk about that in a second as well. But yeah, we uh, we really pushed during the day, uh, and it was actually nighttime objectives that we didn't meet. We didn't, you know, I think one of the teams got the objective, but they went to sleep with a little box and uh, never actually took it to the drop off point. So I was there marshalling at three in the morning. Two guys were waiting to receive a package, and no package arrived. So that was like I was like you know ten points for the loss at this point as well. So. Um, you know, at the same time, there's a couple of guys that, we, that James had on task force. They did not sleep. They were out all night long. They just didn't stop. One team just kept going all the way through the night, and they were absolute frigging legends. Um, one of the guys on uh, on Tomahawk, he was like with, with the same sort of building, the same type of area building I was in as well. The guy who actually basically gave us the patches, uh, he was um, he was a legend. He he got shot. He got woken up by one of task force in his bed. And I just saw him about just before six. I said, "Look, we've got an objective. Do you want to do this?" He goes, "Yeah." And he, he out his bed. He just did it. So there was guys in both teams who really, really were motivated. Really, really just went for it, and um, just totally, yeah, just totally immersed themselves in the event and, and had and had a great time. So yeah, different from our previous events. Um, we've done lots of experimental things this year. Um, everything's worked, if that makes sense. You know, we've done our traditional, as James said, the red tides. Machiavellian mm-hmm. this year has been something totally different as well. I know Lance mm-hmm. loved his and never fired a shot. Um, and then on to this, um, this sort of raid, this more sort of force on force type events as well. So, yeah, end of 2023 is uh, Defiance in quite a really happy place at the moment and uh, just ready for um, smashing it out in 2024, basically. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that leads oh, on nicely yeah. to like what, what have you got sort of planned going into next year or early part of next year, first quarter, if you like? Um, 
Well, can I just finish up on 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 Raid and kind of what it was designed to be? Mm, uh, yeah. I guess, and that was to sort of compete in the same space as like the AI five hundreds and all of that sort of stuff. But the defiant take on it. Okay, so uh, yeah, that that was that was really it. So it's a lot looser. It's a lot better for those guys that are either getting into Milson to hang around with the, the, the Milson guys, maybe do a little bit of learning, but in a, in a kind of bit of a softer environment. Um, obviously, the difference between us and, and most of the others is we did run for 24 hours. So if you got your head down, you were liable to get shot in your bed, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, and a lot of people, that they enjoyed that aspect of things. So, yeah, it, it, basically take that style of event and just turn it up to 11. And that's what we tried to achieve there. And I think we did, I think we did well, right? Um, there are definitely some points from it that Kevin and I have taken back and we're going to improve on. Um, and the hope is to do a raid 2024. So yeah. Um, improvements to raid going into raid 2024 is we will fucking run it in the summer. Okay, so we're not putting up with minus three to minus five, seven, seven. <laughs> everybody waking up in the morning going, oh, my jet boil doesn't work. Yeah. Did you sleep with your gas can in your sleeping bag? No. So you can't oh, have a in the yeah. morning, can you? That was a Scottish summer for me, minus three, minus yeah, four, for God's sake. Kevin's crying about in his shorts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally taps off. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we're looking. We're looking to uh, firm up some dates at the moment, but we are looking um, at the sort of June-ish period at the moment for Raid mm. 2024. So we'll let you know when we know more. But yeah, getting people to similar, similar yeah. venue. No, I think we're going to run it. I think we're going to run that at HQ again. Um, not being funny, but <laughs> it was an awful lot of work to run at HQ. Okay. Because Kevin and I had to physically go to every objective location for both teams and make sure that, first, it was viable. Secondly, the building hadn't been condemned and all that sort of stuff, right? So we know where we sit with it. If we run it at another venue, it would be an awful lot of work just to get that up and running. Okay. Um, Without sounding like um, we're trying to cop out, it's it's almost, you know, apply a few changes, do a bit of flipping and reversing. And we've got a repeat, you know, a, a quick repeatable event there. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, Raid won't, Raid will still be at HQ, is uh, unless the HQ team say, nah, we don't want you back. Um, or it gets turned into hel- to a housing estate, um, which, again, is liable to happen at any point in the future. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to be there for now. Uh, we're, we're looking at, I mean, talking into 2024, we're, we're looking at hopefully two dates at HQ um, and then a few a few dates and locations down south, which I think will please a lot of people. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's funny because we, we, going back, uh, not last year, but the year before, we did like all of our events down south and people were going, oh, can you do some up north? So we did one year mostly up north and everyone's like, oh, fuck this, come down south. Right? So, <laughs> can't please people. That pleases me, mate, coming back down south. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys look at sites, do you have to find sort of specific airsoft sites? Or no. How does that work? 
our, our insurance covers any private land and or military locations. So basically, as long as it's not, you know, uh, Forestry Commission or you know, uh, South Downs Way or something like that. Yeah, we're good to go. Happy days. Mm. Cool. So how do you guys uh, rate the event? Do you do you think it was a success? Uh, is there much that you could have improved on at all, do you think? or? Well, I think Tomacourt could have uh, improved a little bit. Um, you're cruel. Um, you're cruel. <laughs> what would you do, James? Would you put that down to the leadership or was that the team, the guys on the ground? <laughs> there was no leadership. There was no leadership. In all honesty, in all honesty, there were so few points in it. it, it we were looking at it and going, oh, this could go either way. Like, it was it was so beautifully close it was about as perfect as, as we if we could plan the scores that's what mm. we would have planned you know it was so oh, really? close yeah. one team just got a hair ahead you know um, so yeah it was good it was it was good uh, and fantastic efforts by both teams um there can only be one winner although if we got a draw i don't think we, i don't know what we'd do we'd have to have a pistol duel between me and kevin i think um Brilliant. yeah i'd pay for that yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who who won in the end? Just for the people that don't know. Uh, so Spearhead. So we have for it goes back a little way, but we we'd always always branded our op for as sort of tomahawk, and our task force, our tan side, as, as Spearhead. And even when you think about our red tide, El Hatcher means hatchet or tomahawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so um yeah, so our op four side on the Hatcher. Uh, who <laughs> un- who unfortunately lost at raid, um and, and the spearhead team did just about pip them to you know to the post. Um but again we have a rerun in twenty twenty four, hopefully, touch wood. And um yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh we'll we'll see if the same occurs. So this could well be the start of a, a quite a nice little series in of running these raid events. It's like it's like the Defiance annual AI. Yes, that, that that sort of idea. Um, I think there's an event that might be going on this weekend that you know public tickets weren't available for um, that kind of thing. But this this would be an alternative to that um, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe, that kind of competitive nature, um, yeah. Yeah, points based, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Your point there of uh, perhaps a happy medium of hosting events in the Midlands. Have you been I've to the Midlands? I was in the Midlands for me, you know. I hear Wales are looking for a lot of uh, organisers to sort stuff out over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You could do England versus Wales. Do it in Ireland and just piss everyone off. <laughs> 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 I got a one jewel limit in Ireland, if you didn't know that. Well, no, yeah. Makes it even better, doesn't it? That's all right, we got MWS, we turn ours down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, in terms of next year, what else have you got coming up? Um, I'm, I'm not going to confirm anything, but I will let you know what our plans are. Because uh, we're, we're still waiting for dates to be confirmed and agreements to be made and, and, and contracts to be signed. Typically, this winter period is where we manage all of that. Um, we will do, hopefully, touch wood, at least one Machiavellian next year. At least one. 
okay. up north. And if, if your listeners don't necessarily <laughs> know, um, Machiavellian events are typically recce based. Um, you tend to go up against an op four who are role players, okay, um, which el- enables uh, you to do proper reconnaissance work, but at airsoft distances, you know, because they're, let's be fair, you know, at the distances we're talking about at some point in a 24-hour period or 30-hour period, you're going to get spotted, right? And so they they act the part for that to enable you to fulfil your recce dreams, right? But that's like, they, they really are fucking cracking events. Right? I love running them. I love putting them together. And I just sit under a basher on a radio for 30 hours, you know. Um, personally, I think they're the hardest Milsim events, at least in the UK. The last one that we did, we had a lot of people drop out um, for ver- various different reasons. We had a lot of people drop out. They are physically and mentally hard, as, as uh, two of you three can attest to. Uh, one of you. Uh, yeah, the last five minutes, minutes is extremely we, we, we challenging. Count, we count you as a dropout, Andy. Don't worry. That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> dropout status. <laughs> well, no, technically, he's a drop in. Just a drop. Just a drop. Just a drop. Just a drop to say hi. I'll tell you what, one of my favourite photos from that event is just, just you, me walking you into into the game zone and going, oh, you've missed a fucking cracking one. Like, yeah, and there's you and me chatting. dripping off my face. And... Yeah. <laughs> so we, we obviously did, I don't know if we did Machiavellian Alpha. Alpha or just Machiavellian, I don't know. Well, it was, originally it was just called Machiavellian, and then yeah. we decided that we would Machiavellian. I make still it more of a, It's not a series; it's more of a style of event, if you know yeah. what I mean. So we're going to continue going down the Alpha Bravo Charlie um, route. So they're not linked together, yeah, you know, that the events, but they are of the same style. Yeah, so the first event next year could be Machiavellian Alpha Twenty Four or something. So it's not linked to the events we did this year. If you've right. not done these two events, it doesn't matter. You'll come along to a new situation, a new scenario, hopefully a new site or a different site, or flip the site around that we've used in the past as well, uh, and have a and you can come along and have a completely different experience, even if you played the previous one uh, as well. So, um, a little bit of creative story writing as 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 always. No, I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed Machiavelli. It was it was uh, yeah, definitely a bit of me. I enjoyed my ten minutes. <laughs> even start, even like infill on the Friday night. Tim, you know, Tim, I'm, with you. I'm kind of glad that you weren't able to make it because we'd have had to have made our hole bigger. Yeah, we had crawled into. Yeah, what are you saying? I'm fat. No, I'm not saying you're fat. Caving out a holly bush for four dudes is hard enough, let alone five of us. We would have been warmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that took some work, but it was worth it. I just enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. would you look at doing Machiavellian again in uh, a similar sort of environment? So, open areas, woodland, or would you be looking to move it towards uh, more of an urban setting or somewhere in the middle between? The, the, I mean, the the problem with the problem with Machiavellian in general is we run on such small numbers, right? Now, Defiant typically will run so that we just about break even, if not at a little bit of a loss. If you build in urban areas, there's no way people will pay the ticket price because it's such small numbers and urban urban areas tend to be more expensive to mm-hmm. you know to acquire. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't see that happening until, unless someone says, "Hey, I've got a building. You know, I've got a state over here. You can have it for X amount a weekend. You know, dirt cheap." Then yeah, we'll jump at it. But uh, until that opportunity comes up, um, it will have to keep woodland and sort of rural style. I think it's. I think it's. Just it's like big sniper hides into loft spaces. Yeah. Uh, I say, yeah. as, as soon as you come to anything uh, urban based, you would need more people as role players, civilians non-combatants and sergeants all there as well so you, mm -hmm. you you then get to stage almost like like hollywood set and extras and either people are coming for for free or people are wanting to be paid to attend that as well so i think i think our sort of um sort of 30 um task force uh machiavellian reconnaissance assaulters is a good model to move forward from um i, I can't see that see that expanding to larger numbers um and obviously we've sat with that kind of like 10 to 15 to 20 uh role players on that sort of civvy and sergeant role on the, on, on the opposite side of the event so i think i think that's a as a, as a manageable balance and it's been a successful balance for the two events we did this year no fair play guys no yeah. it's, it's been basically nothing but good reports so you know the the, the no, people's response to not speak for themselves so yeah it's, smashed it this year defined well done so yeah um definitely a raid in 2024 <clears throat> you know ho hopefully a machiavellian we're toying with the idea of a red tide four um oh el hatcher come uh, on red t-shirt guy that, needs to make a comeback last, yeah would that be the last in the series do you think or do you reckon you'd be able to squeeze I mean, I, uh, kevin and i see this differently because i uh, part of me would quite happily put it to bed now and not do a four uh, our customers, our customers in the poll, James, majority wanted it. A significant majority wanted red tide force. We need to know what yeah, happens what, to what, you. What point of this relationship did you think was a democracy, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> our customers, they, they, they are the yeah. Democrats. Oh, don't blame us. Everyone wants to see red t-shirt guy back. Come on, picking, so, piling up piles of mushrooms. Task force themselves we can put putting IDs down. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have the idea and the premise behind two more red tides. Okay. <clears throat> I would like to conclude what we went to through in red tide three. Yeah. Um, and then I would like ideally, and this would be the absolute final, would be red tide five return to the jungle, right? Take it back to its grassroots as a you know, uh, Colombian or Venezuelan cartel in the jungle, that sort of thing. So really, that's where that's we started. Nice. We, we brought it through to, to the US and to urban locations and now see the, the the retraction of that, you know, the way we went. It could possibly even finish as a sort of Machiavellian-style event or something as well, you know, just really small, intense jungle reconnaissance, you know, obviously find the drug war or something. I was just going to suggest, I mean, would there be scope to effectively roll in a reconnaissance aspect to these events? So rather I mean, than... We've done, it. We've, exclusive... we've done it. We've done it. You just didn't know about it. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've put reconnaissance teams on the ground during Red Tide. Melbourne, all the different events that we've yeah. done, yeah, we've done it all the way through. Oh, sneaky stuff. Sneaky stuff. Sneaky mm. stuff. It was, was it you? Just, you it was, it was, speeding it was intel. Yeah, I was, was the intel the, man. It wasn't just the dustbins doing, doing reconnaissance, you know? Yeah, it wasn't just <laughs> the guys with dustbins doing reconnaissance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed Red Tide 3. I'd love to do a Red Tide 4. 
It was my first foray into being op four, and just absolutely fantastic. Uh, when you say op four, you mean honey G. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. Was, you, was, 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 in prison? <laughs> was this when you were in prison? Yeah. Oh, okay. When yeah. he dressed up as honey G for the weekend. I got told I had to look gangster. So oh my God. He sent me pictures of the bloody stuff. I oh, know I'm with you now. Yeah, he sent me photographs of his. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the effort. But, um, it's, it's the thought that counts. We have some other event ideas floating around. Pablo Eccles, um, But it's all dependent on. It's all dependent on what locations we can get hold of uh, through 2024 um, and I'm sure there's people in the chats going oh get Cope here get this get that like, yeah great love to and in all seriousness we are having conversations but everything takes time and nothing will be confirmed until it's confirmed it's confirmed yeah I'm not into teasing people uh, to that extent, um, we will announce it when it's on our fucking website, basically, and mm. it's ready to go. Um, because you know, we those MOD locations they 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 get cancelled a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we'll yeah Legion yeah. posts the same thing. You know, like a week up to the event, and it's just like, sorry, MOD have taken the back off. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a few questions in the chat and various sort of comments. Rage says, lies. We felt sorry for Spearhead having their back doors kicked in all day, so we thought we would give them a chance through the night so they didn't feel violated. Uh, yes, uh, sleep ahead. Carry on. Yeah. Okay. Sleep if that makes you feel better and helps you sleep at night, which you obviously did, <laughs> right? Oh, did Princess get Zid down early, did he? No, I've let him rage. Um, I love it how James not- knows I'm referring to rage when I call when I say Princess. <laughs> <laughs> who else could it possibly be? Exactly. Yeah. My precious um, little princess. Rage, no, no. All, right, all credit to Rage. Uh, Rage was on the DS team for the weekend, so he was actually helping us an awful lot. Um, we, we expanded our DS team out um, because we had to drop off objectives, pick things up, check things. So we had high-vis marshals moving around throughout, as well as sort of when you weren't on high-vis, you were out playing, which meant that we had mm-hmm. effectively undercover marshals out there as well. Uh, so yeah, Rage was um, a key asset for the weekend, as, as all of the uh, DS were that weekend. <laughs> and I yeah, shot well him with a PPMG. So <laughs> absolutely. Ollie Harwell says Task Force got trapped in by two blokes at one point. Rage was ten out of ten. Hey. Lots of love, lots of love for it. Yeah, the, the feedback that I've been seeing is is good. I haven't heard a single grumble so far. Well, I, th- I think we needed that outlet for a... I don't want to toot my own horn, but a decently managed fucking scrap, right? Mm. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of scrap events. long-term weekenders, airsoft events that haven't necessarily been managed in a way that or have been managed in a way that was detrimental to the players. And I'm not saying that we got everything right, but we do at least come from a place with a bit of experience. I remember that what Rage has just said. That question. You just started. 
I'll just start. Oh, oh okay. Our producer. Rage says, weren't you going to do an event based on the Olive Man, Police versus Insurgents or something like that? Yes. Yes, we were. Next yes. question. Cool. Yes, we, <laughs> we, we, we were. We were. We were going to. Um, then someone decided to close down Sparta. So oh, we, no, were, no. We, had that, we had that. We had that event written for Sparta. It was also headed up by two members of the Defiant DS, and I'll let you into the inner workings of the DS now. Uh, two members of the Defiant DS who are no longer associated with Defiant. So um, and that's not for any real harsh reasons, but we felt that. We couldn't really run that now um, because it was their brainchild, if you know what I mean. Event, yeah. 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 Um, so the other reason in is is that's effectively a pole sim. And we already do Red Tide, which mm-hmm. is a bit of a pole sim. We talk about police and DEA and that sort of stuff. So it kind of stamps on the toes of Red Tide. Um unless you were to do proper police kits. And then there's not that much market in the UK for that. Now, mm-hmm. I've been invent, uh, inv- invented, invited into some um, UK police and firearms uh, reenactors and kit collectors groups and stuff like that. And they're begging for an event, but there's not enough of them to run a proper event. So do you think that's because there's not enough of those events to start with? Like if you say you say for example, so say you used to put on an event like that, would you think it would pull more police reenactments, airsofters out of the woodwork well, that, with the kit that aren't necessarily in the groups and stuff? It would be a hell of a gamble to put on an event like that and then hope that people would build CTSFO kits or at least you know black kit or police kit in, in, in that in that like. All right, um, and well, like you I see said, an awful lot of them. Like I've seen an awful lot of black kits and stuff like that, battle sims and this, that, and the other. Maybe not toe and toe in the line of the uh, CTSFO, but, but, but damn those, close to it. Are those individuals twenty four hour ready? Well, this is it. This is the gambit, isn't it? We don't know. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I reckon there are probably less than five hundred hardcore milsimers in the UK. Yeah, I'll go with that. Going on, um, there was a Sterling event. Rod Ash is speaking. We will listen. And, uh, not, not long after lockdown. And um, that was CTFO based. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a good uptake of that. Um, the truth of it is, we managed I, to get kids together quite quickly. Do you know what? I did a I did an event at the Alpha Site Gunman near Eversley. Is it Eversley? Alpha Site? Yeah. And yeah. that was with uh, the Arabs Airsofters, wing the Airsoft Ransom Bands thing. Mm. Can't remember mate, his name now that runs it. He's not a nice bloke. Um, and they had a, uh, a police uh, section, if you like, on there. That, that, that must have been 12 guys, fully kitted. So there's like, fully kitted. Irish yeah. um, lads that, that do it all the time. They do films and all the CTFO stuff and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point where they've got dogs training them. Wicked. Mm-hmm. And they, they they that's only, only, what, 12, 15 players? Yeah. But how many do you need for that for, for this event that Rage has mentioned about the... Um, well, that, that, that was almost entirely police versus a civilian um, kind of terrorist populace. Okay. So, either way, that, the only way you can get around that, sorry, James, the, yeah, the only way you can get around that is if the police can't cope, they call in the military, and that's where you bring in your multi glam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Although that, you that could, could go US police. 
which are kind of the OG green. Yeah, well, that, that like there are many. Yeah, like sheriff sort of thing. There are many reasons why we're not going to run that particular event. Okay, now people have, however, asked for now that that particular event was called Avalon, wasn't it? That's the kitty. Yeah, 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 that was it. Which was. And if you don't know, I mean, people were shouting out on Instagram the other day for a Merlin too, right? Because Merlin, we ran at Camp Sparta. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was... Did any of you guys make it to Merlin? No, I don't think... No, that was before my no, defined days, I think, Merlin. Is that another good event? event. <laughs> um, or at least that, that was a great event for Task Force. I'm not... I think there were some some questionable um, experiences from on four, but anyway, yeah, we've learned a lot. In your safe space, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We, yeah, we've we've learned a lot, yeah. an awful lot since then. Yeah, we we ain't perfect. Um, but people have been asking for a, a, a Merlin two, and Avalon was effectively meant to be a Merlin two. And if you can't, it, it, you know, if you're interested, there is a link between the name Merlin and Avalon, um, in in the kind of. Uh, uh, Knights of the Round Table element. Now, I, 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 I do have a game plan that follows on. It doesn't follow on from Merlin because I don't want to write a game like Red Tide, which is, you know, um, a series. You know, yeah. Three, yeah, a series. It, it would just be kind of maybe a couple of throwbacks or or links or some similarities between it. There is a there is a plan rattling around. Um, and certainly, you know, if we were to get a site like Longbow, I'd be like, that's what I'm doing. Right, straight up. Um yeah, but we'll 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 see what happens in the future, you know. Got a few more comments coming on the chat. Uh Ray says everyone I went to RT three with said the same. James King, it was the best event. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I I think we had some mixed reports on Red Tide 3. I think from a task force or DEA perspective, we we mismanaged the pace a little bit. Um, after Merlin, we were worried about... Because at Merlin, we, we pushed the task force teams too hard, right? And they they, they had no rest. Um, at Red Tide 3, just as an overall look at it, we, um, we gave them gaps between their objectives that were kind of... They were kind of too, too long to do anything else in, sorry, they were too short to do anything else in between, but too long. How about fucking words? Yeah, they were too <laughs> short to do anything in between, but a little bit too long. So people were getting a little bit, a little bit touchy, you know? Um, so again, that's, that's, we do take all of this on and that comes back to us in our feedback forms. We take all of it on um, and, and, and we review it. We remember it before we try and launch an, another event. And that's not to say that we get everything right because we certainly don't, but um, we do fucking try. However, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think I, I mean, I might disagree with these two, but my only real criticism of very tied three was the, there wasn't enough Civ pop for me, but I appreciate that's outside of your control. So yeah, we, we, we deal with that. So that, that Civ pop role player, we opened it up to anybody that wanted to come. Okay, the only thing that we asked them to do is, is book a effectively a free ticket through our website so that they were agreeing <laughs> to our terms, conditions, and insurance waiver. Yeah, I mean, what what more can you do? 
Um, but you know, um, the, the rule is they can't they, stop they, paying people to attend. Yeah, the rule is they can't carry a gun, they can't get involved. Um, as James just said, there, if we paid people, that puts you, your ticket price up as a player because we're using some of the money that you're giving us to pay that role player. Mm. So there's, there's, there's a real balance. I think, yeah. I think we'd want about eight or ten yeah, for the then- type three. I mean, the, the, yeah, the problem with that is you start putting a value on people's attendance. Yeah. Because if I paid you to come, I'm going to work you like a... Yeah. Right? Because that's just the I've way got, I am. Um, I've got to admit, and I think Ash will agree, that we had we had the best time with no weapons when we were the asbestos removal. Um, that was all of Saturday, and we didn't... We didn't touch a weapon. We were just wandering around, transporting stuff. Well, if, if you wanted to do that again, I, I, if you wanted to do that again, I would assign you a building that we could do a clearing. <laughs> Turn up in the Thursday and Friday. In, in all fairness, like in, in all fairness, James James Means, who's who's now one of our, he's actually our newest fledged um, DS member, fully DS member. I'm not talking like rage. I mean, like fully badged up DS. <laughs> um, he. Uh, he spent hours on that site, shoveling, moving ceiling tiles, created as a car park, you know, because because the car park used to be on site. So it'd be in, you know, yeah. we were playing through that area. So he created as a car park outside, you know, using um, using heavy machinery and all that sort of stuff. So he did all that for us for no reason other than he loves Airsoft and he wanted to see the game go well. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, <laughs> well he's now one of the teams, so I can abuse him. Um but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, I mean there are still some some buildings on that site that we want to clean out properly. So the building that mm-hmm. at Raid. Tomahawk team had a, a relatively clean and clear building to, to run their operations out of. Spearhead was full of shit. In fact, part of the ceiling fell down on, on a bunch of uh, my DS guys. Luckily, it was on my DS guys. <laughs> uh, we're only talking about the um, ceiling tiles, not actual like concrete and tiles. Oh, nothing important. Nothing important then. Just no. I thought you were going to say it's only the DS team. I haven't got worried about it. Suspended ceiling, suspended ceiling, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like those. Um, you know, like the, the ceiling tiles you get in like classrooms and stuff, like the big yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got little plastic white frames. Not a bunch of that, but um, regardless, you know, um, <laughs> that site is well, well, well derelict. You know, um, but it's great at the same time because we ran Irene there. We were like, well, we want to blow a hole through a wall, and they were like, okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So we, we we can get away with doing doing a little bit more because the, I mean the tight the clock is ticking on that site effectively. Yeah. So we will be using it when we can. Is that the one you said it's been scheduled for development, James? Sorry, what was that, Lance? Is that the one you said it's been scheduled for redevelopment? At some well, point? I mean, it's I, I don't know the real time scales on it, but I can't imagine it's going to last too many more years. Right. It's always the way, isn't it? I mean, it is in Yorkshire. If it was down south, it would be, it'd be yeah, housing it'd be already. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a waste-frozen shopping mall, but now you know. Yeah. 
Are there any sites that you're quite keen to get onto? Um, that obviously, like ignoring CAC and things like that. Um, are there any like normal airsoft sites that you've been quite keen to get onto that you've spoken to people about? Any little sneak? So we've there's the sites we've used in the past. We've got a good relationship with them. Um, we would always turn around going to someone new and say, "Oh, we've used X, Y, and Z. Please speak to A, B, and C for a reference for us." Um, one of the things I'd say that I'd say we're proud of is like we probably leave sites cleaner when we leave than than they were when we actually arrived in the first place, um, which is just a testament to like our customers, our players. James and my philosophy as well. You know, we want to be invited back. Um, a lot of our players in our groups, our WhatsApp group, will um, will suggest places, and we've reached out to them and spoke to spoke to them as well to see the feasibility uh, for events and sites. Um, some sites down in the south have changed ownership, so we need to go back and uh, re-establish relationship with new managers and new and new site owners uh, to look at events for 2024. So. Um, yeah, can't give away any mega, mega, mega spoilers. Um, uh, James has alluded to the fact that we've, with uh, HQ, we've looked at the idea of like securing two dates for next year. We've given them some dates. They are obviously, they're in competition with the local sites. Uh, so they've got to work out when other, their competitors are playing events at A, B and C, so they can then put their events on as well. So we're just waiting for confirmation. We should get that just over Christmas and New Year. So those two big events up at HQ, we should hopefully get on our calendar or our website early January. And then James and I, we do our road trip, uh, which is our sort of standard December, January uh, run as well. Um, the sites we've used before, literally we left them at so six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning and they phoned us in the car as we were driving back down. And my phone rings, I go, oh my God, it's X. And it's like, oh, what have they found? Is, is, is somebody put in a drawer? It's happened at other, other MOD sites <laughs> and things as well. And um, the guy and the owner turn around and say, look, uh, Kevin James, you know, just to say thank you very much for the weekends. You know, we, we, we literally, we leave the site, we on the on the phone, we pay the balance for the for the event as well. We clear, we pay our debt straight away, we pay our, what we owe straight away. And within like a few hours, we're getting phone call messages like, Look, guys, um, you want to use the site again uh, in the future? Please just give us a shout. And it's like that—that—that—that that, that, that to me is the testament of our customers, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. a defined ethos that people go there, treat other people's sites with respect, yeah. will hire a skip, will people take the rubbish home, whatever the of the arrangements is, or are sorry. And uh, yeah, when a site owner phones you in the car going home, I'm I'm crapping myself initially, uh, but then they say, someone says it's like, yeah, uh, thanks very much, guys. If you want to use the site again, please let us know, which is a huge, huge testament. So, yeah, we've got we've got a good relationship with all the sites we've worked on, and uh, hope to go back to some of them. Um, you know, we wouldn't go to the same site three, four times a year. People would get bored, players would get bored. Um, you know, say we've used we've used um, used HQ three times this year. But we've flipped it around. You've n- no one's played in the same building, same area each time we've played there. So mm-hmm. a little bit of creativity in the game plan, the game writing between James and myself. Um, hopefully, everyone's saying that they've played on the same site three times, but they've had a different experience. No fair play. Yeah, that's yeah. I was just to pick up on something Rage mentioned there about um, uh, Op Archer was at Dog Tag. Um, any events like that planned in the, on the horizon? I thoroughly enjoyed the Red Tide. At- uh, dog tag the first yeah, red tide. Ar- Archer time, yeah. and the first red tide. Yeah, which bloody was meant brilliant to, it that was. Like I said, red tide was never meant to be a series. So the first red tide 
and Archer were at dog tag. Yeah. Um, just imagine if, if just imagine Red Tide went back to the jungle. Where could it be possible, James? You know, if we got the opportunity, you know. <laughs> Oh, I think it'd have to be back at dog. Where indeed? I'll tell you what, if you did do that though, it would be Where quite, indeed. It would be quite cool to have the um like the compound area of the DEA was like the um the proper cartel leader kind of compound. You could area. do that, yeah. Like, ha- like almost like Hacienda type thing or something. Yeah. Point, yeah. Completely switch up. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. There was something I watched the other day that was like a, a US unit that went over there they found all the money in the walls oh that's oh, a ben um, affleck one isn't it the um mm. four yeah four thingies for, for fortune fortune or something yeah they they tried yeah. taking it over the hill and the helicopter crashes i think it is fortune isn't it i don't fortune? want to ruin it because it's fortune it's yeah. fortune that's called yeah fortune yeah it's called fortune i thought it was four something yeah. fortune something like that fortune. yeah well we'll see that that would be Red Tide 5, and that's a hell of a long way away anyway. So we'll see what happens. Triple Frontier, that's it. Triple Frontier, yeah. Triple Frontier, yeah. So we're nowhere, none of no, us were nice. Nice. <laughs> I have a long one with F. Fortune, <laughs> Fortune <laughs> Frontier, yeah. Everything. There was four, I know there's four dudes there. That's where my four bit came into it. Yeah. It's four guys. The, sales, the ticket sales for, for uh, four guys is £750 per player for that for that event as well, you know? It's a very specialist role. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ray says, I've been doing Defiant events for a couple of years. I think we need to keep innovating. Yes, I know that's easier said than done, but you are very, very good at bringing the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, thanks, Rach. Thanks, we didn't pound say that or anything. <laughs> no, no, I've got to admit that's, that's, that's one of the reasons that, that we, we um, have, have gone to fuck a off right. events. <laughs> um, <laughs> is you do think up new, new ideas, ideas even, even on a, a, a continuous story, story um, line like Red Tide, Tide. Um, each, each game plays different, it's, it's been different every time. I think I think I think playing different sites helps. Uh, we've used three sites for the first for the first like three events. Um, if we do Red Tide Four, it would be Auburn again. And if we went if we went if there was a Red Tide Five, there was a follow on. It would actually go back to the jungle, so back to woodland. So that would be the so the logical conclusion. I say for James and I, we were both we both started playing on the same site at different times. We're both woodland players, so there's something. Or something kind of like appealing to two of us to start woodland, go into orbit, and then go back to woodland, woodland the event to finish the series or something. You know, that's yeah. just that's just that's just that's that's just a personal thing that we would both actually enjoy. You know, um, yeah. G- give me webbing over a plate carrier any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just ordered my dragon supplies DPM off of um, Facebook. Uh, off, off, oh, off mate, Facebook I, 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 I wish you. T- I, I got rid of a set of Dragon Supplies airborne webbing in DPM years ago. Right, I, I had one of the first sets of airborne Your webbing. Face. Why? I had one of the first sets of airborne. My, my respect for you is just taking a massive fucking nosedive, Jake. No, honestly, <laughs> right, let me finish my fucking story, now. Shut the fuck up. I know, I know it's your live stream, but I'm here now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your oh, yeah, sorry, of course. Right, Jake's over, Captain. Now, up, right? 
So yeah, um, it was when I, when I was a cadet. I had one of the first sets of. I, I was a proper gear whore back when I was a, you know, an army cadet, and I had one of the first sets of airborne webbing out of uh, Dragon Supplies on on the old school roll pin belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. uh, I, I, I loved it but you know as you progress through airsoft you go oh, i've got a lot of kit and i'm not using it and back then i was only really skirmishing I, I was actually i was running some 24-hour events but they were only like one a year that kind of thing um and you go you know i've got all this gear i'm not doing anything with it and then i moved house you know i was planning to get married i was like right kit clear out i literally in fact, I know exactly who I sold it to. It's a guy that you know, Billy Stace, Tactical Doodles, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, was I sold him. Home. Let you off that one. I sold him bin bags full of kit. This is bin bags full of shit. I've always wondered before. what's in the back of that big yellow Luton van. Jim's is all stuff. And in there was one of the first sets of uh, you know, DPM um, webbing and I regret it to this day. In fact, when I saw Tactical Doodles, when I saw Billy Stace at um, at, at your intro to, to Milsim, I said, you don't by any chance still have, you know, because I'd have it back like, like that, you know. Yeah. Um, been but yeah, I regret it so much that I went and bought myself a set of JJ's webbing. Good lad. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. In, in, in that's multi- yeah, that's, a, that's um, a fair compromise, I'd say. Multi-camera. Uh, oh, picked up a set of... Uh, well, I picked up a JJ's day sack recently as well. So the chance of doing a you know hard routine um, woodland event, yeah. I mean, so obviously, I mean, we we might do that with Macabellion, but we might also do that on as a force on force. We'll see. It all depends Ooh. what what Ooh. ground or what locations become available to us. Force on force. Yeah, I, I have take. to justify my rather expensive purchases. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I spent 60 quid in that um, um, Dragon Supplies uh, webbing today off of, off of eBay. 60 quid for the set. I'm happy with that. Can't be bad. Oh, that's all, mate. Especially bad, for yeah. that, Kev, because I'm not being funny, but you'd pay sort of between sort of 30 and 40 quid just for a standard PLCE set. Yeah. So yeah, to get Dragon yeah. Supplies, but uh, air, air assault uh, belt kit is that's that's good going. Yeah, it was, it was all in really nice condition, not really, not faded, got the belt. Uh, <laughs> if it says Underwood on the inside of the hip belt, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be having you. Yeah. yeah. It's got a Sharpie out now, changing the U to an O. Under we. No, that's Under. Underwear. <laughs> yeah. Underwear kept here. We've <laughs> um, got a special little shout out to that Ronaldo fan. Hello. Evening, um, son. Evening. <laughs> Dan says, would you ever try to secure your own piece of land? Ooh. I'm not that financially responsible. James, and- <laughs> You mean James and Kevin actually putting down roots together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little cabin on side. Yeah, it's a little cabin. The love shack. Yeah, a little white picket fence around the outside, out of bounds. <laughs> like a little house on the ground. Yeah. I'm not being funny. Imagine literally picture it. A little picket fence. In all fairness, guys, I, I I think if that was an option, our wives would pay for it. <laughs> just yeah. to get rid of us. Well, there we go. Yeah. Then there's the, there's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> More piece of land. If if, if um, both our wife, wife could buy us you know, like we, wheels, we, you know. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. No, 
all right, in all seriousness, um, it was probably about this time last year, an opportunity through the grapevine popped up to have our own site. Now, it fell through, um, but if we did it, then, yeah, yeah. We, we, the problem is that Defiant has never really done those kind of rinse and repeat events, okay? That, yeah. Uh, although, you know, Raid might well become a bit of a rinse and repeat. And, uh, of course, it's slightly different for whoever turns up or where we base you. We change objectives around, but it, the premise is always the same. Yeah, but with Raid, it's going to be like an annual event for Defiant, isn't it? It's not going to be like you'll be yeah, running yeah, yeah, yeah. places uh, like a skirmish. But if, if, if we were stuck to one location, do you not think it would get a little bit... See, I always thought about this. this. If you could have, like, shipping containers and then a telehandler on site so you could effectively reconfigure an area. See, I've seen some, I've seen Harris fencing been put to really good practice in creating fobs that are movable, like you've just said, mm-hmm. uh, with the with the massive hesium wraps. So you can literally think, right, one event, yeah, we're going to put a so, fob here. Yeah, I, And then shift it yes, in, like, an hour. Uh, that's all well and good. But if you're operating on the same bit of land with the same relief, the same terrain, you know, the same key landmarks, things might become stagnant. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know. If if somebody, if a landowner reached out and said, hey, have this for X amount a year, and and if it was affordable, then we go, fuck yeah, right? Um, and like I say, that that opportunity did come up um, about a year ago, but unfortunately fell through. Uh, and it would have been sweet. Mm. It would have been sweet. We were, I think we were looking at about fifteen hundred to two thousand acres just off the M twenty five. Would have been. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, oh. What did you say to him, James? <laughs> <laughs> Lance, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or what didn't he say to him? <laughs> It is what it is. You know, these things happen. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, the opportunity might arise in the future. You never know. Uh, and if the opportunity does arise in the future, I will fall to my knees quicker. Um, yeah. around it. Rage makes a good point. So he says, not wanting to agree with James, but if you just have the same site all the time, I think you could lose what makes you defiant. Yeah. What is defined? What am defined? Who am defined? Who am defined? Who am defined? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> oh, no, when when is defined? That was the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think what Rich uh, says there is actually makes sense because this year we've done Irene based on Black Hawk Down. It's not film sim. It was it was a mill film sim. We had Red Tide, we've had the Machiavelli, and we've had Raid. We've done, diff- we've actually do different events. It's like when we went to Apocalypse um, a couple of years ago and actually did the site visit, we walked on there, we looked around with a couple of us, and we just looked around, we, we looked, looked at each other and just went, this is Red Tide too. We went to just look at the site, but the site told us what event it would actually suit. So I think yeah I think I think the range of sites does help the the fact that you just get a vibe off of the site as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. You know I think you know I think HQ 
you know, James and I, we've hazard taped so much of that site. We've spent. Oh God. We've spent. We've spent. James has spent three, four days. He's done three events in four well, days. How, at how so, many nights have I spent sleeping at HQ? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. You've you've done three <laughs> events. You've done four days at time. You you spent twelve nights at HQ this year yourself. I did two four nights. I, I probably nights. owe them rent. Yeah, James, can yeah. you please come pick your mail up? Yeah. Um, so you know, I think, I think, I think there's an awful lot of time and investment goes into either, like as I said, you see a site, you get a vibe for it, or we've been on there. And as we drive back from an event at HQ, we'll be kind of like, if we did this and we did that and we did this, how do you think that would work? How do you think it would work? We've also got James Means up there, who's an absolute legend on site, and he's only 10 minutes away. Um, you know, we've, we've lifted on and said, if we were to do, um, you know, raid 24, this building, we want to do a bit of work inside that as well. So, you know, James no, already said, another hole through it. yeah, James, James already said, it's like, you know, we're literally looking at another week. Yeah. Can up. we make this building more colander? We identified a building with a flat roof that had a, it was like, it wasn't quite two story. It was like one and a half. So, you know, their H blocks. Well, one story was mm-hmm. only, one one wing of the H was only one floor. Mm-hmm. So we said, well, we can get ladders up to that. Let's let's go through the wall. And uh, they were like, yeah, go for it. So yeah, we um, smashed the, the window. Will probably stop falling down if you stop putting holes in them. Mm. <laughs> That's not a risk. Of that allow airflow. Yeah, allow airflow. <laughs> yeah, it's less wind resistance if it's a massive fucking hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, in all fairness, we we help the site dry out better by aeration, ventilation. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, they, they, they like don't want to be in a closed in space with that. Do exactly that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, and it's smoker friendly as well. Yeah. If it's only got three sides on it, it doesn't count as a building. <laughs> Which is how you get through the nicotine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Richard says, Alex Hillary was a nightmare for sneaking in and shooting people in their beds. Not very nice, is it? Well, no, no, she, 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 she really was. I, I was so glad that she was aligned with the Spearhead team because she was like, she did a DS duty, was just like, I'm gonna go cause a problem now. I was like, bye. <laughs> Fair play. I I just walked out of our building with a high vis on, on, on DS duty. I just saw Alex walking up there and gone. I was like, evening. I just knew what she was about to do, you know. There was a moment a where at, at, at raid, there was a moment where two two people, right? One of them was Alex Hillary had crept into the Tomahawk building and were just sort of sitting and listening and heard them, heard Tomahawk talking about their next objective location. So where do you think our next ambush was? <laughs> Fair play. It's not there. Rage says she just appeared just in, in our face bed. like an angry <laughs> northern ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a good lass. Uh, yeah, got a lot of time for Alex. <laughs> Again, um, Alex helped us out at that event as a DS as well. So she, mm-hmm. uh, she, she, she had some particularly crap and cold stints as a high vis marshal. Um, but yeah, all, all of the DS on that event worked their arse off. That's all right. That's summer for her, isn't it? 
Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it certainly wasn't. Yeah. She was positively humid. Fair play. Rage says James means getting shot while he was walking up past by the safe zone on the Sunday morning talking to me and you and James was one of the highlights of Raid. <laughs> yeah, um, well, um, yeah, a little bit of storyline between that well behind that. So all of the DS held an HVI card. Right. So we were all high value individuals. Uh, and the card that we held, little ASEX orange card, um, with our name and our, our call sign on it was worth points and when we hit we held it up and uh rage and i were having a little wander down the track because we had to ds two objective points that were right next to one another so we're having a little wander down the track and james means decides he's going to tag along behind and um this voice calls out from uh from the building went are you dsing and he went no and so the boy went, I suggest you fucking turn around and go back the way you came. And he went, okay. And then the voice went, or I'll shoot you. And I just went, fucking shoot him. So he just heard, and then out comes this little HVI card. The Tom Hawk team captured another one because sneaky me. James Means was was hoping to follow the high vis DS around. Yeah, it didn't work. Oh, so beautiful. Oh, Chris is back. Hopefully, yeah, he's got Chris trousers on. How, how's your dinner? How are your trousers? Yeah, Dos, so he's got trousers on in his Dos bag. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice full tummy. Nice and so, warm. He's hopefully got right, the right toes the same as well. You know. <laughs> so I, I, I love. I love turning up to your events underprepared. How do you deal Sorry? with that? In terms of people turning up to your events underprepared, mm. how do you deal with that? Especially people that you wouldn't think would turn up underprepared. Yeah. yeah. I, we said one of our local PA phones to buy and bring a pair of green trousers. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. I didn't hear that one. Um, so when, when players arrive unprepared, we send one of our local DS homes to bring, bring back in a pair of green trousers. Uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not getting into that because I'll, I'll, I'll be rude. But honestly... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a mistake um, by by Chris. Um, it, it was really funny because because we I, I was I like we were slightly late <laughs> in opening the gates, and and when I went to open the gates, Chris was there. So I was like, "Oh, can I just jump in with you and get the um get get a lift to the booking in location, which was only just down the way, right?" And as I got in, I was like, "Oh, what team are you?" He was like, "Tomahawk," and he was wearing multicam trousers. I was like, "And jacket." I was like, wait, why are you wearing multicam then? He was like, oh, don't be stupid. I've got my trousers. Did you? <laughs> it was at that moment he realised. The tumbleweed rolled down the road. Honestly, it was a member of it was a member of the HQ Marshall team, right? Really good guy. Um, you know, police officer, really, really nice guy who was doing some DS work for us. And just went, well, I'll, I'll nip home. I've got a set of lightweight trousers. Because um, I was just going to roll him in mud, you know, and I could make mud with the amount of urine I had from the amount of energy drinks. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was literally willing to roll his trousers in mud to make them tomahawk compatible. Yes. Right? But uh, yeah, so, so 
yeah, one of the guys that was working as our DS, and again, our DS are all amazing people, um, had to. So we lost our DS on site because people were forgetting kit and they were issuing it. Now that that is not standard. We would not normally do that. I would say tough titties cam cream your legs right if it were up to me it was only because we had two people that were local to the site that offered to lend their kit beautiful but please don't be a disappointment to me anymore (laughs) chris right he wasn't angry he was just disappointed (laughs) (laughs) i mean i really feel for him because you've not let me down it must feel it must be awful for that to happen like people obviously don't do these things intentionally but at the same time, Irene, no, you've got. You, I bet you, yeah, you have. You have dropped a massive bollock when you forget your dos bag and your trousers. Yeah, I can't remember if he forget forgot his sleeping bag. No, no, I don't it think was, it was. Do- there was definitely somebody no, else. Trousers and dos bag. How oh, was it? Yeah, it's trousers and dos bag. Yeah. Where did we get a dos bag from, Kevin? Do you remember? Because it, it, if Chris did forget his sleeping bag, he he was the second person to forget it that weekend. Yeah. He's not normally yeah. like that, Chris. Somebody I can vouch for Chris. He's normally very squared away. Although he's done something at every event. He tried lighting us up with, when he wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's LMG. With his ghost LMG. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, had, we, had, yeah, we had his ghost machine gun at, um, at Red Tide 2. Red Tide, yeah, yeah. Red <laughs> Fucking contact in the farm. Yeah. You can see this passion going like... <laughs> every now and again, just hitting this passion. We're like, where the fuck are they shooting there? Got to be inside yeah. the walls. Because <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, I was there with you guys and I genuinely thought there was some fuckhead keyholing through a little knot in the fence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we we were, we. yeah, we were rushing around, around like, like this chickens trying to find his contact. <laughs> it's, quite, it's, it's quite funny. You're talk, you, you, you talking about Chris. Obviously, he did red tide. And James and, I were, James and I were heading up north on a site visit. I think we both had our, our hoodies on. And we're in um, KFC, and this guy kind of like and like dungarees and like one piece ball suit turns around and says, "Are you defined?" And turns around, it's actually Chris. He was at work or something. He actually saw us, and he was chatting to us in the service station. And we have to. So it was really good to see Chris at um, at um, Raid. It really was good to catch up with him again. Yeah, thank, yeah, like, thank, thank you, Chris. We're, we're taking the piss, but thank you very much once again for yeah, supporting yeah. us. We're taking the piss. We've got love. We're taking the piss, but we, we, we do love him. Yeah. We do love. We do it nicely. We do. Yeah. That's what shows love. Taking it. the yeah. piss. <laughs> you need that comic relief Chris, now and again. Chris loves it anyway. He's sitting yeah. there. He's like, oh, oh they're taking yeah. the piss. Yeah, you guys. I'm watching you. All right, gents. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's always it's always great to have you guys on. Absolutely. Um, so we'll definitely. Do have I get you my golden patch soon. now? You should do. Uh, I'll tell you what. You can have your oh. golden patch when I get my DS one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Got fucking earn that bitch. Not just, <laughs> not, not, not just you. <laughs> we did not earn it. We did not earn it at all. I'm surprised they didn't charge us more. <laughs> like that. Three o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. DS, then please. Then he can have his patch, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I should get one. I did stand two in underwear. I was in, I was in pants, defend, oh, defending James. And I didn't laugh when it when he shuffled across the, the courtyard to go for a poo. I didn't laugh at him for shuffling. <laughs> I was the only one that didn't laugh. Yeah. And we're shouting at people. Don't, don't shoot me in the in the toilet. <laughs> I'd like to. Um... <laughs> I'd like to congratulate you guys now on, on you've been going for twelve hours, right? 
the worst is yet to come. Enjoy the drag stag. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best. It's I the hope best that cop bed is still up and ready. It will um, be. Yeah, dangerously, <laughs> dangerously being up. <laughs> I laid on it earlier and I was like, there, this is a mistake. I'm getting up straight away. <laughs> I know, I saw your eyes closed. <laughs> yeah. I was still talking, though. I was still conscious. Yeah. Just I just like the way you set him up. You knew exactly what was going to happen. I just didn't rested my lids. Like... I was like, yeah, no, I'm not laying down there. And then Ash tries to throw me a pillow. I'm like, no. <laughs> Stuff. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having well, us. Thanks very uh, much for coming on. And, uh, and Thank you. Right. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. Yeah. We will Keep catch up soon. Cheers, boys. Much love. Bye bye. Bye bye, mate. Uh, so we've got people, a few people joining us today uh, in the evening. Uh, we got uh, Adam. Yeah, peace uh, out. From the chairs off. So, uh, welcome. Take your headset um, off because you can't speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Adam Kinsley. Oh, hello, mate. How are you yeah. doing? Uh, welcome. Uh, that's a podcast um, that's worth listening to. Fellow podcasterizations. Um, and then who else do we have? Uh, Alex uh, joined us uh, halfway through that. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Dan Brewer joined us. Yep, Dan Brewer. Well, we're all about to leave this stream. Welcome, welcome. So thanks oh, for yeah, thanks well, for joining. We're about to shift over to the next stream. We are so, about to shift yeah, over. So uh, if you've only just um, joined us, um, the way that we're doing it at the moment is that we've got a uh, we have to do a six hour turnaround, um, just so we can um, sort out the stream later on, so people can come onto it. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a quick video um, of the charity um, that we're uh, currently supporting, which is Jigsaw South East. Um, and at the end of that, sorry, just, me, just how is the middle the, the eye in the uh, sky? I'm not moving, but Andy is. It might be because <laughs> you move your hands. You are moving your hands. No, I'm not. Look, look not, at the eye yeah. in the sky. <laughs> Mine's frozen. Andy's moving. Uh, Only uh, half of you. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? It might be because I'm starting to be Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's to us. <laughs> this is fun. This is where it all goes wrong. This, this is technical error. Just be, be can you get? Can you screenshot that? I'm like. <laughs> Hang on, touch myself. Oh, Where's it gone? Make it bigger. Why are you coming over here? Why is my hand on my head? <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. There we go. That's weird. There's so many presenters. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> just going. Um, so, yeah, as I was saying. Um, so, as I was saying, we're going to um, play a short video. Short video? Or is it the five minute video? It's the five minute video. Five minute video of the charity that we are currently collecting money for. Um, if you haven't donated, um please um obviously please donate and try and donate um we've we've raised quite a lot already but we want to try and get a bit as much as possible um what we'll do is we'll post another link up on the uh youtube and facebook um if you can just click that link and rejoin us it would be really appreciated um sorry about the, the the six hour thing but it's got to be done for uh loading up videos I'm out of breath from running from over there. Right, you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, biscuit. It's all the sugar and biscuits. Biscuit. 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 Biscuit.
Your um, apples cake. Oh, you squashed my apples cake. I didn't squash your apples cake. They all they come flat. Right. We'll bad. see you on the new stream in five minutes. Don't five forget minutes. to check out the eBay auctions as well. Yes. yes. The kind hoodie and the signed copy of the Sniper One book. Yes. By the legend that we found yours. Who's going to be on the show? Eleven. In a bit. See you in a bit. Much I need the support because I lost my dad and I felt lost without him and it was all so quick. It was suicide so we didn't know anything about it until the night he did it. I kind of knew that it was going to happen at some stage. Uh, yeah, she had cancer. Last year my dad died and my family decided we should get some help by Jigsaw. Well, we knew there was a gap in the service locally to support bereaved young people, so that's how we started the provision through Jigsaw South East. And then following on from that in 2012, um, we set up a Macmillan Family Support Service, and this supports young people who are facing the loss of a loved one. So we're able to offer a seamless service for families. Everyone at school talking about, oh, I'm going to go practice football and play with their dads, and I can't really do that. It's helped talking to other people who've been in the same situation as me. Well, I was like quite upset, and I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't really feel like that confident about talking to people. I kind of thought, well, well let's give it a try, and they've really helped me like sort out what I want to sort out. I'm still upset, but they've helped a lot. And then there was a lady called Sue who came to my school before, and she was nice. She came to our house as well. They're just really patient and kind. Well, primarily, I think it's important just to recognise how devastating grief can impact their lives, so affect their home and their school life. Because quite often, it's too painful to talk about their loved one, so they stop talking about that person. So the groups, through our gentle therapeutic activities, offer them the opportunity to remember that person. The memory box. It's helpful because I can look back at it and I've got a few things of his in there. He liked certain things and I've got pictures of him. It's sort of its own world, like remembering him. We'd write what we hate on a piece of paper and then we'd get clay and lob it at that. Let anger out of the system. It gives you more confidence in ways at school and places like that. It makes you feel like you're not the only one. I felt a bit trapped, but then when I started talking to Jigsaw, I felt more open and more able to speak to people about it. And they're like quite reassuring to you, and that makes me feel very happy that I'm welcome. And we know from feedback from the young people that they feel more emotionally resilient, hopefully sort of increased self-esteem, and to give them a way forward really to manage their grief um, so they can develop into resilient young adults. It was like a friendly environment, like all calm, no pressure or anything. And mum was actually relaxed for once. Before I felt less confident and 
less able, but whereas now I feel normal in the way that I can do more things and not feel upset. It's a much needed, specialised, valuable service for young people. We're a very small charity and we have a very skilled team of staff and volunteers as well who deliver fantastic support to our young people and we need that ongoing help and support so that we can continue delivering this service. Before, like everyone was just sort of like a noisy background load of stuff that didn't really make sense but now it makes all sense because there's people in the same place as you you feel more confident speaking around them because they know how you feel I'm not the only one in the world which is what it's been feeling like because I haven't known anyone else like it who have um, two eBay sales going on at the moment, 